Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. When you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs. And... PFL stars versus Bellator stars, historical night, first time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that. That seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Eblen against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um... Tiago Santos, whole bunch of big names. It's all going down this Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I had to kind of pause there for a moment because when we rehearsed, I said 22, and I just wanted to make sure that I didn't screw it up because Frank gets very upset when I say 2022. It is 2023, and hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. It is great to be here on a very cold and rainy Monday afternoon in New York City. Off the top, my friends, I have good news and I have bad news. And uh, I sure hope you had a lovely weekend. Of course, it's a post-pay-per-view Monday here on the program. 283 in the books. Return to Rio in the books. A lot to discuss on today's program. Good news and bad news is... Well, the good news is uh, you guys don't have to hear me talk about the Buffalo Bills for about nine months, so I'm sure many of you are very happy about that, um, including our own Frank. Uh, didn't That's say not true. I didn't even get a commiserations, didn't even get a text, didn't even get a, I'm sorry, I didn't get a hand on the knee. You want me nothing. to put a hand on the knee no, for I didn't you? get anything. It would have been nice. I mean, the thought, honestly, in this moment would have been nice, which leads me to the bad news. The bad news is I sit here... A man with a broken heart. Frank, I'm very, very sad on this Monday. I'm trying Sorry to fight to through it. I'm trying to be the grown-up in the room, but uh, it's a tough Monday. You know, it's a very tough Monday, but uh, you guys don't care about how I'm feeling. You don't care about the Bills breaking my heart for yet another season. Although, can I just say, uh, as opposed to last year, last year I was very, very, very sad 
off the bat. I was like almost depressed. It was a gut punch. It was uh, it was a shocker. This time I'm sad, but also very mad. You know, when you don't necessarily show up and you get punched in the mouth at home in the snow after the year that they had only losing three games. Um, yeah, I'm mad. Can I also say one last thing? And I, I wanted to say it off... Uh, you know, I wanted to get off my my uh, my chest before the show because I didn't want to come across as salty, Frank. But I feel like I should say it here. You know, initially I was like, you know what? The good people of Cincinnati, I'm hoping for the best for all of you. Now I take it back. Oh, no. Yeah, I take it back. I, I don't feel like they've been acting with a lot of class and professionalism, all right? Uh, I don't feel like they have... Uh, I don't feel like they have... Uh, you know, I, I I I don't feel I feel like they are creating this weird narrative like oh everyone's against us and they have to sell tickets to the neutral. What do you want them to do? Sell tickets to the AFC Championship on Monday? Like what did you want them to wait? By the way, they sold tickets to a game that would have been hosted at Cincinnati if the Jags won already. That like what what is this bizarre us against the world um, narrative that they're trying to put out? And another thing, how old are the Bengals? Like GCF, top of your head, like how old? I, and, and by the way. Fully, fully, fully aware that I'm coming across very salty here. I mean, I don't you don't need to tell me. But GC, how old are the Bengals? What would you say, like 40 years old, 50 years old, something like that? I mean, somewhere in that range. They were going to the Super Bowl in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, this whole, like, Who Day chant. I mean... Founded in the 60s, 67. Yeah, you know what's the answer to Who May Day? May 24th, 1967. The answer to Who Day is everyone. I mean, what do you mean Who Day? Who Day guy is going to beat them Bengals. Everyone beats the Bengals. What are you talking about? Everyone Oof. does. I mean, wow. you've never won a Super Bowl. You've never, wow. I, 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 I don't the understand Bills this. have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but like, what is it? We don't walk around saying, who day, who day? Like, how dare you think that you could beat us? I mean, let's calm down. And think right? that Buffalo didn't throw popcorn and drinks at Cincinnati when they were leaving, you know. We didn't do that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You mean like the Rio fans? Like we the were, Rio we're fans. All, what do we do? We donate to your charity. We donate to Andy Dalton's charity. We donate to everyone's charity. I mean, a little class, a little decorum. Oh, they had to sell tickets. Oh, the disrespect. All right, get over yourself. Great team. Joe Burrow's the man, big MMA fan. Uh, nothing bad to say about him. But everything around him, like, who day? How dare you think that you could beat the team that never won a Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh, the horror. How dare you guys think? How many Super Bowls have the Bengals been in as recently as last year? Never thought I'd say this, Frank. Go motherfucking Chiefs. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Go Chiefs. And and last, yesterday afternoon, I was like, you know what? I'm rooting for these guys. You know, hard hat, blue collar town, bad luck over the years, Marvin Lewis, one in 15. I take it all back. I'm taking it all back. I don't feel any of that anymore. Didn't act professional. Didn't act with class. Oh, they sold tickets. Frank, could you believe they sold tickets? Could you believe? Could you believe the disrespect? I don't want to forget... Get out of here. The class they had on January 2nd, though. Like, that was... Yeah, it was great. And then uh, what happened? I mean, I admit... Then there was a lot of belly aching. Oh, it should be neutral for us. Oh, by the way, may I remind everyone, we had a shot at the number one C2, and that would have helped out tremendously. We would have had to play the sad sack Jaguars. I mean, did you see those bums on Saturday? That would have been great if we played the Jaguars in uh, the divisional round. Anyway, I'm very salty right now, okay? Please don't hold any of this against me. It's going to be nine months, nine long months, and I'm very salty. I just had to get that off my chest. Should I have gotten that off my chest before we started the show? Perhaps. Probably. Yeah, perhaps. But you know what? I didn't like the way they were acting yesterday. A lot of people quick to come on my Twitter and make fun. I'm sad. I'm telling you I'm sad. I'm telling you my heart is broken. I have only acted with class and professionalism over here. And what do I get? Kicked in the balls. Didn't even get a, I'm sorry, text from Frank. 
nothing. Bro, I stopped watching on the third quarter. Yeah, I know. It's done. I wish I stopped watching. Anyway, now that I get that off my chest, it will happen one day. I'm staring at my Bill sweatshirt. Prouder than ever to represent Bill's Mafia. Anyway, uh, let's talk about what we're doing on today's program. Uh, as always, of course, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you want to go to DraftKings Sportsbook and put in the code DMMAR, that lets them know we sent you, and uh, we appreciate that very much. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, download that app, and put in the code DMMAR. And uh, and if you want to just send them a message, hey, the DMMAR sent you, even better. We appreciate that very much. Hopefully you did well this past weekend with 283 business, NFL business, NBA business, NHL business. Who knows? A ton to get to. Back into the show, we'll review and recap the weekend. Um, bit of a controversial one for the Parlay Pals. few things to get off my chest regarding the Parlay Pals as well. Okay? I don't know if we should do that now or save it for later, but I got Go a few ahead. things Go to ahead. get I mean, listen. You're all fired up. As I said, as I said, take the W. Why didn't we take the W? I still don't get it. So when you presented this argument to us, uh, <laughs> we're doing was this actually, before I even intro the guests. <laughs> I mean, that was actually for the yeah. under two and a half, which hit. I always feel present the. I I always the, feel just go with the dub. Go with the, the easy dub. The under two and a half hit. That's what you were arguing against. Nah, it's not just for that one in particular. It's for all, parlays. all of those. All, All parlays. Of, I say never go for the under this, that. It's wow. too volatile. Just go I've with taken, the easy dub. I've taken quite a few over-unders. Fight doesn't go the distance. Yeah. And, uh, I always I, feel uneasy. Always. I went back through the record. Uh, I had hit 11 straight picks prior to losing this one on Saturday. Listen, I'm not. this is not a knock on you people, per se. People made me aware. You went on other outlets. You know, you really... What you, other outlets? You went out. You, you, you got your frustrations out. You know, you said you told me so. You told me about the under two and a half. When I now Wait, I would give I didn't, you credit. I haven't done it. What are you talking about? Listen, people came to me on Twitter. They were like, <laughs> Ariel is just rampaging on there that he told you did so I, did to I not that? take the under two and a half. I the under did. two and a half would have hit. Well, what happened is when I said, listen, I'm going to do a fair wow. for the people. I'm going to take the under one and a half. You should have been like, no, 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 no. You got to take the under two and a half. Is this our first fight? I feel like this is our first fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have given you more credit if that was the case. But Rick's you over there eating popcorn. Listen, I feel like I've made I feel like I've made my stance known over the years. Just go for the easy dub. But I, I listen, I respect Goodness what you're trying gracious. to do. You're trying to get the line down to make people money, all this stuff. I couldn't give a fuck about that. I'm just trying to keep Frank out of this thing for as long as possible. <laughs> and had you I taken had you taken Jalton Almeida dub, we'd still be alive. Had I taken Jalton Almeida under two and a half, uh, we would still be alive. It was sure. moving to the and one if and my uh, aunt had a, you know, she'd be my uncle. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? I just about? can't get down with you <laughs> disagreeing with fight doesn't go decision yes. or props when I almost always hit them. We've been doing this for six months. This is the first time I've been the there one was to another exclusively, one. Well, Frank. Wasn't there one exclusively with Frank? cost the parlay. Wasn't there one with Frank? Oh, well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aljamain Sterling, uh, TJ Dillashaw. But this is, my, this is my stance against you per se. This is my stance on this type of thinking all the time. It's too volatile, in my opinion. It's, it's so much could go wrong. Did the DraftKings like, require us to do a pick like that? Uh, no, we, we never really it. followed that. That just kind of happened for us. One thing that I will say to add controversy to this, the, uh, the Parlay Pals did get posted on the DraftKings Sportsbook. For the first uh, time? No, 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 no. Oh. It's no. It happens almost almost every pay per view. But they posted the incorrect pick for me, and <sighs> uh, and it was uh, Bonfim 
um, versus Lasez under one and a half instead of Almeida. Oh my and god! It was like plus two fifteen. So if anyone took that, they hit actually, which is wow. which See? is hilarious. That is incredible. Did anyone mention that to you? Yeah, someone hit me up, and then when I hit up DraftKings, it was it was way too late in the game. It was like five thirty when I hit them up. They were like, "All right, we'll just pull it now." Uh, but a few people have taken that, so if they took it, they they did hit. You see, I want to know who's causing dissension within the team here. Number one, who's telling you that I'm talking shit? A someone on Twitter. I literally just started the show bringing this up, so that shows you where my yeah. integrity lies. It was not like I wait, but but here's the thing. It seemed like you were holding on to something because you didn't mention it beforehand, and you came out swinging right off the bat. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't I don't really like... swinging. It was just that uh, I was aware of what you were going to say <laughs> because I responded back to the Twitter person, and they were. I was just like, "What'd you say, like, man?" I, they're like, "Man, Ariel's going crazy. He told you crazy." So. They, they give me in all caps that he told you so, and then like all these laughing emojis. Now I'm getting this tweet like freshly off of just getting wrecked on bets of my own. I'm just like, "Oh, this guy, my God!" So I knew you were going to come. Wow, at this me is with crazy. This. So I had to have, you know, I had to be prepped i had to know what i was did you listen to it or are you pulling a patty pimblet see yeah you see there you go you're pulling a patty pimblet uh once again people on twitter worse than i'm imagining i think i talked about jalton almeida for 0.4 seconds on saturday i think that's you missed the lead you buried the lead and it was just ufc 283 and by the way the only thing i mentioned was that we screwed up the parlay pals that was it and then i moved on (laughs) not that his just his dominant performance is breaking records no it's just Get the dub. Get the easy dub. Anyway, uh, great start to the show. I feel like we're getting a lot out here. We're, we're letting our feelings out. This is healthy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, New York Rick not saying anything. By the way, do you agree with me, New York Rick? I do not. Wow. Now I feel two knives in my back. Why? I mean. Go for the easy dub. The, no, it's. What see, is the knives that, in your back? You're coming at us right now, okay? We're happy being a good team. You're trying uh, to create the here, Here's the problem. You view it as an easy dub. It, it it is fundamentally not different. Taking a money line fighter versus taking an over under is not fundamentally different as long as the odds are priced properly and as long as the person who is placing the bet in Connor Burks, who I trust unequivocally, as is choosing the right side of it. So therefore they're no different. They're not a different bet at all, as long as the odds are priced properly. Let's let's also say like if anyone's getting if, flowers this week, it's it's Rick for his Jessica Andrade pick. I mean, maybe I could have gone a little Jose spicier. Jose Nunez got got sweaty. Although I would have picked. Uh, by the way, one of the greatest the comebacks in the history of of, of the UFC. <laughs> Jose, I mean, she was literally a punch away from losing, and she comes back valiantly. I'm not sure how much I agree with that, but no, your pick was great too. I mean, Almeida won. It just felt like let's go for the easy dub. Anyway, this is a good uh, this is a good primer, if you will, a good. Um, foreshadowing for us to actually talk about all this later in the program. Let me tell you about the rest of the show. Luke Rockhold is going to join us. Luke Rockhold has a few things to get off his chest as well, so you want to stay tuned for that. A lot of people are like, well, you have Luke Rockhold on. Well, there's a reason, all right? There's always a reason. Uh, that's at uh, 3.30 at 3 o'clock. We'll be joined by John Cavanaugh. It's been a while since we had John Cavanaugh on the show. I'm looking forward to that. He had a big weekend obviously in brazil his first time in brazil johnny walker looked great what a finish for johnny walker on saturday that was uh, one of the more unique finishes that you'll ever see against paul craig one of the better fights on the card in total it was a great card it went on forever there were 15 fights and it kind of like it kind of started hot and then it got a little depressing during the shogun fight main card was okay i would say the prelims were better anyway First fight on the main card was Johnny Walker. We'll talk to John Kavanaugh about that. At uh, 2.30, we'll talk to Yuri Prochaska, 
who, in my opinion, and I want to ask the guys this very question, who is the best light heavyweight on the planet? My opinion, he's still the best light heavyweight as of right now, regardless of what happened on Saturday. And of course, you know by now, Jamal Hill is the new champ. That's not taking anything away from him, but he was somewhat of a beneficiary of the weird circumstances back in December with the injury and then the fight that went to a draw. And then, of course, you know, getting the fight against Glover Teixeira. Uh, so we'll get Yuri's thoughts on everything that went down on Saturday. And Saif Saud will stop by, who, of course, was working with Brandon Moreno as of like a month and change or so ago. Moreno wins. Rivalry over. He's the flyweight champion. And then how about Davis and Figueredo taking off the gloves to announce that he was moving up to 135? A real swerve there. We got two official retirements on Saturday. One... Shogun Hua, we knew that was coming. Two, Glover Teixeira thought if he lost, that was coming. We see Figueredo take off the gloves. Never seen someone take off the gloves to announce that they were moving to uh, a different weight class. I kind of liked it. Totally intentional, right? Well, what do you mean by that? Like he was wanting people to think, oh, he's going to retire. I don't think so. I think he was trying to make the, uh, the move feel very important. Yeah, it got the watch party was a little fooled by it, though. They were like, oh, we took the gloves off. Oh, I mean, I think everyone was. I was watching, and I was like, oh, my God, is Figueredo done? Has he had enough? And then it was just to announce that he was moving up to 35, which, remember, on Monday of last week, I asked him about that. He said he will eventually move to 35, but if Cejudo's champ, he won't fight him. Or even if he becomes champ, he won't even go up, I guess, after this weight cut. And he looks so skinny. He, I mean, it's just, I think he has like 0.2% body fat. Um, when he's when he's cutting to twenty five, I mean, it's, the, he is so vascular when he's cutting down to twenty five. It's almost a bit jarring. So probably in his best interest to move up healthy. He'll be small for the weight class in terms of you know height. But I'm very curious to see what they do with him and uh, how they book him. So let's talk to the guys. I mean, we talked to them already, but you know, in an official capacity about the card. And let's start with the uh, the light heavyweight fight, the title fight. Obviously, we all thought that there was a chance that Jamal Hill could win this fight. I will be honest. I thought even as he was up two rounds to none, I was like, all right, if Glover gets the fight to the ground, I still think he can win this fight. And we saw, I think he got him down with around two and a half minutes in the third. And I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. Credit to Jamal Hill. He survived. And he survived multiple times. A couple of uh, takedown stuffs here. A couple of scrambles there. I mean, overall, impressive stuff. Went the distance. The cardio wasn't a factor. People said it was going to be a factor. It wasn't a factor. And he pretty much beat up Glover Teixeira to the point that Glover said, I'm done. I'm going to retire now. I don't want to do this anymore. Impressive. And for me, a bit surprising just how dominant he was. New York Rick, what did you think? Yeah, similar thoughts. I think he answered all the questions, right? What is his defensive grappling going to be good enough to keep Glover Teixeira off him? And he proved it was. When it was early, it was stuffing takedowns. When it was late, it was escaping and keeping himself um, out of danger while Glover was in his guard. Um, so, yeah, I expected to find out, just as Jamal Hill mentioned on our show, whether he expected to find out whether he was ready to be a championship-level fighter. And to me, he answered those questions and showed that he was. I would have predicted if it was going to be a fight that goes five rounds, it might be Glover's fight. Yeah. Um, not because of a question about Jamal Hill's cardio, just more of a question of the power kind of fades as you go, right? Are you going to be able to to land the, the more 
um, de- devastating and dangerous blows as the fight goes on. Glover is sh- somebody who's shown that he can be just as dangerous in the fifth as in the first um, because he's always in a fight. He has uh, an insanely, like, I can't even describe his toughness. I can't even describe his chin. Um, it's inhuman. I-, I don't even know what to make of it. Um, so I would have thought the longer it went, it would have favored Teixeira. Um, but I was very impressed by Jamal Hill. He, he answered all the questions that I think people had about him, um, and now people are excited about the potential new matchups for him at light heavyweight. There were two fights on that card on Saturday that I thought, oh, man, I just wish that the fight would end, like someone would stop this fight. The Murphy-Andrade fight was getting a little bit uncomfortable, and this fight, I knew for a fact they would not stop the Glover fight, meaning the corner wouldn't stop it because they had to have known Hey, like in the back, he's probably like, if I lose this is my last one, like just let me go out on my shield here. And clearly, he wasn't upset about that. He, I, I think, you know, you saw him in between. I think it was the fourth and fifth, maybe the third and fourth. I think it was the fourth and fifth where he's like, oh, come on, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's yeah, go. Fourth and fifth, going into the fifth round. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, who could say anything bad? And, and one good thing about the last year and a half or so, I feel like our respect and admiration and just the attention shown towards Glover has grown a lot. Like meaning. I'm happy that he's getting these moments. I'm happy that we're able to talk to him like this. I'm happy that he got the belt back in 2021, and I'm happy he got the moment in Brazil. But clearly at this point, like, there's nothing else to do. He 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 needs to walk away. He doesn't need to take any more damage, and he's accomplished it all. He got the belt. He climbed the mountaintop. No mas. Completely shifted how he's viewed in the later stage of his career. And nothing left to do at that point. Like, he did it. He did all the things that you com- he completely changed the narrative around how his career is going to be remembered in the second half of it. And now he- there's nothing left for him to do. He captured that title. He showed people how great he could be for a sustained amount of time. As he, sa- he said many times, people thought he was long in the tooth when he made it to the UFC. Then he had an entire incredible run. Zero left for that man to prove. Um, I will push back a little bit on the idea that there's a similarity between the Andrade fight and the uh, and the Glover fight. How so? I, only I'm, My only point there is like, you could have made a case for that fight being stopped as well. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. I actually agree with you, Ariel. I think there was a serious case, especially in that third round. It started getting uncomfortable to watch. It was yeah. clear Lauren Murphy had absolutely nothing for Jessica Andrade. At that point, she was just taking unnecessary damage. And that's where I agree. But where I disagree is I don't think the Glover and Hill fight should have been... Stopped. No, but it, to the point where I was like, man, he is taking a serious he's, amount of damage. He's taking I wasn't a calling for it, but he's fighting back. He, that's the difference in those fights. Lauren Murphy had zero. Got it. In return for Jessica Andrade, she had nothing. She was getting beat from pillar to post. There was no offense being mounted. She was just getting hammered. Glover Teixeira, he has made his career is at least the, the latter stage of this, the last half of this, on being in the fight in the fifth round. And showing offense. And there was no point in that fight where I thought he's just a sitting duck. Yes, he took a lot of damage. Yes, it's not a great way to go out. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Um, But there's a huge difference to me in terms of what the offense looked like in return uh, in the from Glover in that fight versus what Lauren Murphy was giving back to Jessica Andrade, which was zero. That was just a one-sided beatdown. By the way, true or false, Glover Teixeira was given more leeway Oh, 100% False. true. Wait, wait, you don't even what? know what I'm about to say. More leeway than, than Israel Izzy was fighting back route. too, you know. Izzy was fighting back. He was moving around. Dude, no, no, no. <laughs> that second round with like three minutes to go. No, three minutes to go in like the third round when Hill wobbled him bad, got him on the ground, and then is just laying down ground and pound. And like even the commentators are like, oh, man, are they going to stop the fight? Goddard saying, you have to fight back. You have to fight back. Like, 
he definitely gave more leeway than he did to Israel Adesanya. I'm sorry. And I love Mark Goddard. I would put him right now disagree. as the best ref in the game. Honestly, number one. You disagree? I disagree. Uh, Israel Adesanya was a sitting duck against moving. one of the hardest hitters in MMA history. He, it was not the he same. He literally had and one was, bad moment was, in that fight. He had he, one bad moment of 20 seconds. That was it. Yeah, that's a bad 20 seconds against a guy like Alex. That's Clover a real had a lot bad, of bad moments. Seconds. Different. Different. That... Yes, Glover was got wobbled ba- bad on several occasions. He was I think about Goddard to be re- was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Oh. He was about to be re- ah, I mean, See, that, Frank, you agree. Fair. You agree. I, I think that, that Izzy was stopped early. Yes. It, Finally. It may, someone it. may have it. played into his into his mind. It's it's completely fair to ask that question. Disagree that, that those were the same stop. GC, who's the best light heavyweight on the planet? Oh, gosh. Wow. That's a tough question. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still say Yuri Prohoshka. I think he has the best claim to the belt. Obviously, he doesn't hold it, but Jamal Hill, the way that he impressed on on Saturday, it's it's a tough argument to make against him. I mean, the way that he handled the grappling of of Glover Teixeira, like I I really thought he was going to be cooked when it got to the ground, and Glover had several opportunities. I mean, even in that fifth round, it felt like you know when it, him coming out into the fifth round, being like, "Let's go." In the back of his mind, he's knowing this is it. Like this, I'm down on the scorecards. There's there's no chance, and then he immediately gets it to the ground at the start of the fifth round, and I mean, Hill handled it well, and then on the feet, it was just, it was as one-sided as one-sided gets. I mean, Glover obviously had moments, but when you look at the statistics, like, he outdid him bad. I, I really want to see Hill, Yuri. Oh, yeah. And I think that'll that'll stamp on who's what the best What a fun fight that would be, right? Oh, I mean, I see gosh. no scenario Fantastic. where that fight is boring. Here's the There's big no question. Way. Yuri's timeline, which we'll obviously talk to him in about an hour about that. If he can't come back... He doesn't have to come back in the next three months, four months, five months. He had surgery not that long ago. I mean, I hope he doesn't. By the way, no. I, I think Hill fights one more time before we see Yuri. Oh, Hill. so that's the problem. Who does he fight? I mean, I that mean, is the problem. I think it needs to be one of Magomed or Jan. I was going to say you give Magomed another Which one? I, I think why I Magomed? Think why not Jan? That's what I'm saying. I yeah, don't know how could. you decide between the two. They drew in the fight. Sure. Honestly, uh, they should fight again. Well, how could you? Oh God, I don't know if Dana White and the UFC are going to do that one. By the way, again. it wasn't that bad of a fight. I agree with you, it really but, wasn't. but the but the way they've marketed it, what, what's you're the telling promo? me one of these they, BS fight nights can't use that they, as a main event? Okay, so they roll out the main event. The promo tape is what Dana White being like, "That's the worst fight I've ever seen." Let's book the. No, Jan did say when the fight ended, he was like, "Give him the belt." Like I lo- I like I didn't win I'd this fight. Okay I know he's changed his sta- his stance since, but like here's here's what I think is a more interesting conversation because I don't know the answer to who's the best light heavyweight in the world. But I think that creates an interesting conversation around, could it be somebody who's in Bellator? Could it be somebody who's in PFL? Could it be somebody who's in one championship or another promotion? I think that's an interesting conversation because I don't know that this, the lineage of this title has not been put in a position where we think that the UFC champion is automatically the best uh, light heavyweight in the world. I think there's a conversation that could be had that maybe it's somebody from another promotion um, until that belt kind of stays with somebody for a while. Um, Vadim Nemkov versus Jamal Hill. Who wins? Is that a fight? I mean, that's a fight, right? Oh, that's it's not a, a fight thousand percent I, a fight. That's not a fight where I go, oh, wow, Bellator is going to get their, no. their uh, doors blown off or get their brakes beaten off. Like, that's a fight. And, I mean, Corey Anderson is a legit light heavyweight. Like, you could put him in a fight with a UFC guy right now, and that's a legit fight. So... I think that's the more interesting conversation is like, is Jamal Hill going to establish order in that division and prove himself to be the, the best light heavyweight in the world? That will be very interesting. By the way, number one, I thought you were going to say John Jones is the best light heavyweight on the planet. I thought oh, well, if he was. could ever make that weight class again, he is. No, I just, but he's, you know, he's, 
he's not going to. Uh, and number two, <laughs> kind of a shame that Nemkov isn't fighting in two weeks on CBS because that would have been a great thing for Bellator to say, like, this is the best light heavyweight. Like, we've got the best light heavyweight. You know what I mean? Couldn't. Oh, man, you got me thinking. Couldn't light heavyweight use John Jones more than heavyweight could? I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, a like, thousand percent. If he just went down, I don't think. I don't think he's it's not, not worth it. the discussion. He's no. too big now. No, and and I just feel like if you look at his last few performances, he needed this. He needed yes. Yeah. He needed this challenge. He needed this thing. You know, like oh, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Yep. Um I would love to see it. The question. So okay, what about this curveball? And it got a little bit weird after what happened on Friday, is there any scenario in which Anthony Smith gets the title shot because they were supposed to fight in March? They it's took a better the, story. He's he's a lot more well-known. The problem so, is he missed the weight on Friday, which I don't no, think... I don't care. Yeah, it sucks, he, sucks he for missed, him. He doesn't get he paid. He missed the weight on Friday, and he's coming off of a loss tomorrow. Coming off a loss, have. missed the weight. Um, they were supposed to fight. Super wow. weird in retrospect. He was sitting in, in the locker room with Jamal Hill uh, when they were showing the shots on Saturday. And there's a but there's a story. Tell me, it's what, 2023, and we're still talking about like meritocracy, like no, no, wins no, and no, losses, no. like that matters. It's just he's got a few things going against him. Here's the thing: it's infinitely more sellable, in my opinion, than Magomed. That's why I feel like we should bring up Anthony Smith. Let's do it. I'm all in. All right. Let's do it. I mean, the guy, the guy who I feel bad is kind of being left out is is Rakic, right? Like, okay, that I spoke dude. to Rakic, hoping to return around June or so, so the timing could work out. But you're going to come back after an injury like that to a title fight. I mean, well, that's the thing. He, also, he's coming in a off of position. a loss to Jan Blahovic. right? It's not, nothing's well, clean here. Well, it was a weird loss. A weird yeah. loss, right? Like where he, he got injured. Um, there's no, but this is my. I point. just feel like it should be one of Magomed or Jan that gets that gets not the Smith, shot. not Smith. Could be. I do not think so. No, I think it becomes a bigger fight with Smith, so I wouldn't have a problem with it. And I think nobody here has established like I'm, I'm the guy. How about Johnny Walker? I'll take that too. By the way, he's not that far away. All of a sudden, I mean, he beat Paul too. Craig, yeah. who has a win over Jamal Hill and Van the guy who we all kind of wrote off as being like a clown. Now, all of a sudden, is like, oh, maybe he's uh, coming into his own. Who would have thought? Mm. I mean, at in this. By the way, we have a clip of me talking to Jamal Hill. Can we pull up this quick? This clip, real quick. It's uh, February, I believe, of 2022. Right? Is it February? I'm pretty sure that's the first time he was on, and I asked him. A very quick parting shot question. This is what he said. Finish this sentence for me if you can. Jamal Hill be UFC champion by? In the next year. In the next year. This time next year, you're champion already. In the next year. Okay, so in the next year, is that 365 days? Is that by the time 2023 is over? Either way you slice it, it has been less than 365 days since he said that to me. Pretty damn incredible. I will incredible. be honest. When he said that, I was like, I don't know if I see the path. But I love the confidence. He freaking nailed it. Pretty I mean, incredible. It'd be, it'd be impossible to see the path. Like the amount of, lot things, of things that yeah. the dominoes that had to fall. But he got the opportunity and he capitalized on it. And now he's the light heavyweight champion of the world. In less than 365 days since he said that. I mean, it's insane. And nothing has changed. There's lots of people who are in Jamal Hill's position that we're talking about that could be in a title fight. In less than 365 days, there is no order in that division. There is no hierarchy. There is no uh, established kind of like tiers. It all needs to be sorted, and they need to fight each other to figure this out. But I would be open to nearly anybody who's ranked getting a title shot. So, to be honest, so you you bring up a great point. You know when someone re- like he was very emotional afterwards. He's been through yep. a lot. His backstory is inspirational. We talked about it on the show. Um, at one point, it seemed like he had no path to just even get to the UFC, let alone be a champion. 
But when someone wins a belt for the first time and is very emotional, and, you know, 205 has long been a glamour. This is Chuck Liddell's weight class. This is Tito yeah. Ortiz's weight class. John Jones's weight class. Uh, Rampage Jackson. Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier. This is a glamour division. Dare I say with a richer history than heavyweight. When in boxing, heavyweight is the glamour division and 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 205, if you will, cruiserweight, whatever, isn't yep. necessarily that. I know 205 is less than cruiserweight. You get the point. Anyway, um, because this wasn't Leon Edwards having to scratch and claw, because this wasn't a guy who has had to go through, like it almost seems, and again, this is not me hating, but there's a bit of a, like a backdoor element to this. I mean, we just had a light heavyweight title fight. He was booked in a fight. Like they didn't see him as an number one contender just yet. He was booked in a fight against Anthony Smith in March. Is that why the main event didn't feel as emotional to us viewers? No. I've, I felt that emotion. Did. I okay. mean, we don't have to go further back than the name you mentioned, John Jones. He slid him. He slid into a title shot against Shogun Hua when Rashad Evans got injured. But he. This, but 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 the difference is John Jones beat the guy. John Jones yeah, beat the but, champ. But there is no guy. There is no guy in that division. There is no guy. There was no guy ever. When John Jones left, that that guy was gone. There was yeah. no guy. Uh, I feel the emotion. I feel what he went through, and it didn't have to be in front of the UFC audience for us to kind of understand it. Like he's been working his whole life and his whole career for that. Um, I felt that. I felt that big time. And I think almost the compressed timeline almost makes it more emotional. If I'm being honest, the idea that like it couldn't have been real a year ago and then became real um that he you know he thought maybe this was going to be a longer path and then all of a sudden had to had to kick it into into higher gear um on that short a timeline went from watching on TV and a fight booked against Anthony Smith to an opportunity where he's going to get the title that can mess with you and that can make you crumble and that can make you fold in the moment against a guy like Glover who has been doing this for multiple decades um I felt every moment of that. Mm. I, I, I felt it intensely, actually. Yeah, you know, I ahead. actually sat with Rick because uh, in another interview you did with Jamal Hill, he talks about like getting the answer on January 21st, and he just like it almost seems like he's in disbelief. And then just like there's just something about seeing a moment where you know that someone's all their dreams just became true like that. Like when you're watching the NFL draft, the NBA draft, like yeah. a moment like that, you can just tell like all their hard work has just paid off for them like dreams are actually getting realized in front of our eyes i agree with your your point though like we're we've been on the journey with leon right we've all been along for the ride and seen it and seen every mm. step brick by brick and i get why that can be emotional but i think this was just as interesting a story um it, it and i and i said this on on the watch party connor and and mike do an amazing watch party for the pay-per-views shout out to those guys mm-hmm. um this is almost like this win almost doesn't have the impact um it will ultimately have right now in this moment until we know what happens next like the win itself is going to either age better or worse depending on what happens next and that's what i'm kind of excited about if jamal hill goes on a run this win becomes the moment that changed everything and now he's this champion who's who's able to hold it and, and go on a long run or if he doesn't it becomes more of its musical chairs. The moment kind of blends in and becomes insignificant. Like Yuri's title reign was supposed to be like, okay, now Yuri's here. Right. Now the division's going to be on track. He's gone. And he's hoping to get a title fight. It really, what happens from here is going to determine how this moment ultimately is viewed in history. Can I throw out another crazy thought? It feels like at 185, we have a champion who has the number of the former champion 
Israel Adesanya. A lot of people think they fight 10 times, he wins 8, 9, whatever it is. Yep. However, the rest of the weight class, and maybe even the MMA community, don't necessarily think he's the baddest 85 on the planet. They say things like, oh, once Bo Nickel gets him, or Hamza could even go up and get... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like he's, like, the least respected of the champions right now in the UFC. Yeah. However, there is a scenario where I feel like he could be a double champ. Agreed. Like, who the wins man that? Is massive. Who wins that fight? Isn't that weird, though? The guy that no one respects, or not no one, but, you know, like, is getting a lot of disrespect at 85 is actually the guy who could also beat the 205 champion right now. Yeah. Like, you couldn't necessarily say that if Glover was champ. Obviously, yeah. relationship aside, You also set, probably couldn't say that if Israel was fight. champ. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, I, I've I've been thinking about that like ever since it'd be just such a perfect story that like Jamal Hill beats Glover Teixeira, retires him, and then Glover Teixeira's boy, oh Alex Pereira, goes up to try to become double champ. Like, I feel like there's no way it happens until Pereira has a defense at middleweight. But Especially against Izzy, right? You got to do the yeah. Izzy fight first. But man, that would just be... The, you talk about uh, selling a fight, like, and you think Anthony Smith, uh, Jamal Hill, has sell- sellability? I mean, Alex Pereira, Jamal Hill, that would be unbelievable. These double champ things just muck too much stuff up. Oh, like, I know. Alex Volkanovsky has done so much to be able to earn it. When you yeah, beat Max Holloway three right. times, I don't care. Like you could pick your fight. You could fight at one seventy if you want. Too. I don't even care. You have to get to that level before I'm w- willing to have that conversation. But if you're asking right now, if you plopped him into a fight with Jamal Hill, would he be competitive? Absolutely, incredibly Lula. competitive. Absolutely, if not winning Lula. it. Can I tell you my biggest disappointment of the night on Saturday? Not any result, not, you know, didn't throw in the towel, throw in the towel, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. I thought the crowd yeah, I knew you were gonna was say that. super I'm underwhelming, right? I mean, we had heard so much about how they're excited to be back, blah, 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 blah. At one point, I actually WhatsApp Guilherme. I was like, is this crowd dead or what's going on here? Because on television, it came across as completely dead. Uh, they would pop up here. They would pop, like, even for the Shogun stuff, quiet. For Figueredo, quiet. You heard a couple of Uva Mohe, nothing. Um, and I'm not even talking about them throwing stuff in Moreno, which is like, yeah, not good. what the fuck was that? I mean, what, what what is this? 1970s Memphis wrestling, throwing stuff at the guy because he beat your guy? Like, they hugged it out, like, chill out. But it just felt like the crowd was dead. By the end of the night, ton of empty seats. It was just weird. Was that not a very underwhelming, disappointing crowd? Like, It felt like in the beginning, like, with, with the prelim fights, Obviously, Brazilians being on every single fight, it felt like in the beginning the crowd was really there. Anytime there was a big moment for a Brazilian in the fights, you could hear them go crazy. But it felt like as the night went on, it never really amped up with the amping up of the card. Like, yeah, the stakes, I expected the, right. Yeah, like it felt decent in the beginning, but it felt like it never really crescendoed. Like I thought they were going to be going absolutely bananas throughout that entire main card. Like Johnny Walker, a guy from Brazil. Uh, Andrade, Burns, like I thought they would be going bananas, and and it never really felt like that energy was there. I feel I feel like the moment I noticed it the most was when they were introducing Glover, and I was like, man, crowd doesn't really Nothing. seem that loud. No, and and yes, it was a little bit later, right? They're two hours ahead, so sure. by the time those guys are walking, it's two a.m. or so. But there's thirty something other Brazil cards from back in the day, uh, which you know they were playing with the same set of rules. Uh, I don't know if it was because of the ticket prices were higher, and so maybe that brings in a different kind of fan. I don't know, but I was a little bit disappointed. I mean, I was saying all along they should have put this in the Apex. You know? Fuck off. That's, that's, that's a saying. great point, actually. I mean, listen, I'm just saying. That underwhelming crowd, a thousand times better <laughs> than anything at the Apex, but still, I was expecting a little more. I think that's fair. And a reminder maybe of just how great those European crowds are, right? Even, I mean, 
Forget about level. UK. Like even the Paris crowd was fantastic, singing the freaking national anthem in the middle of the main event. It was Those unbelievable. Are the one in two crowds of the year. Yeah, like that's that's it's different levels. Just wait till there. they come back to Canada. It's gonna be lit. Spain, Alien to Port. Let's go there. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, let's talk about... Uh, pff, can we talk about a place that they should go? Mexico. Oh, I mean, yeah. God. By the way, what a time for Mexican MMA. Moreno back as champion. Uh, you got Alexa Grasso fighting for the belt. Let's see what happens. Yair Rodriguez, the month before, just a few weeks' time, fighting for the featherweight title. Yep. We suspect Inter- Aldana... Interim. Uh, yeah, interim, yes. Uh, we suspect Aldana fights uh, Nunez, maybe April, maybe in New York City. Not Ooh. Brooklyn, maybe New York City. Stay tuned. Oh, what? Um, okay. There's there's a there's a there's a lot going on, and I'm and I'm definitely forgetting a bunch of people off the top of my head. But those are the ones fighting for the belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got Raul Rojas. We've got um, who else? Uh, there's a, there's a bunch. Mexican MMA has never been better, healthier, more exciting. A card in Mexico with some of those names would be incredible. But what about Brandon Moreno? This guy having to lose his head coach, who he was. I know they hadn't been working together forever, but it seemed like they created a real bond. All that, you know, tumultuousness, if you will. Um, new head coach, some familiar faces, great. I saw a documentary, which I tweeted earlier, in which they showed, it's called The the Last Dance, the Last Dance Brandon Moreno's, I think, UFC 283 documentary on, on YouTube is the name. Um, he seemed to have injured his knee pretty badly just a few weeks ago. And I know everyone goes through stuff, but uh, this seemed somewhat serious. Goes in there, enemy territory, and I thought was winning three rounds to none, right? I thought, I mean, I thought For that sure. he he was up three rounds to none, and I don't think there was anything controversial about that. I said on Saturday, if they didn't have the history, I bet you could spin that into a little bit of controversy in that, oh, it was somewhat unceremonial. This was a fight that he was going to win. It was very clear. And he's the best flyweight on the planet, and it's an amazing story. And now I'm I'm excited. Like Alexandre Pantoja is not a household name, but they've got a history. And if they sell it correctly, the history on tough. His last UFC fight before he got released, as they were weeding out all the flyweights. Now he's the champ fighting this guy who's patiently been waiting for his shot. Interesting times at 125. What do you guys think, GC? I know you love oh. this weight class. Oh, it's one of my. I love the both ends of the spectrum. I love heavyweight. Love flyweight. Uh, yeah, I mean, how can you not be excited about it if you count the tough fight, like which was a real fight? I know it doesn't go on their official records, but Alexander Pantoja has two wins over Brendan Moreno. I mean, I don't know how you can't sell it. That that has to be the main focal point. Like he's coming for the belt. Uh, he's two and zero against this guy, uh, and he has full intentions of getting it. I mean, I I think that is the most obvious fight to make. They met up after afterwards behind the scenes, uh, and yeah, I can't wait for that one. I think it's going to be fireworks. Almost more interesting than talking about that fight right now is talking about Figgy's future, right? How do you book oh, this guy? Man. Because if you look at the top of the um, of the bantamweight division, a lot of those guys are booked, right? Like we suspect that Aljo is going to fight Henry Cejudo if you know if they wait for Aljo to come back, and I don't think he's going to fight on that March fourth card. But I'm not hearing otherwise. It's all very much up in the air. We know that Jan and Marab are going to be fighting in March. Tremendous fight. We know that Marlon and Corey are going to be fighting um, in February. We've got the Rob Fonts and the Dominic Cruises of the world. And it's not like you have to book Figgy just yet. Obviously, you know, the eye messed up. He's going to need some time. He just went through a crazy fight, weight cut, all that stuff. Is it crazy, though, to suggest Figgy versus Sean O'Malley off the bat? Odd man out. Let's do it. 
I think I think Figueroa is going to have a really rough time at bantamweight. Yeah. If I'm being I honest, I mean the height, right? The height, I th- the reach. I think flyweight was the division where he was going to be successful. I I would not expect that he has a great run at bantamweight. If I'm being honest, I saw someone put out. Obviously, he's booked, but I felt like Piotr Jan versus Figgy would have been fantastic. I mean, he could fight the winner of that fight That's, easily. He's not coming back tomorrow, right? Yeah. That's true. probably the most fun fight for him, but he's going to be facing either a bunch of wrestlers or a bunch of dudes who have longer reach and much more physical attributes over him, which is just a bad combination. He's 35 now. Maybe he's maybe a, at bantamweight, he just does fun fights. Like, Yeah. He's also just not a high-volume guy either. He's, he's going to be in there with guys who I just think – from a technical standpoint, it's going to be very Figgy hard versus for him to Rob Font, Dominic sure. Cruz. But what happens when Rob Font just sticks him on the end of a jab? No, no, I know it's it's rounds. it's a tough spot. It's, be bad. it's a Maybe really O'Malley, tough spot. What would O'Malley's height advantage be over him? Like, yeah, so oh, dramatic. Jed, you know what? So Jed Mashu dropped in here. I like this one. Figgy, Figgy, and Garbrandt. That's a fight. That's a fight. Give me that one. I'll take that I all day. He catches him and just puts him out. Yeah. I'll take that all day. That's a great as his intro. Does, doesn't Garbrandt have a fight coming up? I mean, again, he could. He they could. were trying desperately to get him against Ronnie Yaya. I think. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how he does because I think, like, build wise, height wise, reach wise, flyweight is the weight class for him. For sure, the cut is just too difficult. The cut is too much, but yeah, I mean, sure, why not? I, I think he's earned uh, a top name. If he's if he comes into the division and says I want a top guy off the bat, I think he's earned that by by his uh, flyweight title run. I think for sure he's earned that. He should be able to ask what he what he wants. There's great symbolism in the fact that Moreno's fighting Pantoja. We suspect for the it, belt because this was the fight that got him out of the UFC. So flyweight at one point was on its deathbed. Now very much alive and well. You want to say something? I was going to say I know this is unpopular, but I would watch Figueroa and Moreno again. Sorry, I just would. For a fifth time? I mean, obviously. Like, I would I, watch, I watch it, it, but I want to see Moreno Pantoja. I see there's a, I, I could see a world. I, I can picture it already. I can see the tweets already where Captain Eric and Henry are in his ear saying, the eye was the thing. Of course. That's what start, I said. It's sellable. Start start pretending that, you know, that was the determining factor, and now we're going to fight again. But it's not fair to shot. Pantoja. It's not fair to I also yeah. I also don't think the UFC is going to be, like, super no. gung-ho about doing that again. Um but, man, I would watch those two fight forever. UFC Just brass has forever. to be so happy that Moreno won. Not because they don't like Figgy, but, you know, to have a Mexican-born champion is huge for them. Oh, he has, he just has such a great story, too. Like So likable. Yeah. Very easy to root for. They're both – look, both of those guys, they, they kept this division afloat at a time when it was not a glamour division yeah. and made it into something. And now it's exciting again. And now there's people who want to watch the flyweights. Um, they both deserve a, a ton of credit. This rivalry, this is one of the best rivalries in UFC history, in my opinion. Gilbert Burns, dominant win over Neil Magny. Unfortunately, it seems like every time Magny gets one of these big-time spots, despite the fact that he has the most wins in the history of 170, doesn't prevail. Afterwards, I thought he would go the Bilal route. Burns went the Colby route. Colby's status very much up in the air. Yeah, all nice. If Hamzat is coming back to 170... To me, the fight to make is Colby versus Hamzat and and Burns versus Bilal. I love that, you know, that two pack of fights. Um, I say you shoot for the moon and land on the stars. If you're who? If you're Gilbert, sure. Call for Colby, settle for Bilal if you have to. Sure. Uh, the thing is, like with Colby, we are approaching a year since the Masvidal fight. Yeah. And you know, he used to be omnipresent in terms of media, in terms of being out there on social media. Like he, he has pretty much become MIA 
for whatever reason, feels like he's lost all that momentum. Still, if they book Colby versus Hamza, that would be a massive, massive fight. And there was talks that they wanted to do it over the summer. And then maybe in uh, the UK, we're not hearing anything at the moment. And that card is less than two months away. Which which route would you go? If both guys are available, if, if everyone is available, what, what do you do with Gilbert? Do you do the, the, the not the Hamza fight, the uh, Colby fight? Or do you do the uh, Bilal fight? I would do it exactly how you laid it out. But... Is that going to happen? Is that going to like? It, there's too much unknown. We really don't know. We haven't heard a peep from Colby Covington. Like we don't know what the hell's going it, on. It seems like Hamzat, from all like pictures and videos that are coming out of him lately, and the things that he's saying, like he's just standing by, waiting for someone to accept the fight against him. Okay, so the, here's the thing: if Colby is just MIA and doesn't want to fight, Gilbert versus Hamzat again, again, what again? That fight was amazing. It was well, I amazing. know, but we just saw it. Yeah, so but, like, but does Shemayev take that? I feel like Shemayev would not take that. Do it again. Nah, I think I don't think Yamzat Shemayev's in the business of turning down fights. I mean, I, I, kind of feel I don't like think he's doing whatever it, he wants. I don't think he's doing like would turn it down because he's scared to fight Gilbert Burns again. I, I just feel like the upward trajectory. Like if he's if he's even going to stay at in that case, just wait for a title shot. Then if you're not going to fight Hamzat, just wait for a title shot. I think you would. Fight or would you Burns do? Again. Or would you do Hamzat versus Bilal? I'm down for that. Sure. But then what do you do with Gilbert? That. But this this becomes a conversation. This basic this conversation all basically becomes who's the next person to fight Hamzat. That's what this. That's what. Well, this he's division the, he's is. the big. You know, he's the big fish. He's the big draw. But also, these three guys are. We're talking about uh, Colby, Gilbert, and Bilal. All could be contenders, but they're all just going to have to go through Hamzat. It just becomes who's going to fight Hamzat. Let me that's throw out two other names. <laughs> Hamzat needs to fight for the Gilbert. Belt. Versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson? No, no, come on. I mean, wait, what? We you you talk about? There, we just saw Hamza. Yeah. We it just saw ground. that, and that was a, a I mean, beatdown. He's coming off a win. Okay, fine. Okay, hey, 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 I had another one, but this one is kind of unfair to Gilbert. If he gets by Jeff Neal, Gilbert versus Shavkat. Oh man, like, Gilbert just... would take it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes, Gilbert would That'd definitely be a take freaking, it. I mean, what a test for Shavkat. Well, then, then we'd really get to see, see like, uh, you know, how just how good is. is here's Shavka. the problem with welterweight. It has now become Leon versus Kamaru. Yeah, and then Hamza uh, or Gilbert, Bilal, whoever versus the two guys that everybody thinks is going to mur- murder everybody else in the division in Shavkat yeah. and Hamza. They've become essentially feeding. They've become uh, prey for these two guys. I don't love that. I think do Gilbert versus Bilal if Hamza's being cast aside for Colby. Let them both sit and wait for it, or get get them in the mix. Let's just stop waiting around for for this. I, I see. I couldn't agree more, and I also feel like Gilbert and Bilal. I know Gilbert last fought in April, but you know they are the ones who are active in game and don't seem to need like a lot of you know leeway. And, They'll take a fight. So let's just make that fight. Why does it seem Great. like Bilal isn't interested in that fight? Because he's worked very hard, and he he had a lot of people not want to fight with him to get these opportunities right now according to the ufc they're four and five and you can make a very strong case that gilbert should be ranked above him i don't know to me it feels like they're in the exact same spot meaning they're both top four ish welterweights let's see who's the better man gilbert said at the presser that because Bilal was one rank above him he wouldn't take the fight now because that's crazy that's just what gilbert said that's crazy although i'd love i mean i like i like hamza Bilal title eliminator Winner gets a fight at the bell because right now you, there's no telling where Colby's at. Well, it's a fresh it's a fresh matchup for yeah. Hamzat, so that's good. Right, that's that works in Bilal's case. Maybe difficult stylistically for him. We just need fights to be made. And this division has been stagnant for for too long. 
Feels like, like for the last like three, four years. Let's right? just get it moving. I don't care who these guys fight. And I, honestly, I would I would consider Hamzat, Gilbert, um, Bilal some of the most game guys in the UFC. I don't think they probably are are caring too much. Let's just get the fights going. Like let's stop trying to make this perfect scenario. I agree. Where this guy gets this guy, and now all of a sudden we have the path to it. Make some fights. These these guys are ready to go. All right, fine. Hamza Chavkat, let's go. Now we're really <laughs> talking. Now Chill. we're talking dream that matchups. Would be a freaking too early. Best. Too early. Oh my too gosh, early. that that fight needs to happen for a belt one day. Okay, so we're talking about the fights that need to happen. Can we talk about a fight that probably didn't have to happen? And I know this is you know Monday morning quarterback hindsight. The Shogun fight. It was. It was. Yeah. It was just like it was depressing. Okay. It was depressing. The whole thing was depressing. Who, with all due respect, who is Ihor Poteria? What did he it. do to deserve that spot? Why couldn't he have fought a Paul Craig? Why couldn't he have fought even he's, a Johnny Walker? And I know you'll say like, oh, he's going to be, but record. at least it's someone that can take that win. And now we don't know enough about this guy. And I'm not even getting into the celebration and all that stuff, which felt like, hey, bro, read the room. And everyone's like, all right, there's X, Y, and Z reason why he was doing that. And he's been through his own stuff. And I'm not trying to take, I'm sure his struggle has been incredible. And like to what he's had to overcome, it's been it's been unbelievably inspiring, and he's coming from a place right now that can use inspiration. Ukraine, I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy, but I mean, did it, how many people knew who this guy was, Ihor Poteria, no. going into this fight? And it just feels like why do we always have to kill off the guy? Look, someone has to win, someone has to lose, but why does it always feel like let's put the legend in there against the lesser known young up and comer? And more often than not, nothing happens to that young up-and-comer. They're unable to capitalize off the win. It just becomes a very depressing, sad scene. The problem with this is <laughs> the legend is accepting the fight and thinking that this is a fight they can win and going in there and competing. I have a hard time getting But they also, they also would have accepted the Paul Craig fight. Maybe. Do I know that? I don't know that. What do you mean? You don't know that. Of course he would have accepted that fight. I don't know that. Was that fight offered and, and this accepted? This argument is Does the same as people who say, oh, you can't talk about fight or pay and pensions and stuff because they signed the contracts. Well, no. No, it's not the same. It is the same. That's what people say to me when I bring that up. They're like, oh, they signed There's the contract. There's no gun the to their head. If, if Shogun knocked him out, we'd be talking about how it was great booking. <sighs> I can't. I can't. Look. There are there are names that you can put him against that you can put Shogun against that would have made for a more notable fight, right? You mentioned some of them. If Johnny Walker or Paul Craig instead of fighting each other fought Shogun, we'd be like, okay, Anthony Smith, notable names. But what happens when Johnny Walker or Paul Craig starts a Shogun? Now what? Yeah, it's like it's Johnny Walker, Paul Craig. We know who they are. Now they could take that win and maybe do something with it. They were already going to do something. Mm. I don't care. Feels like the fight is bigger. But by, by the way, it either is we don't let them fight. Or we deal with the outcomes. That's that's it. Am I for crazy for thinking it's dumb to put Shogun's retirement fight on free TV? Like, might as well put it. Might as well make that into an attraction that you need to pay for, right? Sure. This is the last time you got to pay for this to give that away to end but, the to end the prelims on ABC on that note. Like, you're supposed to end. Imagine you end it with Johnny Walker doing what he did to Paul Craig. You're sitting on ABC and you're like, shit, this is some crazy shit. I got to go watch this now. To end it on that note, if you're familiar somewhat with the story of Shogun, if you were paying attention to the broadcast, like, this was super depressing. But can I propose that maybe we care more about Shogun than the paying uh, for, public for does? Sure. I mean, oh, I can no only doubt. speak for myself, really. Like, we, no pay, we care more about Shogun. To me, that's an unfortunate end to a, a great UFC run and a, and a 
and a legacy and a career um, that is worth celebrating. But does the paying public even... You should have at least have a Wikipedia page if you're going to fight a guy like Shogun in his retirement. For the paying I public, can it's, it's the I birth of Igor Pretoria. But it can't be this situation where like, yeah, they always lose. Okay, well then they shouldn't have fought. Can we at least put them... You know, I was thinking about this, like a, a Matt Brown-Carlos Condit type fight where you have two guys in their late 30s. Like, that's a retirement I'm fight. I'm all for it. A Jim Miller, Donald Cerrone. Here's a, that's how you should treat the if, legends on the way out. What if they win not that Chris fight Gutierrez and Not Chris Gutierrez versus Frankie retired. Edgar, not Ihor Pateria versus Shogun Hua. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 with it. I I can support that. If if it's if it's one or the other, cool. I will take it. I will take that type of fight. But I just can't I can't be too upset when it happens. This is this is the nature of this business. It's not pro wrestling. And by the way, if it was pro wrestling, Shogun Hua, Ric Flair, he goes up against Shawn Michaels. He doesn't go up against a young jobber. It's not pro wrestling. But I'm just saying, that's where this thought <laughs> process is coming from. You got you to gotta do the job on the way out. No, you don't. You don't have to do the job on the way out. Let the guy have his moment. Let him have his win. But how do you... That's, but that's, put that's him a, in there. How, equal let him have fight. his win. Who's he beating? No, put him in there against a fellow 39-year-old. Okay, so now the options Before, are very limited. Who? who? Yeah, I just named... Name I named uh, Anthony Smith. Put him in there against Anthony Smith. I know and we then saw when that. Anthony years. Smith okay, so okay, him, good like win, Anthony Smith. We're like doing the same Smith. thing over and over. Ah, good win, Anthony Smith. That's what I would say. You, you're combining two things. You either care about him winning, I care. I mean, or you care about the stakes of the Anthony fight because those two things are separate. I can't. I can't work the fight. I can't work. So that's it. what I'm saying. I feel like Anthony Smith. It's fair. It was fair. I feel like he would starch him in the first. It's the same fairness. It's there's no difference in fairness. There's a difference in notability in who the opponent is. I agree with you 100% on that. No doubt. This could have been a more significant fight if it was Paul Craig or Johnny Walker. Absolutely. No doubt. But is he going to win? No. Is it going to be just as sad? Yeah. Where's Lil like, Nog at? Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, should I mean, just it there? <laughs> I was talking about that trilogy last time. I, I was. Know, you were talking about Hendo, I know, and I was I talking know, about that. Know. That is a really... Those three have put in a great... Uh, uh, those two have put on three great fights, uh, but, can, but... Can I give no. props to the UFC? Because people say I don't do that. Sure. Uh, I thought they did a great job, despite the fact that the crowd sucked. I thought they did a great job of making it feel special that they were in Brazil. The promos, yeah. the one with the kid writing them a letter, that was yeah. amazing. Um, the Shogun stuff was great. It just, and there was another one like with, with all the Brazilian fighters talking about the history and yep. even, you know, let's give them props, like Aldo. showing Anderson Silva, the Aldo retirement situation. Of course, Anderson should be in there first, but let's not nitpick. Like all in all, you know, one thing that we've said in the past is like, oh, the, the product doesn't look different if they're in Paris or New York or Brazil or Mexico. Here, if you're watching at home, I feel like they did a good enough job of letting you know we're in a special place. This is different. This isn't your run-in-the-mill event. I liked it very much, so kudos to them. I 10,000% agree. I want to propose something to you, oh. and not to be a Debbie Downer, oh. but from a practicality standpoint, do you think if they didn't have the time off right from the last pay-per-view – that it would have been this, or it would have just kept rolling. No, um, I mean they had a show last week. I know, but there's some there's some downtime, right? There's an ability to kind of it's the it's the same argument around like, do we think the fights would be special if there was just less fight nights and all those things? I think because they had the time off and they were able to focus in, that they were able to do something like this. I don't know that it happens if it's just one pay per view, three fight nights in between. Next pay per view, three well, fight nights guess in what? between. It's it's a valid point, but guess what? 
I guess we'll get the answer to that question in three weeks when they're in Perth, right? Because yeah, they should right. do the same sort of thing in mm-hmm. Perth. Yeah, 100%. They should yep. make it feel special, you know? That's a good point. Let's find out. But um, now back to the positive side. Everything you're talking about, it all worked. It all felt like this is significant. Here's the stakes of this fight. Here's why it matters. Here's why us being back in Brazil matters. Um, and I feel like it all week it kind of felt that way. Um, I, I dug what they did. I thought I thought um, it was great, you know, because we heard a couple of weeks ago, you know, essentially, in so many words, the ship is going to sink if I'm not there. I thought it was great to have Dana there all week doing press conferences, mm-hmm. a lot of presence, a lot of media stuff. I thought it was really I thought it was good notable, too. right? You know, I thought, yeah. you know, because we heard yep. if he's out of the picture, you know, how's the company going to prevail? So I thought that that was really important to do that. Um I can expect them to do the same in Australia as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one last thing before we get to our first guest. Tough one for our guy, T-Rex. Yeah. yeah. That's it? But, so matter of fact? I mean, that's his, that's his style. <laughs> that's, that's his style. I know, he, I know. He's I kill know. or be killed. That's how it's been his entire career. All four of his losses prior to that it's were by It's a tough finish. one. It was tough to see him go out cold like that. I think he will Third have a... Third time he's been finished by knees in the UFC. I think he will have a very one. long and lucrative and productive UFC career being a guy who comes in there and brings action and kills or be kills. It, it felt like he he was trying to slow it down. It felt like he was trying to be more patient, and that just, like, isn't who he is. I can guarantee you this. The next time he fights, I will be watching. That's it. Pretty much every time he fights, I am going to be watching because no matter what, it's exciting. 100%. But you could have made a strong case. Wins that fight. Maybe he is really considered for the Patty fight now, obviously. Why, or maybe, why does the win matter? Why is he, now maybe he's, he's more considered. considered. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he's more considered. I nah. mean, also, you got you to gotta say the Bonfim I mean, I guess they're brothers. both coming off losses, right? The Bonfim brothers are oh. legit, man. <laughs> he slipped that, uh-huh. slipped that in there. I caught that. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> I caught that. Uh, yeah, why not? Do it. I like that fight. T-Rex. Who doesn't like that fight? He's I love it. I mean, like, I would have done it next. Like He'll promote it. That's the thing. Wherever yeah, he is on the card. Who, will, who, wins who wins that fight right now? Who wins that fight right now? T-Rex. T-Rex or Patty? Oh, T-Rex. Come on. What? What? I, I really don't. Of course McKinney. Really? Oh, round one. Oh, man. For real? Round one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's what Terrence I'd be surprised does, if he man. opened. Have you watch the dude fight? Like, I'd be it's surpri- rare when he doesn't put people out in the first round if he was if he's winning. I'd be surprised if the line on that was like lower than 250. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Minus two fifty? Nah, people will play Patty. Yeah, that's true. He gets a he gets a a Cowboys. I bet you'll get it like minus one thirty. Yeah, minus one forty. People love Patty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, McKinney would wrap. Will they make that fight? Probably not. Probably not. No. Be smart too. Uh, The Bonfim brothers had a great, great Saturday (laughs) night. Any better? Could it be any better? I mean, two incredible wins. Uh, Gabrielle and Ishmael. Gabrielle winning in 49 seconds. Great performances throughout, and especially on the prelims. Um, just, I mean, there were there was a stretch there of just, I mean, the uh, the ABC prelims were tremendous. Um, I would I would watch Jessica Andrade fight for either title right now. Yeah, she's Strawweight, she's incredible. Flyweight, let's do it. She's Andrade, incredible. Andrade Zhang too. Very inspirational. Not as inspirational as uh, Josiane Nunez and her big comeback. Uh, I Some mean, defying the greatest comeback in UFC history. Defying on the odds. What a great pick that was. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, let's get to our uh, first guest of the day and uh, back end. And throughout the show, we'll talk more, of course, about 283 and we'll recap uh, how GC did from a betting standpoint, all that and more. But I was uh, very much wanting to talk to our first guest. And in fact, we talked about him 
when was it, two weeks ago, Brandon Moreno was on this show and I was asking him about the whole James Krause situation. Of course, he can't train with James Krause as the investigation is uh, ongoing. And I was wondering what he would do. And he just drops in, you know, I, I, I like to think that I'm, you know, in the know. I like to think that I got my ear to the streets. He drops that he's working with the great Safe Saud of Fortis MMA. And I have to be honest, I'm man enough to say, I had no idea. And I don't think anyone else did. It wasn't uh, It wasn't out there. It wasn't being reported, all that stuff. And so I was very interested. I reached out to Safe. He said, you know, let's wait until after the fight. Uh, they kept this one under the radar, close to the vest. Well, now uh, he's able to talk about it all because the fight is over. And his, uh, his new guy is uh, the undisputed UFC flyweight champion. Let's go to Brazil. He's still there. And say hello to Safe Saud. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good. How are we doing, Ariel? I'm doing great. Congratulations. Uh, you're still in Brazil. I understand you're leaving tonight, so thanks for squeezing us in before you head out. Wow. Okay, I actually want to start from the beginning here. When did you first get word? When did you first get a call, a text message, something that there was an opportunity to work with Brandon Moreno? Yeah, uh, I think it was the first week in December. I think it was probably, <clears throat> I think it was the week of the MMA Awards because I was there. That's the first time that I worked with him was I think that Thursday or Friday. So kind of right after uh, everything, you know, unveiled, unfortunately, with with his situation. And, you know, Jason House reached out to me, we we talked and I said, I'm going to be there in Vegas, uh, cornering somebody and going to the awards. I took my wife to the awards. Uh, we were nominated for Jim of the Year. And so I went and, and met up with Brandon and we had our first session. And, you know, we were just we've known each other, you know, uh, we've seen each other. We've talked, Hey, how you doing coach? Hey, Brandon, how you doing? Congrats. But we've never trained together. So our first training session was that first weekend of, of December. Considering all the stuff that was going on with James Krause, did you have any reservations about coming in there and taking over as head coach? Uh, no, I, my, my only, my only thing was I wanted to meet with him and train with him and see how we gelled. Right. But as far as Brandon goes, I mean, Brandon's probably the most light fucking guy in MMA. I mean, literally, I don't know anybody who doesn't like Brandon Moreno. And, and I told him this and he, he is just that guy. I mean, he's just such a lovable, good dude. He's a family dude. He's a father of three girls. I'm a father of two girls. I just see him as like kind of just one of those salt of the earth guys. That's really, he, he is what he appears to be. And I think that, uh, you know, character-wise and, and, and personality-wise, I don't think it gets much better than that. Obviously, I don't want to make too much of the relationship with James because let's be honest, they only worked together for one fight. But considering the circumstances, did you call him or speak to him and say, hey, this is what I'm doing? Or did you not feel like that was necessary? No, no, I didn't. And, uh, you know, I know James, we were colleagues, we worked together, we, uh, we've known each other for a while. And, and it's just an unfortunate situation. And, whatever that situation ends up being with James, it ends up being, but, um, I haven't spoken to him, you know, I, I wish him the best and I, and I hope that, that that resolves itself and that it, you know, that it has a, a, a good resolution, but I don't know if that's just, you know, I don't know if that's being realistic and I don't know if, if, if that's even a possibility at this point. So the reality is that I spoke to Brandon about it briefly in the beginning. I said, you know, we both know James, we both like James, and uh, it's unfortunate, and we both understand what the situation is, but ultimately the only goal, and the only goal was to become the undisputed champion, and everybody else is, is uh, you know, 
feelings and emotions and and uh, those were all secondary. And, and I told him, I said, my only priority right now is to focus on this fight and for you to for you to win this fight because this fight had so much on the line, Ariel, so much history, so much. This ain't just a title fight. Whoever won this fight won all the fights. Mm. Whoever won this fight won the history, right? I mean, whoever got this fight, you know, uh, that's it. You know, the history is going to side with them and in, in the history of the flyweight division. There'll never be another uh, title fight with four in a row. I don't think that will ever happen in MMA. So uh, it was just really important to focus on this fight. And, you know, six weeks, six, five and a half, six weeks wasn't a lot of time to worry about emotions. So we just got right to work. Okay. So you met him once. And after that first meeting, did you say, okay, I'm in? Yeah. You know, I, I it went really well. And I told Jason, I said, it went really, went really well. And he was very, very receptive. And, and, uh, you know, everyone looks at Brandon, like he's this like kid, and, you know, they see the Lego stuff and all this and that. But when I see Brandon, I see a, a very intelligent MMA mind, you know, um, he's an analyst. And when you do analyst work and you know, this, you've got to be super sharp. I mean, you've got to be so quick. Your mind has to work so fast because you've got to be able to produce, you know, and, and examine what's happening right away. And, you see all the guys that are in this, your boy, DC champion, uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, and, and look, let me just say this. Everyone keeps talking shit about the commentators. I hate this guy. I hate that guy. This guy sucks. That guy sucks. It's like, dude, okay, get over it. Every one of those guys, whether you like them or not, they know their shit. Bisbing was a champion. Cruz was a champion. Cormier was a champion. Uh, Brandon Moreno, a champion. And I think that for me, what I see is a guy that's 29 years old who's starting to go into his prime, and and he's really starting to trust that intelligence. Because you know, when you're in your 20s, you think you know what's going on, but you don't quite. You're not quite sure. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me listen to people that are older than me. And with Brandon, I was like, "Look, man, you've got a brilliant mind. I want you to trust yourself." And uh, and that's all we talked about. And once I saw that he was going to listen and be a good student, it was easy. And um, he's one of the easiest guys I've ever trained. So uh, yeah, it was real simple. So you said a really interesting word there, trust. I was just about to ask you about that because it's it's rare to see someone at the top of his division, top of his game, and maybe there's more room to grow. I'm sure you think so. Deal with so much change in the midst of all this, right? Because prior to being with yeah. James, he was with another team and, and there's like a lot going on yeah. in this guy's life. And so I was wondering if you felt like there was a moment there or a series of training sessions where you had to earn his trust and vice versa, right? Because like this guy, like he didn't ask for any of this, right? Yeah. He's about to prepare for the biggest 100%. fight of his career. And now the guy that he 100%. just thought was going to be his guy for years is gone. And so you're just this guy walking in and, and you've got your resume, but you know, it's, it's like a, a new boss coming in or it's like a new coach coming into a basketball team. Yeah. How does that process work yeah. out? That and, trust. And and, and, and and that process works out with the time, Ariel. And, and what I had to do was, uh, it was a tumultuous six weeks because what I was doing was training my guys at the gym on Sunday nights, Monday mornings, Monday nights, Tuesday mornings, Tuesday nights, Wednesday mornings. And then on Wednesday, I would fly to Vegas and then I would stay in Vegas until Saturday. Uh, and I would, you know, we work Brandon Wednesday night, Thursday, Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday. So it was splitting up wow. my time um, between, you know, uh, Dallas and Vegas. And my wife looked at me and she's like, you know, you're going to kill yourself because last year was a crazy year for us. It was a huge year and I didn't have anything scheduled. 
after the first week of December until, you know, this month. So I thought I was going to get a break. And then, you know, this, this, uh, this situation arises and I'm like, okay, well, this is not only am I not going to get a break, I'm going to have to work harder than I've ever worked because this is a five round title fight. These guys know each other so well. They've spent so much time together in the octagon. No detail can go um, unnoticed here. I mean, this could, any little thing could have spelled disaster. So, I mean, I just went into hyperdrive and, and built that time with him. And, and I spent, you know, I, I think you saw that doc. I saw you retweeted it. I mean, we spent a lot of time together in a short period of time. And that was by design because, you know, with all those people yelling and, and, and throwing stuff at us when we left, all those people in the crowd, it was loud there. So I knew, you know, that we had to gel and we, it had to be real. The connection had to be real for us to be successful. And, but again, credit to Brandon, man, he just made that easy. Can't say enough good stuff about him uh, as cliche as it is. I mean, he just told me, coach, I'm a soldier. He said, you tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And he said, once I believe in you, then I'll listen to whatever you say. And, and that's kind of what happened. And, and uh, it was very organic and very natural and, uh, and it worked out. Uh, you mentioned that doc. I tweeted it earlier. Um, the name it's Rube. Is it Rube, Rubet or who, who produced it? Rubert, uh, R O B E E R T. Uh, just some kid, man, some cool kid that he was there and he was, he was, he was there the whole time. And, and, uh, he was like, it's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. I'm calling it the last dance. And, you know, we call this camp the last dance, obviously. Uh, Brandon loves Jordan, which, you know, made me love him even more. <laughs> and during his wake up, during his weight cut, he just watches the last dance. He watches Jordan all week. He's a big wow. Jordan fan. And I think, I think that speaks to his winning mentality. Uh, kids that. a winner, man. And yeah, kids a winner and he knows how to win. And so that's what that, you know, that's what it was, the whole concept of the last dance. And, and, uh, and, and you know, and, and Brandon had a lot of adversity in this camp, you know, Brandon hurt his knee really badly. And, and, uh, we, we kept that a secret. I mean, nobody knew about it. And not only did he have all those other things he had to deal with, but physically, you know, he got really sick. Everybody got sick last month. You know, I don't know if you got the, that flu that was going around, but he got that flu. And I mean, for two weeks, he was so sick. I mean, he would do rounds and then he would hack shit up. And, and blow his nose and yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I mean, he was struggling, but he never showed any mental weakness or any, any mental fatigue. The guy is just a tank. And so we just powered through it all. And, you know, as you see in that documentary, I mean, it was, there were some tenuous moments and, and, um, I had to keep him, you know, uh, keep him balanced and make sure he didn't hurt himself more because, you know, that guy will, he'll run through a wall. I mean, he'll do whatever it takes. So, it definitely, um, it, it definitely, uh, there was a lot that happened in the camp, even though it was, you know, only a short camp. It was, there was a lot of, lot of variables. Yeah. So I urge everyone to check that out. It's a fascinating look behind the scenes, especially as you're seeing your relationship grow and the bond get even stronger. But then I was going to ask you about the knee injury because we're watching sparring and he gets hurt and you tell everyone to stop. You see him trying to power through like it's a fight. And you're like, yo, this is a training session. Like, what are we doing here? Um, how serious was it? How serious was the knee injury? Was he close? You know, there's insight there from Jason House, his manager. How close was the fight to being canceled? It, it, I mean, it, it, when I first got into the camp, uh, me and Jason had a very serious conversation. And uh, I think Brett touched on this, too, when he wrote about it. Jason was, I, I can't say enough good stuff about Jason House. And, you know, again, 
Everybody likes to get on Twitter and talk shit and everyone likes to be negative. Well, guess what, Ariel? Today we're going to be fucking positive. Okay. So here it comes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jason House. Jason House loves that kid in a way that it's like his son. Jason House don't got no kids, but I mean, he loves Brandon like almost too much, right? Like it's like overbearing love. Like he like a parent, like a helicopter parent. Just like he he cares about him so much. And he tried, he doesn't get in the way. He tried to not get in the way. But in the very beginning, he told me, he's like, coach, I'm so worried. He said, this is not fair for this kid. He should get a shot. He's got, he's injured. He's sick. You know, he got thrown into this tumultuous situation. He's like, I think we might need to pull him. And I said, Jason, it's the first week. Just calm down. Take a breath. Because I'm a coach, man. You know how much shit I see? You know how many injuries we have? Every single right. fight, a guy's got something. You know, it's just part of the game. So I'm like, just relax. But he was so, he was so just freaked out. And the truth was, I realized I've known Jason for 10 years. I've never seen him that way. It wasn't that he was freaked out because he wasn't experienced. It wasn't that he was freaked out because he, uh, you know, didn't know. It's because he cares so much about Brandon and he didn't want Brandon to fight. And on that point, if Brandon doesn't fight, then Jason doesn't get paid at all. Right. right? So I think it's important to talk about that. Uh, that he was like, look, I, I just, the only reason why I thought Brandon should fight was because I thought Brandon, I could see the mindset. And I was like, this kid can overcome this. We can do this. I was like, we can really get this done. And not only are we going to do it, I told him, but we're going to do it well. He's going to look better than he's ever looked. He's going to look more disciplined than he's ever looked. He's going to come out and be the best version of himself. I believe in what I can bring. And I believe in what we were doing as a team, all the other coaches, worked so hard and diligently for this. Everybody was committed like a family. And I definitely want to get into that too. But credit to Jason House, who, man, I mean, if 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 uh he's like that that the agent, you know, he's like, I love your kid. I'm gonna take care of him. I'm this mm -hmm. and that. He's really that fucking guy. Because he he was so worried about just about Brendan's well being, what was right about Brendan, not about the fight. And uh that needs to be recognized, man. And and uh, I'm gonna continue to be a a voice of positivity. And when I see people doing good things, I'm going to talk about them, you know, no matter what. And uh, I want to credit him for that. And another thing is me and Jason House have no business together. He manages one fighter of mine. I manage all 20 of my fighters in the UFC. We've never done anything together. We don't do any, any of that together. So the reality was the reason why I've always respected that about Jason is because I can see that love that he has for Brandon and Brandon as well as that kind of guy, right? He He's a, a guy of integrity and a guy of commitment. So the whole gel of the team and the situation ended up working out really well. And I will move to the next point uh, before your next question. I need to recognize all those other coaches. Israel Silva, the wrestling coach, unbelievable, came in every weekend. Hector Vasquez, the jiu-jitsu coach, there every night, right? Leaving his gym, coming there at night. What do you need, coach? What do you need? Hoya, his Muay Thai coach, leaving his family in Mexico and Puerto Vallarta and, and being there all the time. Capitillo, uh, the unbelievable boxing coach who you will love this guy. You would love him. Work with Andy Ruiz, work with uh, Tyson Fury, just an unbelievable guy. All these guys love Brandon so much. Masio, his teammates, Marcelo Rojo, these guys living with Brandon in his basement there for him. What do you need, man? What do you need? What do you need? Like a family like I've never seen. And it was really special to watch how all these people love this guy 
and and we're we're working for this one goal. So mm-hmm. I just I want to make sure everybody gets recognized, everybody that was a part of it, and uh, I couldn't have done it without all of them. And it was one one family and one effort. Will he need surgery on the knee? He might. I mean, we got to get an MRI and and um, but it was see, serious. You know, uh, it was serious. It, it was serious. I mean, it, you know, it, it was serious and, and I mean, it popped and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've seen my fair share had ACL myself and this guy would, would fight with one leg though. I mean, he, 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 there was, there was never a time in Brandon's mind that he wasn't fighting never a time. And, uh, he would, he would fight no matter what. So, and that's the spirit of a champion, but, uh, yeah, we worked through it and I made him tape it up and, and, uh, every single day I'd call him, did you tape up your knee? Yeah, coach, I did. Yeah, coach, I did. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. So I told him, you know, you got to tape up your knee. We got to be really, really smart the rest of the camp. And, you know, thank God we made it through. Okay, let's talk about the fight. Um, It was the type of performance that I think he needed to just kind of put an exclamation point on this rivalry. There's no controversy. There's no debate. Obviously, you want maybe a different kind of finish. It's not going... Um, like it did, like with the doctor involved, but to me there was no controversy. Clean punch, all that stuff. How did you feel about the three rounds, the body of work? A couple of moments there, you know, the guillotine, he pops out, all good. Some amazing exchanges, yeah. but overall, what did you think of the uh, the body of work? Those fifteen minutes. To be a champion at the highest level and to retain it, you've got to be able to control fights and not be emotional. And we know that Brandon has fought you know figgy with emotion in his last fight and he stood in front of him and he's banging this dude will bang with anybody i mean he loves it you know i mean he just loves it uh but that's not what champions do and uh champions are are precise champions can take calculated risks and uh champions can sustain that greatness and that's really what i wanted from him i said you know what you hit him with that one two and you move to the right i don't even think he can touch you and honestly you saw the fight Figgy was lost a lot of the time on the feet, just kind of chasing him. And Brandon was just landing clean boxing. It was easy for him. And then we wanted to get the wrestling going because we wanted to see if we could drain that gas tank on Figgy. Everybody knows that he cuts a lot of weight. Everybody knows um, that he's strong. But uh, Brandon only shot one takedown in the last fight in the fifth round. And I'm just like, dude, we had five keys to this fight. First key, moving right the whole time, no matter what. Key number one. Key number two. The hands are never going to do this. Brandon likes to, he likes to get that chin up and those hands down. Like, what's up? Come on, bring it. And uh, I didn't like that. I mean, it's part of how he, he gauges his distance and shit. But every time he brings his chin up, you know, I have a half a heart attack. And so I'm like, Brandon, get your hands down. Start lowering your levels. That was our third key. Lower your levels. Fourth, two or three takedowns around. Wow. We wanted two or three takedowns around. And this guy, like clockwork, you saw the wrestling and you saw Figgy, Figgy laid on his back the, the whole lot of the end of the, you know, that last round. And he didn't look like he was too fighting too much to get back up or get back in the fight. Whether people want to say I focus on that, it was clear. And DC explained it clearly. The fist was completely closed. This is a punch. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Um, but if Figgy would have came out, I think that. I think Brandon would have ended him maybe in that round because I think he was starting to tire up and anything could have happened. But I give that performance a, a 90, 95% for the defense, for the offensive shot selection, for his ability to not get hit. I mean, how many times have you seen Brandon not get hit, especially against Figgy? Figgy barely hit him. So mm. I love the fight. I thought it was great. And I think that Brandon would have found the finish. 
uh, if the fight would have kept going. So I'm thrilled about him listening. I'm thrilled about his discipline. I'm thrilled about his defense, thrilled about his movement, his footwork, um, staying outside the lead foot. How many leg kicks did Brandon get hit with? One, maybe, you know, so all the big right hands, how many big right hands did he get hit with? Zero. So these were the things that, uh, you know, lost in the last fight. And they were the things I wanted to make sure didn't cost them even, even around in this fight. For you, for the team, h- how does this feel? Well, you know, like you, you've got, you've been in this game a long time and you've got a lot of homegrown guys and your team has been yeah. like the little engine that could, and you're, you're starting to really get that respect. Now you're among the giants of the sport and now you got your first champ. Does it feel like your first champ? Does it, you know, could, could you, could you be honest with us? Like, would this have felt the same if it was Jeff Neal or Kennedy and Zichiku? Ariel. I know, I know. I'm always honest. I know, and I appreciate that very uh, much. You know what I'm talking about, right? Each, 100%. Each fight is different, and each each fighter is different. And, and you know, Brandon, you know, obviously, the situation is completely different. It's not like, you know, I raised Brandon as a pup, which is what I do with almost all of my guys. And so it is different, but but I'm really proud of what we did me and Brandon, because I think that it's was probably a little harder than a normal fight camp. I think that when do you ever fight a quadrilogy where you're fighting a guy that you've had three razor close fights with who knows everything about you? This title fight might be the hardest title fight I ever have. You know, I mean, the next title fight will be uh, maybe Stan fights Jamal Hill or whoever has it or whatever. Uh, now you're, t- you're talking about one champ fighting another champ for an undisputed title with our one, one, and one. So this was a unique challenge for all of us. And I'm really proud of what we did. I'm proud of all the coaches. I'm proud of Brandon and I'm proud of everything. But, uh, I told my guys too, you know, uh, I'm so committed to my, my, my team and my guys that I've brought up since they were babies that, um, I don't think this, this changes any of that. I think as a matter of fact, that a guy like Brandon just makes everybody better because he's such a good guy and such a good teammate. So uh, otherwise I wouldn't have worked with him. So maybe it just, you know, just gets the juices even more salivated for everybody else that, that there's a champ around or whatever. I haven't gotten much into that or thought sure. much into that because all I really care about is getting things done. I will tell you that, and I've told you this before, my goal is hundred wins in the UFC. And this was my 80th win in the UFC. So it took me 80 freaking wins. Wow. Uh, before, before I got a title fight and that just shows you how hard it is and uh, credit to all those guys that keep the belts and retain them. This is not an easy sport. And, uh, and it's, it's even harder to stay on top. So, but uh, Ariel, again, it's not about me. Um, I said this to Brett, I'm 42, I'm 42 years old. Uh, all I give a shit about right now is going home and seeing my daughters. The best part of the whole thing was my daughter did text me and she said, daddy, I'm really proud of you. Oh man. I love you. Oh, you're make she me sent cry. me a picture. Oh. She sent me a picture. She sent me a picture and she said, I know you always said that you were going to get a champ. And she said, I just want you to know, I'm really, really proud to see you right now. And she sent me a picture of me on TV and it was me and Brandon. And I told my wife, I said, this might be the most, the happiest thing of my whole career. I just keep, I keep looking at the message over and oh, over man. again. And I, and I text her and I said, Baby, I said, it does mean a lot, but remember, you can do anything if you never give up and you never quit on your dreams. And so for me as a father, to be able to show her that probably was the coolest thing out of the whole weekend. Oh man, that is incredible. 
Uh, you deserve that. Uh, yeah. Could I ask you what happens now? Like he, he doesn't live in Dallas. You're based in Dallas. You can't do that thing where you're flying three days. Like what, what's going to happen for the next camp? And, I, and I, I'm not trying to take you away from this moment because no, this no, is no. special. I, I got you. But you know, I'm sure you guys have you're, thought you're, about this. You're, lo- t- <laughs> you're, you're lovable mother. You don't got, I, 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 I just want to know. Fit it all in. No, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cre- again, credit to Brandon, we get to the press conference and, you know, I'm sitting there and, and I'm just like, man, what a, what a relief, you know, for him and for his family. And I told his wife now, you know, they're, they're going to go on a trip. I said, you're going to have a great trip now. Cause let me tell you, fighters aren't fun when they lose. I mean, mm. it, you know, you already know that story. You're going to have a great trip. And she was smiling. She said, thank you so much. And she's really, really sweet, his wife. And I said, um, that's great. He gets to the press conference and he says, I don't know who asked him the question. Uh, my, somebody. And he said, well, I know coach doesn't want any credit, but he deserves a lot of credit. And he said, uh, he ca- came to Vegas every week and he does all the stuff for me and he helped me out so much. He goes, now I think I have to go to Dallas. Mm. So Brandon will come to Dallas and he'll train and we'll figure all that out. And, uh, and we'll go from there. I mean, uh, let the kid have his moment. I'm not worried about any of that right now. I mean, he had so much stress on his shoulders with this fight. There was so much on the line. That's just not what I'm thinking about. But he, yeah, you know, we're going to work together again and and move forward and and hopefully uh, defend this thing, you know, and, until he, he wants to stop fighting. But um, I, I really it. don't look at things like that. I really just, I don't know. And I will say this, man, and I don't give a shit what anyone says because all these coaches, man, they, they fucking care so much and they, they're on Twitter and they're giving their opinion and they're saying shit and talking. Well, how about this? Well, how about that? Man, you just love attention. Don't you? Why don't you just come out and say it? I don't see Bill Belichick getting on fucking Twitter. I don't see, I don't see any of these super high level coaches. Uh, McDermott, I'm feeling for you, bro. I'm feeling for you. I know, I know, man. But like, these guys are awesome. Look at McDermott when this shit happened with Hamlin, like such a classy dude. This dude is a coach. This dude is a leader. And, you know, that's kind of how I look at shit? myself. Who's I'm talking shit? Let's call him out. Who's talking shit? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a leader, man. I'm here to lead and let these young people live their dreams. Let these young people make it all the way. And, and I feel like I get tons of love from the media, tons of recognition from, from all the big names. And, and uh, I, I feel like I've got so much respect. I don't feel like I need to say anything, but. These coaches, they get on there and they talk and they're always giving their opinions and talk, talk, talk. And every time I see it, I'm like, man, you just, I guess that's them. I mean, that's you. But at this age and in my 40s and as a father, like that text message meant everything to me. My my whole world is my kids. I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. And and that's just the truth, you know, and uh, there's no disrespect. You know, I mean, I know everybody's different, but that's just where I'm at in my journey. Um, and I like that. And I think you get to, you know, you're 40 now, 41. Like, you just don't give a shit what people think when you get older. So uh, that's just kind of how I'm living my my life. And a couple more years there, once I get that, maybe when I get that 100th win, you know, and these guys finally get settled, that'll be the end for me. I've been doing MMA since 2006 full time. I mean, it's 2023, you know, three years as a fighter and all these other years as a coach and all these times I'm not around my kids and I miss all the basketball games and my wife's always alone all the time, every weekend, you know, I mean, I want to be there for my family. So, um, we'll see how it goes in a couple more years and, and we'll go from there. 
Uh, last thing, did you get hit by a, a drink, a cup? Or, I didn't like that scene. I, I know he was laughing it off and he's such a good guy. And I, I just yeah. don't understand why, like that's so unnecessary. It was a fair fight. There was yeah. seemed no bad blood, hated that. And I saw some people defending it, like, fuck that. No, no. You, it, it was unfortunate. Be... I'll give you, I'll give you the flip side. So I've been here to Rio, Brazil now, I don't know, eight or nine times. I've always had a, such a good time. Shout out to Nogueira. This guy, anytime I need anything, I text him. I ask him. Brandon needed mats at his Airbnb. Nogueira got all of it set up. They dropped it off. Like the the people here are so yes. beautiful. Jose Aldo came back and hugged us, and you know, you know, good luck, champ. And I mean, who who doesn't love Jose Aldo? I mean, right. how awesome was that moment? Uh, everybody was awesome. Even the fan, everybody. I just feel like that when security started to run with Brandon, uh, it was kind of like a game, you know, like when you see like, you know, when like a, when, when they see prey, when, it, when, when a predator sees prey and they see motion, they're like, oh shit. And I just feel like, I don't know. It was just a bad moment. And once they started running with him really, really fast, I think people were like, oh shit, there's a moving target. It was just some people making a split second, bad reaction. I just want to say that the Brazilian people were, so good to us and 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 so everything it's been a fantastic time here some of my best memories uh, uh ryan span when he fought nogueira's brother was same hotel i mean um you know I, it's unfortunate but this all this shit talk you know brazilian pieces of shit and the brazilians no, the brazilians that. that just hasn't been my experience yeah it hasn't been my experience but it was an ugly scene and and it, and it was rude, and, and and that was it. But again, positive Monday today. Sure, but the main thing is like someone could get hurt. You know, like someone throws something, hits you in the eye, hits you. That that's why I don't like it. You know what I mean? Someone could get hurt, and 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 none of you right. deserve that. So, um, what a night! I'm so happy for you. Congratulations! Happy for the team. And uh, way to keep a secret, man. I mean, hold, I, here, here, I thought we're we're you know we're we're close, and uh, I have to find My out brother. live on the air from Brandon that uh, you're working together. It's nice to be surprised. And again, I'll repeat what I said last time. The stuff you're doing with the analyst work is fantastic. It really is. The way you break things down uh, is is really second to none. So keep it up, my man. Great start to the year for you and the team and safe travels home. Thank you, sir. Good All right. to talk to you. There he is, Safe Saud. And uh, how lucky are we that we get insight into massive fights like the one we saw on Saturday from minds like that? And uh, we're lucky. In half an hour, we're going to talk to John Kavanaugh, another one of the, uh, the all-time greats about do you know support for the MMA Hour comes from uh, Factor? Tell me more. Uh, I mean, even with our best intentions, you know, it takes time. You got to find time to cook. You know, is it going to be nutritious? Is it going to be delicious? Is it just going to be plain? You get all that with Factor. I mean, that time and effort that I mentioned, we don't always have it. But Factor's ready-to-eat meals... They can make the whole thing easy by delivering pre-prepared, chef-crafted, mm. dietitian approved meals straight to your door. I mean, dinner's here. Thanks, Factor. Appreciate that. Uh, and they cater to all kind of diets, too. I know you You like to keep a strict diet. You like to keep lean. I know, Frankie, you're trying out a new diet back there as well. Keto, vegan. Even if you're just trying to keep track of your chicken. Uh, <sighs> what are we keeping track of? Take care of your what? Keep track of your calories. I yes. tripped up there. I'm sorry, everybody. Factor has over 35 different options a week to choose from based on your needs. Plus, the mirrors are ready to go in just two minutes. Oh, wow. Two minutes, man. I can't. What can you even do in two minutes these days? I mean, it's like, what's a dollar every- worth? What can you do in two minutes? Uh, so you don't need to worry about cooking. That was a good one, Frankie. Good one. Uh, and you know what? 
In fact, they let me try out some of their meals. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they sent them to Ariel for free. I had to pay for them, but, I'm, you know, it is what it is. Kind <laughs> of hierarchy, right? Tough. Uh, tried the Indian butter chicken. Phenomenal. Ready in two minutes flat. Tasted authentic. It was great. I had the creamy Parmesan chicken as well. Uh, tried their pork. Creamy tomato pork chop as well. Uh, you know, a lot of creamy stuff. Big big, big on that. Herb-crusted chicken's good. Uh, the shard, charred corn and shredded chicken as well. Did you share any with Frank? No, 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 no. I was going to have a lot. Super Bowl. I mean, we were going to have a factor party at the Super Bowl, but Frankie, uh, Frankie wasn't there. Um, and I mean, all those meals that I just mentioned that are just absolutely delicious. Uh, in addition to those ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices. Love a good cold-pressed juice. Maybe some ginger in there. They got smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggies on Let's the go. side. Frankie's a big veggie guy and more. So what I want you to do... You head over to factormeals.com slash MMA Hour 50. You go ahead and use that code I just mentioned. MMA Hour 50. You're gonna get 50% off. Uh I didn't even get that code. I paid full price. Ariel got them for free. You guys get them for 50% off. And I'm over here paying Odd man price. out. I mean, that's uh, it is what it is. That's code MMA Hour 50 at factormeals.com slash MMA Hour 50. Get that 50% off. Delicious meals. Maybe some uh, roasted garlic butter salmon. How's that sound to you? Sounds I'm in. Good. To me, shout out to Factor. Thank you to our friends over there, a uh, a beautiful sponsor for this program. Keep the lights on on days that Helwani's not here. No Factor, we're... Uh... Uh, Johnny Walker's big win to kick off the main card. For now, though, let us go to our next guest. And uh, I said it at the top of the show, I believe our next guest is still the best light heavyweight on the planet. Uh, I am not just saying that because he's our next guest. I, I would say that to anyone who asked. Um, not his fault that he got injured and, and we know about the belt being taken away. And that doesn't take anything away from Jamal Hill. He's going out there, he's winning the fights and that shouldn't, that shouldn't diminish what he accomplished on Saturday. And I have no problem calling him the light heavyweight champion right now because this is how the business works. But if you ask me if I would rank him, there has to be a one. And I still think right now, Yuri is that guy. And so I'm very curious to think uh, or to see and to hear what Yuri thought of Saturday night and where he goes from here, because that's the big question, right? Will Jamal Hill's next fight be against the great Yuri Prochaska? Well, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to speculate because he is here. He is kind enough to join us. Let's say hello to the great Yuri Prochaska. Hello, my friend. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm great. I'm great. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as always. So, uh, Yuri, so much to ask you about, but I want to ask about Saturday first. Did you watch the main event, Jamal Hill, Glover Teixeira? Sure. Yeah, I watched the uh, prelim card, uh, prelim card, the, the main card. So, yeah, I, I watched that. Uh, what did you think of the main event? Were you surprised by how the fight went and the result? Uh, I was not surprised, but uh, I was a little bit surprised by the by the Glover Teixeira's uh, performance. How uh, about his like uh, his energy and and uh, his speed? He was so so slow. He was a little bit slow, and uh, and amazing amazing work from uh, from Jamal. Yeah, amazing work from him because he he did everything uh, right. Yeah, so congratulations to him, and I'm looking forward for him. Uh, you uh, you obviously know Glover very well. You fought him. You have not fought Jamal yet. Uh, based on your experience with Glover and just you know everything we've seen out of him, did you think he was yeah. going to win this fight? 
Who? Like Clover? Clover, yeah. Did you think he was going to win going in? Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought about him. He have a, a big chance to to win, especially in the in the Rio with uh, with the home crowd and uh, everything. Wo- everything works like in this event for him. So I'm a little bit surprised by that, but but uh, that's that's uh, that's good good step for the light heavyweight. And I'm and I'm uh, happy for that. Happy for this result because Jamal Hill is uh, is a young is a young guy. He's uh, uh, how to say dangerous, and uh, I like I like to 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 see before me somebody like like uh, like him who who is the. Oh, like uh, who is the challenge? Who's who's challenged me? Like somebody who who challenged me, and that's that's make me uh, that's make me that's make me. I'm looking forward to to start a training and. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Could I yeah. ask you one other thing about Jamal? Uh, you know, there were some questions. Oh, if the fight goes to the ground, how's he going to look against Glover? Oh, how would he look in a 25 minute fight? Did anything surprise you? From Jamal, uh, I think from from him nothing. Maybe, maybe that uh, he had he he had not so much uh, like uh, uh, he 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 told he spoke about his power, his power of punches and all these things. And uh, how uh, when he catch when he catch uh, the Glover, it will be over, and and all these things. So so Glover showed everybody that 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 Jamal he haven't so 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 big power in the punches. Not not like uh, like a Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker <laughs> that he he showed them amazing 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 work, and. Uh, yeah, that's the that's maybe that's maybe the one and last thing. Yeah, yeah, but most more than uh, than Jamal Hill, uh, Glover surprised me because it 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 looked like he looked like uh, it was it was not his his uh, his night. Mm. Yeah, who's the best light heavyweight on the planet right now? I know, I know, I don't want to speak about. I don't want to speak about uh, about me because I have. To, I have, I want to be. I want to be focused for. <laughs> for to be to be to be healthy, to be. To be ready to fight, and on the paper right now is the Jamal, yeah, on the paper, but. I'm st- I'm still here. And I'm work on that to be to be back to be on the paper to be the best. But normally, I'm taking myself like the best on light heavyweight on the world. That's that's my that's my opinion. Yeah. Okay, I respect that very much. Uh, I have to. I have to be. No, I I don't want to be like a, like a hustle. But I want I want to be a little bit. Hum- I want to be humble in, yeah. in that. Yeah. It'll have to be, yeah. I get it. Um, so the shoulder, how is it feeling? Everything's going on the great way. And uh next week 
I'm going to Las Vegas to to continue in a rehabilitation and all these process to be uh, quick uh, to be fastest way back as as it as it possible. I don't want to be. I don't, I don't want to be so fast for that shoulder, but it's getting uh, much better than everybody expects. So, so that's why I'm happy for that. Yeah. Uh, do you have any kind? Because right now we're wondering, okay, is Jamal's first title defense going to be against you? Could you come back in six, seven, eight months? Will he have to fight someone else before he fights you? Realistically now, I know we spoke about this last month, but now with a month yeah, yeah. you know, uh, under the belt... What are you thinking in terms of when you can return? What are you hearing? Uh, yeah, I understand. I understand. And uh, I think I can be back in July, July, August, some, something like that. Okay. Six, yeah, six, seven, seven months, something like that. To be, to be, but because I don't want to be just to be fastest way back to just, just to fight. I know these, <laughs> these, uh, this is not the great, the best attitude. I want to be sure that my body works uh, for two hundred percent, and uh, I think it can be it can be in summer this year, and uh, just uh, let let me let me work on that, and I will be back as soon as possible. And on the on the fight on the next Jamal Hills fight, I don't know if he wants to wait for me till till this summer. If he wants, I will be. It will be. It will be the best because I'm sh- I'm sharpening my 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 weapons for him. And uh, if he if he will wants to fight some some in some near future, so doesn't matter for me. Like I said, uh, I want to see the light heavyweight division like uh, is moving. Because there is a there is a there is a good guys, and uh, I see like the Jamal Hill wins right now, like a great 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 move. I'm very happy for that, and uh, I'm looking forward for it. Is there any part of you that is I don't know if concerned is the right word, but I could see you want to come back. You you want to get your belt back. You want to be back fighting. You want to prove to everyone that you are the man, and that you push yeah. yourself too much. And you try to come back too soon, put too much pressure on yourself. Like, are are, are you constantly yeah. telling yourself, like, take it will happen when the body is ready, yeah. right? That that is a game too, right? That's that's yeah, that's 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 the most important most important game right now in uh, in my head. So so that's why I'm traveling to Las Vegas to to keep the best uh, uh, best f- physiotherapists around me, all the pro- proces, all the like uh, hyperbaric chambers and all the lights and and all the all the things around the not just shoulder and all, but all the body. Yeah, but all the body. I want to be. I want to be back oh. in the in the game. Watching another light heavyweight title fight without you being involved, what was that like for you? Because it's it's late. It's like six a.m. over there when it's happening, right? You're six hours ahead. Yeah. Like staying up and watching that. How do you feel when you see um, someone holding your belt? Uh, it's not something uh, special for me because I'm normally um, I'm waking around three a.m. three a.m. and I'm meditating. So so that's the because that's the best time. Like uh, <laughs> you, you can catch 
your mind in 3 a.m. Uh, when it's, it's totally quiet and then you can start to work with your mind, with your body, uh, like uh, on another level. So for me, it's uh, normal to be to be to be awake uh, 3 a.m. So wow. And today uh, and uh, Saturday uh, or Sunday, there's in Czech Republic the the event started around four 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 five p.m. Uh, a.m. So it was okay. Uh, so you wake up every morning at 3 a.m. to meditate? Not every morning, just when. Uh, how to say just when when your uh when your inner voice call, calls you wow <laughs> that is fascinating yeah. and how long does the meditation last for uh today morning uh, yeah well, yeah last last morning today morning yeah today morning yeah around 3:30 yeah so like 30 minutes 3:30 30 30 minutes 1 hour how is how is uh you have to feel it what was what's necessary when 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 it's uh, when it's done what's uh what is challenge for you right now and uh that's all about that yeah wow that is fa- and do you talk like do you do you think about anything or you are you trying to keep your mind completely <laughs> i love this Man, stuff uh, i love this stuff it's, it's, it's fascinating it's up to situation what what comes what comes to you wow yeah? as uh, in in that moment it's good to have some some notes from that because you can remember that these feelings and these uh, these things these thoughts so it's uh it's for me for me it's uh it's a very important because then you can work with your visualization on another level and that's that's all about that. The life is about that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, l- last thing on this, if I can, do you listen to anything like music, any type of music? Uh, like uh, normally or no, no. Or... When you're when you're meditating. Oh, ooh. just sometimes, sometimes I'm uh, listening some 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 meditation music, some some uh, especially uh, how to say these. Uh, vibes like uh, okay, like sounds, different sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. Some, something like that, but no, but not not too not not too much. The most important is the quiet. That's that's the okay. that's the, the biggest biggest uh, strength. By the way, usually, what do you listen to? Like, what what do you like to listen to just for fun? Uh, just for fun, uh, motivational music, motivational music, and. Uh, like sometimes, sometimes it's up to my mood. It's up to my mood. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. It all fascinates me so much. Um, and and just curious, do you have a preference? Yeah, I, I feel like you might say you know, but I'll ask anyway. Like if Jamal fights someone else, we were trying to debate: should it be Anthony Smith? Should it be Magomed Ankalaev? Should it be Jan Bohovic? Should it be someone? Else? What do you think? If it's not you next, if he wants to come back in March or something, you know. There is Uncle Blakovic, uh, Glover is out. Uh, uh, uh. Anthony Smith, there's Ooh. Rakic coming back. Yeah, Rakic, have, uh, Rakic is back. That's good. Uh, I think, I think, 
maybe it's it's just my opinion but uh, but uh they they had uh, a fight uh they spoke about that fight Anthony Smith with uh yeah with uh, with the Jamal Hill yeah. yeah because because I think he deserved the fight with the with the Jamal because he they they gave me they they gave him like a special special step up yeah so why not to smith but that's that's just my opinion sure. but uh wait for me <laughs> <laughs> wait for me just 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 that and uh yeah no no okay. speak about that i just want to sorry sorry i don't want to be con concrete about that no no i get it i get it i i, I want to be i want to just give me time don't 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 watch me right now just let me let me work on my body to be to 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 be back on another level not not just like uh not just like that to be healthy and be back sure when you when you have some time it's it's a good time to recognize what's what's uh what's your step up that's all uh last thing for you the video that we saw on saturday night you were outside i think it was snowing and you said you know i'm 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 coming all that stuff yeah was that did you shoot did, like did you go outside at 7 a.m or was that something that you sent them earlier i was wondering because this it looked like the sun yeah, was... that, yeah that was after after the, <laughs> that was after the after the event uh i just uh i just stepped to to my uh to my garden to my garden and uh i thought about about uh i thought about that fight and it started motivate me so so i so i came the video <laughs> yeah i i didn't know if you were doing like a workout in the snow at 7 a.m yeah, 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 you yeah, were yeah, that was that was yeah that was before the workout that, wow that was before the workout it looks like you are you wearing yeah. a t-shirt in the snow over there outside what's going on uh, it's normally i'm i'm without t-shirt because the the winter is good to to keep yourself like uh uh in a in a cold like uh to be to be for, for to be healthy more healthy yeah you're gonna That's... catch a cold you're gonna get sick you need to have a hat gloves scarf sick <laughs> why why if you if if you eat good food if you like uh keep some discipline discipline in your in your food you drink a good water man there is no reasons why you have to be sick okay so you you have a very yeah. strict diet very strict you you don't do any uh cheat yeah. meal stuff like that yeah no not like no yeah that, uh so i'm uh, i'm uh, right right now i'm a work athlete yeah so i have to keep everything not just maybe not everybody athletes is doing like that but uh i like to i like to do that like to have everything like a strict strict diet strict uh going to sleep so so now it's here around 9 a.m. 9 a.m. so i have to go to sleep <laughs> okay so i will let you go to sleep my friend uh thank you as always uh i really appreciate when you come on uh i i find you to be a fascinating individual and i can't wait to see you back in there and i would love to see you versus jamal hill what a fight that would be so i wish you the best you. do great uh, recovery safe travels to las vegas and thank we'll you. see you very soon my friend all the best to you thank you all the best to you thank, thank you. you so much there he is yuri prochaska the pride 
of the Czech Republic. What a guy, huh? I can't, I can't get enough of Yuri Prochaska. I find him to be, when you've got that massive historic PFL versus Bellator card, it is a big one. It's a pay-per-view. It's PFL champs versus Bellator champs and PFL stars versus Bellator stars. Historical night. First time in MMA history that a place like this is hosting Saudi Arabia, a big MMA card. It's, in fact, the first major MMA event to take place in Saudi Arabia and the first cross-promotional event between both PFL and Bellator with former champions and current champions colliding in one epic night. The headliner, like I said earlier, is Henan La Problema Fejera going up against Ryan Bader. They go toe-to-toe in a fight that I think will determine who Francis Ngannou will fight in his PFL debut. That's the plan. And I wouldn't be surprised if they announce that that seems to be the direction. So stay tuned. Also, as we said earlier, Johnny Evelyn against Impa Kasangane. They did save Patricio Pitbull. He's going to remain on the card. Aaron Pico as well. Clarissa Shields on the card. Yoel Romero. Um, Tiago Santos. Whole bunch of big names. It's all going down. This Saturday, February 24th, live on ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View and DAZN. That's ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View or DAZN. Like, I wanted to ask him, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you, like, I just... Do you want us to get him back? No, but I could tell, like, okay, that was it. You know, he had enough of me (laughs) and my probing questions. Um, But I just want to know. I want to know about the meditation. I want to know what he listens to. I want to know what he watches. Like, do you think he watches Netflix? Or do you think... Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's a big Netflix guy. I think guy. he's a TikTok guy. You think so? Oh, yeah. I'm going to guess he doesn't have a Netflix account. Although I should say, I said at the top, oh, maybe he filmed that before. And when I said that, I was like, well, actually, the main event probably ended around 7. He was outside in his T-shirt. I was kidding, of course, about the catching a cold. Um, I mean, you see these fighters like Makhachev. You guys see that? He was doing something in the... Uh, in the snow before he went to Australia, just like in the snow, t-shirt, working out. These guys are tanks. Um, we have a little bit of time. So I just want to, I want to go back to the guys if I can to tie the bow from what we were talking about after hearing what he just said, what do you guys think? Do you keep Jamal Hill on ice until he comes back? Do you have him fight someone else? Now we know the answer. We were speculating, but the beauty of this show is other shows you speculate here. You get the answers from the guy. I don't know why I'm yelling, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Positive, like Safe said. What do you think, Nier Crick? Yeah, book him. Book Jamal? Oh, yeah, book Jamal. For, versus? Any of the guys Can't you mentioned. Can't say anyone. You have to have an answer. Anthony Smith. Let's do it. Ooh, I Next. like it. <laughs> Pay-per-view main event in Omaha? I mean, it's a title I mean, it's, fight. Yeah, oh, it's a title fight uh, in Omaha. Well, <laughs> I'm sure Anthony maybe can sell in Detroit. that arena. By the way, maybe say, in Detroit. Do it in Detroit. I like, I like that. Little Caesars Arena? Is it still called that? Because it's just oh. such a fantastic name for an arena. Wait, I mean, it's fairly new, isn't it? I thought it changed. It's one of the great arenas. Remember when I did my whole thing uh, in New York oh, about yeah. that? One of the legendary. Yeah. Little Caesars. <laughs> the original 10 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, sign me up for that. Cause, little Caesars, um, yeah. I will get Little Caesars for dinner. That'll be a but great yeah, just, evening. That, that feel, uh, unless I'm speaking on a turn, unless somebody disagrees, that feels like the biggest name yeah. fight, right? And also there's the storyline of, look, we were supposed to fight. We became training partners. Now we can fight again. That feels like the the most interesting story. Uh, so I would do that. I'm still down for, for Uncle Ivor Young. I go with Anthony. I'm going with Anthony. You know what? I, the more I think about it, Anthony, Jamal, Uncle Ivor Young too. Come in. Why not? 
or just do it on, eh, I don't know, unless you want to do it co-main five rounds. Seems kind of weird to go five rounds to three rounds. I agree with that. Although maybe they settle it in a three-round fight and the five rounds screwed it up. Um, nah, they would have settled it in the three-round make, fight. Make it, a, make, make, make it a, a fight night main event. Mm-hmm. Apex, baby. I dig it. Smaller cage, more Let action. Let's do it. By the way, speaking of eating, did you try the acai on Saturday? I saw the picture, but did you actually try it? Yeah, I had acai. I and? already had acai. I loved it. Oh, you already Frank had it? it? I thought it was your first yeah, time. I thought, no, I don't know. It was Frank's first time. Frank? I said it was underwhelming, and I stand behind that. Yeah, but the thing is, you probably have, like... Oh, I know this. Are we? Yeah. I don't want to name names if you don't want to throw them under the bus, but, like, was it a legit spot? That we I mean, it research? was a place that was open on a Saturday night in yeah. Financial District. Was it near us, the place we were talking yeah. about? Oh, really? They're actually not bad. I mean, I didn't say bad. The but underwhelming. Bad never came, underwhelming. I mean, underwhelming I, isn't I, great, if I'm being honest. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not You know what to. else is not great? What? I loved it. So... I'm sitting there eating this underwhelming thing, waiting for GC to show up. <clears throat> and uh, I love that clear the throat like he yeah, didn't show up yeah. 25 minutes early. Hey, at work or you're waiting I mean, at the he's, spot? He's waiting, waiting at the at spot. The spot. He, he texts me. We're, we were supposed to meet at 5.30. He texts me at like 5.19. Yeah, I got my bowl and I'm already eating, waiting on you. By the time I get there. Yeah, so my wife is sitting next to me and she sees that I'm underwhelmed. Okay. And we start looking up, well, what exactly is the difference between the Brazilian and the American? Oh, here we go. American? <laughs> so apparently they add more sugar in Brazil. I'm not yep. saying, I mean, that's just what I read. Guarana, it's called. Guarana, like the Guarana berries that I... No, not even close. Guarana. I'm calling gotta... it Guarana. All right, fine. All right. Um, then I find out that the trees that they pick these things from are very brittle, so they have to send children up to the top to pick the berries. Oh, jeez. And they get injured, and there's a lot of advocates trying to bring attention what to What is them. going on? So I'm just saying, you know, I'm eating this underwhelming thing, and I'm like, there's some poor little kid who probably fell off a tree for me to be underwhelmed. And they have to freeze them when they bring them to the States because you can't really uh, – they don't transport well. Like, they That's... rattle around and bruise and leak. and everything. So, you know what? I'm just going to say that. I, I don't care about the acai. Wow. You don't care about it? Or I don't care you're about done? it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll, if I'm ever in Brazil, I'll try it again. I, I don't... You can't listen to Helwani on this. Why? Bra- Brazil is not the only place you can get good acai. It 100% is. No, it's not true. Someone it's sent me a... True. Where else have you had it? Good. Like, Hawaii, California. Okay, well, by the way, strong, subtle flex there. I mean, sorry, we're not all lucky enough to go to Hawaii, okay? <laughs> I mean, really. It's, a, it's one of the 50 states. What are we talking oh, okay. about here? So uh, no, it's one of the 50 states. No, yeah. Right like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was just over I forget in Hawaii the public transit the will weekend. take us right there. I, mean, geez, I totally forgot geez. about that. It's easier to get to Rio from here like, than Hawaii. Are you, know are that? you guys? It's exotic. It's why we, yeah, it's uh, very exotic. we took it on as a state. By the way, we're Cal- very jealous. California and Hawaii we're being is envious now a rich right guy now. flex. I mean, excuse yeah. me. Oh, wow. How was your weekend in Honolulu? Was it nice? It's cheaper to get to Puerto Rico. It would be nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Puerto Rico is closer. Stop it. Okay, so you've had it. You've had it in Hawaii? Yeah, and it's great. Think, it's of, all about, think of the children. It's all about the sourcing of it. It's about the freshness. It's not about, like... The yeah, guarana is the secret sauce. If you're sitting here and getting frozen sticks of acai, then it's not going to be great. They're just melting out bad acai, putting it in there for you, and mixing in some fruits. Even the fruits are not as good here. Uh as opposed to like the West Coast, the produce on the West Coast is better. So yeah, there's lots of places in the United States and elsewhere where you can get good acai. Brazil is not the only place that you can get good acai. So Brazil adds sugar. It is very good in Brazil. It is great in Brazil, but that's not the only. With place. the added sugar and the caffeinated berries, and you 
I'm just Correct. saying. Yeah. Are they really caffeinated? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I drink a, an energy drink called Balls that is just made from those berries. Okay. It's called balls. Yeah, it's called balls. <laughs> Jeez. B a w l s comes out. Frank, why are you? Why are you? I've looking? never heard of that, dude. I, like you? I have them probably every morning. You guys are like, what? oh, what is the cobalt blue bottle that I have with me? They sell it at Listen, the Frank. I've only ever seen you drink uh, the. I mean, Fig I slam them pretty quickly. So I think, yeah, I think it's safe to say you haven't talked about your balls enough, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and by the way, the 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 energy drink. Could be acai flavor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there's caffeine. No, the in guarana, the fu- or as you in call the guarana. It. Yeah, it's a but guarana, guarana soda. What? What is yeah, going called on? Called balls. Like it's been around since the nineties. Wait, is it an acai drink or no, is it a guarana? A guarana. Oh, that's why you asked. Does it have caffeine? I'm like they're okay, naturally caffeinated berries. Am I the only one who thought? Oh yeah, Frank. I have never. I'm looking at it now. I've never seen you with this balls before. Oh, yeah, I don't think you pay enough attention. Guarana to original. Joe, have you seen me with it? Joe says yes. He can't talk to you on comms because that system is broken. You're just you're just walking around the office holding balls. I've never seen. <laughs> I, I, I mean, slam one crazy. on the train. <laughs> they, yes, my bodega like train. orders it specifically for me because they're like, you come in here every morning. What does it taste like? We got like? your ball, sir. Yeah. And then you and then you trash it before you. I'm get not to even the looking office. at YouTube, and I know that you guys are probably getting flamed by that because there are people who watch this show that drink balls. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where can I get this other than your bodega? It's all over the place. <laughs> Where can we get your balls, Frank? <laughs> Come on, it's funny. No, is it not funny? Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Frank Frank came in very serious to this chat. <laughs> and it just devolved. By the way, a bit of a weird name, no, to call the drink? I mean... I mean- they're come from I mean, berries. Yes, it is definitely. I'm <laughs> looking at their website right now. First of all, it's just balls.com. And then it's their catchphrase is stay up, drink balls. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're, they're leaning into I it, hope too. I sponsored yes, by they're balls. Definitely, they're definitely leaning into it. Uh, Our very own you, Casey. On their website, it says become a balls influencer. <laughs> you want me to fill out the form? Wow. For like I shot my shot. Influencer He's application. Trying. I'm filling this out right now. Can I, Our, Our very own Casey, friend. EKC, says uh, he's had the balls drink. Uh, and it's great, and it keeps you up for like two days. So lots of energy. You drink one of these every the day, Frank? I have two, at least three times a week. You're kidding me. And then you follow it up with a Red Bull Fig Apple? Sometimes if fig I need that extra way. jolt to the heart. Yeah. And then a green drink from Starbucks? Look, it's a lot to put up with you guys. <laughs> can, can, I make, can I make a prediction? Someone is going to tell the balls people, and they're going to hook you up after all I mean, this. if that happens, uh, I'll be free smiling. plug that you just gave them? You always wow. get the original blue one? That's the only one. Well, no, there's orange, root beer, ginger, cherry. Can't. I mean, if I've tried all of them, the original's the only way to go. And mm. by the way, I mean, never offered us any. Yeah, never I offer of you it. guys all right, the time. I'm not going to lie. These things are four ninety nine a pop. Like, mm. Jeez. You're, you're waiting <laughs> behind You need a ball's here. budget. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Have a ball's budget. <laughs> Here's the funny, they're actually $6 because I get them so much, the bodega gives them to me for 5 wow. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That is that's, amazing. That's my favorite part of all this is that the bodega's like, well, there's Frank, get his balls. Oh, just like, I will, you know, I will shoot a video the next time I go get it. You'll see how excited they are to like ring me the up only, for the two balls. Are you the only one buying them? Probably. Like when you come in and you buy your two, is it just the two that were the there the same before? cooler. The yeah. cooler has not changed. I'm the only one that takes them out of there. Anyway, wow. moving on. A uh, bit of breaking news here, courtesy of uh, New York Rick. Our old friend Aaron Chalmers of the yeah. Geordie Shore fighting Floyd Mayweather. I think we should say not cur- the news well, is not courtesy of me. Yes, but you're I, not breaking I, I the news. alerted you. Who did break uh, it? 
I don't know. I saw it from Michael Benson, but I'm not sure. What in the uh, world? Who had the original? Old friend. Aaron I Chalmers, mean, who I actually just spoke to very, very recently. Uh, he didn't not about this. Fighting Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, he posted it on his Instagram. February 25th at the O2 Arena in London. Aaron Chalmers was kind of, who, who would we compare him to? He was sort of like, uh, I mean, Jordy Shore, like the situation, right? Oh, I guess. I don't know. Jordy Shore that. was the, the, the Jordy version. Jordy being yeah, what they call Jersey people Shore, from Newcastle. Yeah. Um, sure. That was a real show. Oh, my God. It was a big show. And, and then he signed with Bellator, and that was a big deal for them. I was going to say he's Tommy Fury. Oh. Oh, yeah. How about that? Oh, yeah. Jordy Shore. Wow. Fighting on the same day as Tommy Fury and uh, Jake Paul. little competition there. Um, interestingly enough, still haven't officially announced that fight. Tommy Fury and, Tommy. and Jake Paul. Tommy? 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 <laughs> Not that one. Shout out to that one. By the way, Frank, did I tell you that Tom sent me a message about that? No. What was the message? Oh, he said it really, really. Wait, didn't we talk about this in our chat? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I mean, I thought I was feigning well, to get out. You know, you know. Uh, well, he's, for he's the show. Oh, sorry, sorry. Wow, I'm so no, sorry. He said that. Uh, no, that's good. I, I, I could vibe with that. He said that it really meant a lot to him that we brought him up when we were talking about the best heavyweights and the music. He enjoyed that. I mean, it. It really touched his uh, his soul. Here's a guy who's rehabbing, perhaps feeling like he's a bit out of sight, out of mind. And uh, I think he uh, he was really touched by it. So I thought That's that you awesome. would appreciate that. Speaking sure. of morning beverages and Tom Aspinall, he came on the show one time and talked about how he only drinks flat whites. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he inspired me to try one. And now, you know. That's your thing? A bit of a routine, yeah. Flat white flat whites. From where? Local spot? Yeah. Don't tell me it's Starbucks or something. I mean, dude, we've had this conversation. I, I got I got uploaded with gift cards for Christmas. So oh, right, 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 right. Got to knock them out. Fair enough. It'll be done quickly because Starbucks is very expensive. <laughs> That's true. So you enjoy. By the way, best oh, flat white flat I ever had, Australia. Some... Wow. I mean, They're talk great. about, talk about that. I've you, never you, had one. I just opened the door for... Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, what are we going <laughs> to... I just opened the door for you to walk through. You didn't. Not, not even going to... You but never that... had a flat white? I, I was not paying attention. Uh, what? No, no, no. He he was going to gatekeep Australia having the best uh, flat whites. No, but that I, I think that's what they're known for, or at least it's like the most popular coffee, if you will, in mm. Australia. Anyway, um, Aaron Chalmers coming back. Also, Sage Northcutt, that was announced yeah, one uh, this morning. Sage Northcutt. Rado, are we going? Yeah, sure. I think you're going, right? Didn't you say Maybe. you're going? No, I never committed to anything. You said you're thinking about it. Considering it. Yeah, there you he go. asked me but, to go already and. And we're already making the plans. But I would be going to Colorado. Oh, you're already going that weekend? No, 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 no. Nothing has been hammered down. Oh, okay. I would be going to Colorado, and one championship would happen to be happening. I wouldn't be planning the trip around. Why are you going to Colorado? Uh, That's where my girlfriend's from. Oh, I mean, two birds, one stone. Yeah. Take the parents. Take the in-laws. One championship. Debut. I'm sure they'd love it. No, the whole family so. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. I mean, have you heard of Adriana Moraes? This is great. All right. Well, we have plenty of time to figure that out. For now, though, let's go to our next guest. Very excited to speak to this man. It has been a while. Uh, used to be a fixture. Now, uh, I mean, he's like a great boxer. He's just, you know, ducking, jucking, jiving. It's hard to, to nail him down. This time, we nail him down after a long sojourn from Brazil all the way back to Ireland. He's the great 
John Cavanaugh, the head man over at SPG Ireland. There he is. I didn't know if you would show up, not because I didn't believe, but I thought maybe you'd be jet lagged, you'd be tired. Man of your word, here you are. How are you feeling? Are you regretting this? A little bit. I'm oh. not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried I to say. Home. Yeah, I just got home and uh, I said, I'll, I'll lie down and I'll have a power nap. And that was the worst idea I ever had. Oh, no. I feel like I've been in a bit of a car crush. But um, sure, here we are. Okay. Here we are. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Congratulations. Happy that you're back home. You know, I didn't realize, and it never really came up, I didn't realize that you had never been to Brazil before. And I, and I saw on your Instagram, first time ever in Brazil this past week. Yeah, it's funny, eh? All these years. And um, I suppose the only opportunity I had was, was what Connor did the world tour, but I didn't accompany him on that. I was too busy with the, the gym back home. But uh, yeah, this, that was my first time visiting for, uh, for me, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, fan and practitioner. And to, uh, to have an opportunity to visit the homeland was, uh, was very special. Result aside, what was it like? Like just going there, being there, uh, experiencing the culture. Again, for someone who has devoted his life to jujitsu and now MMA, of course, but the, you know that was your base, your foundation, your entry into this world. What was that like for you? Um, I mean, it's it's absolutely beautiful. We stayed in a lovely part. You're, we're down on the beach and you having the, the the coconut water straight from the source and trying the acai and oh, yes. and all of this. Um, people were. Fantastic, very friendly, um, great experience. I suppose it would have been nice to stay for a couple of days after the fight, where you can be a little bit switched off and maybe visit uh, some of the big jujitsu schools. But uh, it wasn't to be this time. It was a little bit of an in and out job. But maybe I can return another time and stay a bit longer. By the way, I've been talking about the acai all week long. It's incredible, right? Unlike anything you've tried, it's not like the ones that we get over here. Um, yeah, no, it was it was absolutely delicious. <laughs> you could eat it for you could eat it all day long. Um, yeah, I've had it in, in Ireland. It's getting popular over here, even in a, you know the, the kind of health food type places. And it's it's I, I don't know. It feels very sugary or something here. Whereas there, it's a bit more earthy. It's a bit more uh, raw. And um, I don't know. Probably totally in my head, but I felt it was uh, felt it was much better for me over yes, there. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree, and I've had it many times, probably too many times. Every time I go over there, um, obviously, want to talk about Johnny Walker's incredible win and what a finish, as unique as it gets, the win over Paul Craig. <laughs> but as we kind of uh, close the loop on your first trip to Brazil, what struck me in your posts, you posted this on Instagram. The first line you said, as a 19 year old kid. After being humiliated with a bad beating on the street, I came across UFC 1 and my life was nudged onto a new path, inspired by the great uh, Hoist Gracie, who was in attendance, which was super cool as well, to have him there and to show him being backstage and whatnot. I devoted my life to the practice of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. Uh, I didn't know about that story at 19. Are you, are you open to, uh, to telling us what happened and, and how that changed the course of your life? You, you've not read my best. Well, you book, have not talked you? about it on this show. Win or learn, of course. I, I'm the one who put the, uh, the 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 photo on the the cover. I introduced you to Esther Lynn. Remember that? Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yes, I, I do detail it in my book. But sure, we'll have a quick chat about it here. Um, yeah, it's a story I told many times. I was I was out in Dublin City on on a on a weekend, and there was a I, I came across this kid, and he's kind of getting beaten up by a few guys, and I had done uh, some form of martial arts most of my life, so I thought this would be like the movies. I stepped in to try and stop it, but there was maybe three or four of them. I ended up 
on the the wrong side of a beating but the the the, the guy I stepped in to help got away so I, I achieved my goal on that but um yeah it was pretty for, for looking back and and you know be 18 19 it was pretty humiliating for me to get badly beat up in front of my girlfriend and I uh I was actually I suppose looking back now I describe I was in depression for a couple of months I didn't want to leave my house I didn't want to do anything and then I started trying to research other ways of self-defense and fighting and somehow or another I came across UFC one and I was like wow that's like real fighting I'd been doing I suppose uh, you call it like traditional martial arts and it was it's always in a very kind of nice setting and you throw a punch and I do my block uh, and that's not how it was in an actual fight whereas when I watched twice Gracie um being able to subdue even much bigger opponents and and in a weird way it appealed to me that he didn't really have to hurt anyone he was able to do it in a very technical fashion and just put it you know apply a chokehold and tap. so I, I started practicing then I started off with judo and then getting a few friends together and trying to headlock each other in a, in a shed there was no Brazilian jiu-jitsu in Ireland at the time and Slowly but surely, traveling to the UK, traveled to the to the States, trained with the, the great Machados for a while in LA. And uh, yeah, slowly but surely, start learning it and start doing security work at the weekend. So I had plenty of uh, chances to put it to test and did a couple of MMA fights and all of a sudden found myself running an MMA gym in Ireland. And that's whatever, 25 odd years ago. And and then uh, I blink and suddenly, actually, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. I was standing in Johnny's corner uh, while Bruce Buffer is announcing them. And, you know, you're kind of scanning around. And I somehow saw Hoist Gracie through wow. whatever tens of thousands of people were there. And it's, it just caught his eyes. And I didn't even know he was there because I've met him a few times now. He actually, he cut the ribbon on my, uh, on my newest gym, which was a really trippy experience for me. Wow. Bellator uh, had him there. And I've met him a few times on Bellator shows and, He'll be back in my gym teaching a class uh, next month when Bellator is in town. So uh, I have met him a few times. I didn't realize he was there and I just locked eyes with him. It was, it was such a, I don't know, it was very, very uh, strange. And then um, even to be going there with a, with a Brazilian guy and he's ending up facing a European yeah. Brazilian future specialist. It was uh, a kind of a surreal moment. And, uh, and, and and what a moment for not only yourself, but Johnny Walker as well. And this bond that you have uh, forged with uh, with Johnny is really interesting because like for the longest time, he was just this nomad, right? Like every fight, it seemed like he had a different team with him, different coaches. He's in Russia. He's in Canada. He's all over the place. But now he has a home in Ireland. He married an Irish girl. And it seems just based off your social media, like you guys are legit friends. I think you were together on Christmas. He's there. And I know you're friends with a lot of the guys that you coach. But could you talk about how you have created this bond with this guy who seemingly comes from a completely different place than you? Yeah, shout out to uh, his his wife, Tara. She kind of introduced us. She, when she when They were coming home from Thailand. I think they're only coming to Ireland for a short time. And she Googled where for him to train while they're in Dublin. And, uh, you know, my gym popped up and she brought him in. And I say the same thing with all fighters. You know, you come by, train for a couple of weeks. I might not like you or you might not like me. I don't know if it's going to work or not. But uh, we've done, that's our fifth fight now. And uh, him and his wife, they actually live in, in my house. They have done. Oh, for, wow. Uh, two, what's it, two years or something now? Almost two years. And uh, his wife is very good friends with my wife. I was best man at his wedding. And then the following week, him and his wife were witnesses for me and Orla's wedding. 
So uh, yeah, we're a bit of an we're a bit of an odd uh, an odd grouping, but we I think we have a, a bit of a rhythm going now, a real groove. You know, there's a there's a trust thing that takes a long time to build. I feel for a fighter and a coach, it's not just about going somewhere for a couple of weeks and the the secret move you're going to learn. That's that's not really it. You know, probably no matter where you go now, all the top camps. You know, people know how to strike, they know how to wrestle, they know how to grapple. There's, but it takes a long time, I believe, for the, the, the true um, bonds to, to form, that trust for, for second-by-second second decisions that have to be made. And, you know, even fight week and dealing with all the emotions that come and making weight and, and doing that the right way. And we've done it five times now, and I think we're getting, uh, we're getting a nice bit of momentum together now. Okay, so what's been the difference as of late? The last two performances, very impressive. And, you know, this was a guy who at one point we were saying maybe he's the guy to beat John Jones. And of course, you know, not trying to get too crazy, but it looks like he's on a path now and light heavyweight is is somewhat wide open. What, in your opinion, has been the difference as of late? You know, he was, he's, you've, you've got athletes and you've got fighters in MMA. There's a lot more athletes than fighters. Johnny's very much a fighter. And when he got in, first of all, he kind of fought purely on instinct. He's an absolute genetic freak. Some of the things he can do. I always remember the story, his first time ever sparring in my gym. And he was sparring a guy that's not, not as tall as him. Very few people are, but he's probably about six foot tall. And Johnny uh, like fainted through a jab at him. The guy kind of flinched and closed his eyes. And Johnny jumped completely over him, just, just jumped over his head and landed on the other side of him. And so the guy, when he kind of opened his eyes, there's nobody in front of him. He was, wow. He's looking around. And I'm just scratching my head going, okay, well, this... This guy, this, this is not normal. And uh, even some of the stuff we've done with the brain testing is, ha- is, is eye coordination and his, his ability to pick up things is, is off the charts. He's a very unusual uh, human. Um, but there was some lacking in the fundamentals of fighting, let's say, that he could sometimes get away with things that normal humans couldn't. I, I'm, my gym is probably more well-known for, like, bantamweight to welterweight, and suddenly I had this massive uh, guy that will no doubt – finish his career in the heavyweight division. Um, so it just just tidying up some of those kind of fundamentals in, in all the areas of, of mixed martial arts and trying to, you know, we had the great uh, Packy Collins as uh, part of the team yeah. now, and I give massive credit to him for, for just getting that hand position a bit tighter. And even I think, although it was a short fight and it kind of ended in a bit of a weird way, um, even in that first minute, just that level of, I think there's a more calmness to him now in the cage. He's not in a rush to engage. He can get behind a jab. He can get behind his long kicks and and not get into kind of crazy exchanges. So um, yeah, I really feel that uh, that we've we've tightened up a lot of things there. And uh, I, for sure, there's a I, I feel there's a world championship in a, in, in his in his future. And um, just glad to be glad to play a small part of that. So that athleticism definitely on display on Saturday. Do you guys work on that? Like. Okay, I'm gonna hold your leg, and you're gonna start. You know, like is that a sequence that you can even train for practice, or is that just his athleticism, his uniqueness, like just his pure, you know, skill coming out of that moment? Because I don't think you know you see it on TV, and you're like, damn, that is impressive. But the balance you must have, the strength you must have, like even the patience to a degree to do that is really unbelievable. Like I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a finish quite like that. Maybe once or twice. Super impressive. And then also, you know, like to be able to connect in that moment, everything about it impressive. Do you work on something like that? Yeah, actually part of our pretty much daily warm up, all my fighters are tired about this stage is that we do 30 seconds balance on each leg. So one guy's holding your leg, very much similar to that. And you mimic showing shots while on one leg. And that's, 
that's literally part of everyday warm-up that we wow. do and and i'll also um i'll I'll, uh, I'll bring up an incident that was we were on the wrong end of that was where one of my guys the uh, franz malambo he's a very very talented fighter um actually there's a, there's a big announcement coming out about him next week but uh, oh. anyway um he fought ricky banderas in in dublin and he made the mistake of catching the leg and holding a little bit too long and ricky banderas knocked out franz malambo now franz malambo is an exceptional striker he was one of Connor's main sparring partners for the Mayweather fight, just to give it an idea that he's, he's, he's really, really high level boxing and, and kickboxing. But, um, you know, when you're holding someone's leg somewhat, the other way of looking at it is their leg is holding both of your arms and you're not in a position where you can just kind of chill and take your time to trying to get a takedown because you're, you're very open. So yeah, that, that is actually part of the daily warm up is, is that comfortableness of being able to move around on one leg you put that with somebody that's just an exceptional athlete, like probably in a different life, Johnny should have been a basketball player or, or an NFL receiver or something. There's a lot more money in that game than in the fighting game, but he does have as part of him. He's not just an athlete. He's a, he's a fighter. He's a warrior. You see that, that switch that I know he has a, he's a bit of a clownish personality, but every now and again, you can hit a switch where, you know, you, you kind of get the idea that, Maybe a thousand years ago, he was the guy that when the two, uh, you know, the two on the battlefield, they say, well, your best guy go against my best guy. And he'd hold up the severed head of his opponent screaming at his, uh, the opposition. So um, I think he's probably in the right game for his mind. Do you ever wish that he's less of a clown? Like, do, do you wish that sometimes he takes things more seriously? Will that be a detriment to him? Um, you know, People's personalities are the way they are. I, 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 you just have to kind of either, you just work with what you have. And it's very much to his benefit in a lot of cases, this ability to not really take anything serious. He doesn't really get worked up or get stressed about anything. And uh, you know, sometimes I'll be pulling my hair a little bit about stupid things, you know, being five minutes late for class and stuff like that. It kind of bugs me. Mm. But, um, but, but it certainly works in his favor and keeping him calm and, when he steps into the cage there, you see a real uh, freedom about his movement and his ability to kind of see everything. It almost looks like it's in slow motion for him, whereas opponents might be a little bit stiffer and, and tenser and more worried, whereas he doesn't have that. Um, but yeah, that, that is part as well of that kind of plus one year together now that I've, I've kind of learned where there's times that I can, you know, kind of catch his attention and say, look, this is the this is not the time to be messing around now. This is, this is serious business. And, uh, you know, we've had two good first round finishes in a row now. So I believe we're getting that balance pretty good. How do you feel when you see him do the worm? Not good. No. Um, do you wish yeah, you would not, not do that? Way. Yeah. Cause we, we, I remember when uh, our first fight that I did with him was the Ryan span, uh, fight. And he won with a first round knockout. And then he sat in the middle of the cage, like a kind of a yeah. Yoda stance. And he gave me a, yes, afterwards. He's like, see, it, I can do that as well. <laughs> and uh, so my eyes just kind of widened up when I saw him going into that. And, and then the next day, you know, he comes to me and he's like, you know, my shoulders kind oh, of sore today. And I'm about to give out to him. He's like, oh, I'm just <laughs> kidding. You know, he's just trying to wind me up. But uh, I suppose like he did get into it in a much safer fashion. He got down on his knees first right. and kind of rolled into it. And, you know, he's in a sport where you can elbow each other in the face. So doing the worm in a controlled manner will 
if that's my biggest problem with them, I'll, I'll deal with it. All right. <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel uncomfortable. I can't imagine how it makes you feel seeing that. Just knowing, for those that don't know, he injured his shoulder quite badly doing that several years ago, right after a big win. Uh, can I ask you, I didn't get a chance to ask you about this. Uh, the last time we saw him fight, prior to Saturday, there was that weird scene where all of a sudden he's like in the middle of the street still wearing his gear. <laughs> Could you tell us what happened there? What the heck? Ha I mean, it's very Johnny Walker. He's walking around Las Vegas, <laughs> full gear on, gloves and all. What the hell happened? Yeah, yeah Walker walking. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of funny. It was, it was that, you know, it was a, the, the show at the T-Mobile. And we, you know, at the end of the fight now, I guess it's COVID protocol. And, and it wasn't unusual. It wasn't just us. This happened to everybody. You know? Okay. They weren't picking on me in particular or anything like that. And uh, we're, we're doing all the media. And I realized as we're doing the media, we're getting closer and closer to the back door. And uh, I was like, oh, can we go back to the locker room to just get changed? You know, and they, no, 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 you, you, this, is, this is the way we do it now. Keep going, keep going. So we keep going, I keep going out. And then suddenly I realized we're outside in the car park and like <laughs> clink and the doors close. And it's, you kind of look around, what? what, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, uh, can Johnny just have a quick shower? And no, 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 that's, that's, that's all done now. There's no green room. You know, back in the day, you'd, you'd go yeah. to the green room, you'd, you'd have a slice of cake and yeah. you'd see the other teams and, and whatever. So I guess with pro COVID protocol, that's gone. And now they just haven't brought it back in, which, uh, you know, it's kind of, I, I actually kind of used to like that at the end of the day, that all the teams would be sitting in there and you get, get the winner, the, the guy who won, we'd sit beside the guy who lost and they'd have chats and you'd see the, you know, your coaches, the coaches of rival teams that you're, you're friends with. And you kind of say hi to them. And it was sort of a nice end to the evening. But um, yeah, look, I guess this is the new protocol. And uh, so we're just kind of outside now. And saying that, we did have like, we had Johnny's gear. He could have put on a pair <laughs> of pants and, and a T-shirt. But, you know, if I was six foot six with like 8% body fat, I'd probably walk around with my top off a lot more uh, also. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I just wanted to make sure that, uh, all, I mean, it was it was a hilarious scene, but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, there was nothing more to it. No, they weren't, I don't think they were picking on us or anything. Uh, okay, like no, I didn't think that. I mean, why would they? Um, could I ask you about something that you tweeted after the fight on Saturday night? Uh, you wrote, quote, don't celebrate too hard. Don't commiserate too long. Luck plays a bigger role than anyone wants to acknowledge. Highest highs and lowest lows. All that matters is what we do tomorrow, win or learn. The process is the same. The next day, keep fucking going. What inspired you to tweet that after that win? You know, um, the, the, the sport is a, is a tough one. You know, maybe one of the toughest in, in terms of the athletes, the fighters get so little opportunities to compete. You know, like competing twice a year is fairly average right and um, some of them get up to three or four times a year that's great but if you are you're going through that you know you've put in six months and then you know on a fight night any given fight night 50 percent win 50 percent lose it's it's very it's just very absolute i i feel sorry for the guys sometimes and i have a very busy fight team. my fight team at the moment is is unreal i've over 80 pros that i'm looking after we we're doing um I don't know, many fights, over 100 fights a year at this stage. And uh, it was just trying to hammer home what I've said to my fighters in private a lot. And some of them have said that that kind of perspective and that way of looking at it has helped them a little bit. And then, you know, after the fight, you see the guys coming backstage that have lost and they're just, they're really in the depths of it. So, you know, just, just to kind of get them that maybe a slightly different way of looking at it, different, slightly different perspective that, don't forget that, you know, half will lose on that night and uh, you, you'll have your chance again. So, you know, hands down, 
uh, sorry, <laughs> chin down, hands up, and, and keep marching forward. Your 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 time will come. And uh even even that notion of like, and if you do win, great, but there's no need to take three months off. You know, you can right. <laughs> have a day or two and then and then and then back in the gym, keep with the process. And Johnny's kind of um at a uh, this is what I'll be saying to him when I see him next. He's he's had to get two good wins in a row, two, two first and at that stage, it's sometimes it can be hard to keep that level of intensity, that level of focus with training, because I feel we're maybe a year out from a title fight, maybe in two more wins, and then we'll get a title fight. And the training can become monotonous. It does become uh, mentally difficult to stay with that diet, to stay with that twice a day training routine. Keep at it. Don't stop. Keep going forward. That Yes, we had a great win. Yes, uh, you know, we had we went to the beach the next day and we had a couple of cocktails and that's fine. But I'm home now. I'm going to be in the gym first thing in the morning. I've got a lot of big fights coming up. And uh, Johnny, you know, he's going to stay in Brazil for a week or two. But then he's back in the gym and, and keep marching forward. We, we, we still have much to uh, accomplish together. So it's, it's interesting because I, I think I read last year, most wins for the uh, the team, right? In 2022, yes. is, is that accurate? And I think from afar, those who may not follow things so closely would think like, oh, you know, Irish MMA, it wasn't, or, you know, 2016 was the high point or 2017 and Connor hasn't fought for a couple of years. But then you see you have 100 pros or 80 pros and you've got all these wins. So you're busier now than ever. Like this, this notion that Irish MMA is dead, that you are struggling, that the team is struggling, that the whole scene is struggling, all this stuff is total BS, correct? Uh, yeah, you know, I think in, in MMA, you know this more than anybody, that the probably the majority of people are UFC fans, and then there's some MMA fans. Um, so, of course, I had an, an incredible journey with, with Connor, and uh, that's that journey isn't over yet by any means. But uh, that's, you know, not as active now as it was at one stage. But I will just uh, very humbly put up the, the team's record. We had an 83% win rate in, in, in 22 um, you know, Johnny's had two wins in a row now in the UFC. We have, I think, I've 10 guys on the Bellator card in a couple of weeks in, in Dublin, February 25th. That's going to be an amazing card. I have Danny, uh, Danny, Danny McCormick, obviously Danny Neal, and she's married now, Danny McCormick, which is a great story. I'd love to get Danny on your show one day. She's fighting for the Invicta World title in March. Mm, yes. And that journey began with her, and she will say this herself, being a, a little overweight irish girl that came to the mendes fight and was that connor's after party and she was kind of drank too much and she was a little bit heavy then and she pulled me aside and said one day i'll get a world title with you and i kind of rolled my eyes and went yeah sure yeah you know wow. every drunk irish man tells me that and that was um uh 2015 20, 2015 yeah. and now we're 2023 and she's uh won a silver medal in the and the amateur world championships and now she's fighting for the invicta world title in march so i love that story um I have, uh, I've got uh, a couple of guys in PFL fighting soon. Will Fleury, um, Franz Malam. Oh, well, I, I don't know <laughs> what I'm supposed to really say if Franz that's Malam fine. is in or not, but that, that's coming out soon. Um, who else have we got? Nate, Nate Kelly, he had a, he burst onto the scene on PFL, an incredible first round. Basically knocked a guy out and then choked him. So yeah, 80-odd pros. Most, probably Bellator is definitely my biggest uh, promotion that I'm involved with, but I have whatever it is, three or four in UFC, three or four in, in, in PFL. And uh, yeah, every day I walk on the mats, I have 40 or 50 really high-level guys uh, on the mats and things are not slowing down on my end. Actually, just today, 
we started our 10th season of Train Alta. I know you know a little bit about yeah. that. It used to be called Winter Warrior, now Train Alta. And we had 98 people show up for, for, for their first lesson in mixed martial arts and, you know, rewind. In fact, even today, 98 people as a membership of, a, of, an, of an MMA gym wouldn't be a bad number for a, a small to medium MMA gym to have 98 members. We had 98 people join just today for lesson one of Train Alta. So as far as I can see, uh, MMA is, is buzzing and, and uh, it's certainly not giving me uh, many days off, <laughs> let's put it that way. Our own uh, Casey Lydon, one of the uh, the more famous yes. alum of uh, of uh, of Train Alta, maybe talking about a second fight. Although I think it may, if he did a second fight, it wouldn't be under that program, right? Like now, like once you do the first fight, you're on your own, correct? Well, well, actually, quite a few people have done it uh, multiple times. You know who might be a good opponent for him? And, oh, um, we're booking a I, fight. I, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't this be interesting? Now I'm going to embarrass myself because I'm struggling to remember his name, but the the Mac Life. Oh, Oscar guy, Willis. Oscar, he fought yes. on Train Alta. Also. Incredible fight. Uh, yeah, it was. It really was. I watched that back a few times. He, I was blown away by him. Um, and, and you know what? That's a typical Train Alta story. You kind of, maybe we make a snap judgment when, you, when, we, when we meet someone or we spend a bit of time in their company. And I just, I was, I was really, really impressed by him. Uh, what, a, what a left hook he has on yes. him. Yes. But what about, what about those two guys? Let's go. They're, 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 their second train all to fight. I wonder if similar. the weight classes match up there. We'll have to. I f- don't think there'd be much between them. They look, they look very, very similar. Okay. Um, little, what are you trying to do to the MMA media? You're trying to break us up here. I mean, we got two guys fighting. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fighting, fighting brings you together. That fighting is true. Makes you even Paul Craig and and Johnny Walker are, I, I would argue, uh, very, very good friends. Now, I'm actually hoping to get. Um, I'll be reaching out to to his coach, the great James Doolan, a fantastic guy. And now that they fought, maybe we can do a little bit of uh, cross training together because that was a fight that I was that was keeping me up at night. His guard, his ability to pull guard uh, at this level of MMA and take out really really high level guys. So we we did a lot of work um, in, in the lead up to that fight to deal with those scenarios. And you know that night. Luck played a role in it. Like I said in the tweet, probably mm-hmm. more than anybody's comfortable with. We did our best in preparation, but the dice fell that way. Maybe in another time, Paul catches the kick and falls in a different way, and suddenly he can wrap up Johnny's leg. He's an incredible uh, jiu-jitsu finishing rate. So, um, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I'll let you go in a moment. Uh, you've been very kind, and, I, and I'm sure you're very tired, but would be remiss if I don't ask you this question. True or false, does Connor fight this year? I'd be willing to bet my house on it. Wow. Yes. Yeah. First yeah, half of the year, yeah. back into the year, what are we feeling? Um, I, I was actually um, chatting to him just yesterday or the day before, and then Audie was in town. because he's, you know, Actually, it was a weird one, paradigm. Audie manages Paul and Johnny. Oh, that's so, right. That's right. God bless them having to kind of go between both camps. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there there's some interesting negotiations going along. Now, Audie... Or uh, Ariel, you always and I'm jet lagged and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. have this silver tongue way of getting me to say certain you things. You look fantastic. So I, I absolutely can't say anything okay. beyond that, but um, I'm very, very confident that we'll we will see see Connor back at the octagon. Oh, that is wonderful news. Yeah. That is wonderful. Could I ask? Here, can I ask, I ask you? Uh, sure. A, a quick question. Here, here's here's. A oh, you're hitting me scenario. back with a jab here before I got the the second uh, punch out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, maybe I'm jet lagged, and that's why I'm bringing this up. And it's, okay. uh, I probably should just—I probably should just have texted you this okay. um, off air. And and you're definitely not going to get names out of me. But this is the second time it's happened to me now, where a fairly high-level coach has 
slid into one of my guys' DMs and was like, would you not consider joining my team instead? And I found that uh, I just, I, I don't know whether that's more common in this game than I'm, than I'm used to, but uh, I really, it really kind of caught me sideways. Someone would do that. Like, you know, I'm saying here that I'll have a chat with James Doolan about a little yeah. cross training with Paul Craig. And that's very, very common. We do that all the time. I've got Gunnar Nelson's going to train with uh, Leon, Leon Edwards and the lead up to London for a week or so. And the London shoot guys, we've gone back and forward with them and, all of that would be very, very common. But for a coach to directly go to a, a fighter that's clearly with another team yeah. and say, hey, you should join my team. I just I I found that uh, very, very odd. But I just wonder if you've if, if you've so, heard of that or if that kind of more common in MMA than I know of. I, I, I will say this. Um, I hear it less about coaches doing it. It feels to me like for the most part, obviously everyone has egos and there's rivalries and you want to be the best and win feels like there's a fraternity. It's kind of like what I was talking about with Safe Saud and James Krause. And I thought Safe handled that whole situation very well. He didn't celebrate the fact that now he's coaching Brandon Moreno because it's at the expense of a brother, if you will. I hear about that sort of thing more with the managers, if I'm being honest. It seems like the managers don't seem to have the same sort of respect. And you hear about DMs being slid all over the place, all over the gaff, as they say over in Ireland. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't hear it, actually, if I'm being honest, the coaches. I don't feel like the coaches recruit as much. Uh, mm. For the most part, you guys, and I say that I'll include you in that, like you, you wait to see if someone comes to you. You're not out there saying, hey, yeah. you should come to me. So I am surprised to hear that. And was this someone that you respected as like a big name guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah, two, two, two separate occasions and both of them are, wow. you know, they're brilliant. They have that is weird. Because most guys, guys are busy on uh, like like enough like they have enough guys to worry about or or, or, yeah. or fighters to worry about you know what I mean like they don't need more right no that's that that's very true yeah that's that's kind of at this stage um you know almost the last thing in the world is any more profile right exactly I'm 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 busy as it is but uh, yeah I just thought I thought that was odd like you know like I said very super common for us to um. The message about you know maybe some sparring or cross training that's, right. that's all you know two, two thumbs up on that but uh because you know this game like i don't do contracts for any of my fighters i'm all of my guys they if after a fight they say you know what i'd, I'd rather go somewhere else uh, wish them wish them all the best and we'll, we'll part cup for uh, part company friends like i so much describe our game as i feel like we're like a traveling circus and we're all part of the same team almost yes they get in the octagon and, and, and they fight hard. But, you know, backstage afterwards or we're back in the hotel, everybody, pretty much everybody is is on friendly terms um, with each other. There's always, a I feel, a respectful nod and hello and uh, how's things going with you? And us coaches, we chat about the same headaches you get from from young 20-something males. And we it's, it's almost like therapy when we talk to each other about the same problems that's happening right. in Canada, Australia, Ireland. It's it's just you know it's people are people so um, yeah with this with this this happened it was that surprising is to me not cool anyway uh, anyway no no biggie no, no biggie, biggie no biggie we won't name names uh, last one speaking of names if they say to you who should Connor come back against who do you say who's your pick <laughs> uh, looking for that headline eh? no I, listen uh, I'm not the one writing any headlines I don't do any of it I I'm know just, I, I I can't help I, what I, the I other people do. I see over the last couple of weeks, anybody that slightly touched <laughs> against you, it seems to be on the end of a 10-7. So I, uh, I'm, they, I, don't, I don't want none of that heat, uh, Ariel. <laughs> you would never get that heat. You would never get that heat. I don't want heat. to smoke, as the, as the kids yes. say. Um, who, who against, you know, 
like I, I know I'm, I'm asked this so often and, and like I, I must I have to be honest when I say like I really don't mind it the, 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 what what matters to me is that let's say I'm, I'm seeing Connor this week and, and we're chatting and he says a few names and I see a name particularly gets the eyes open and particularly gets him pacing up and down the living room and showing me what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. That would be the most absolutely the most important thing for me is that it's a name that's going to excite him because, you know, as for Connor for training for this next fight, he's definitely got to find something that's 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 massively, uh, I hate this word, motivating to him that's going to get him, you know, out of the silk pants and and, and into the sweaty gym. And, and uh, you know, what's it going to be? A couple million more? Is that really going to motivate him? I don't think so. He has a couple of championship belts already. Is, is that it? I don't think so. So I think it's more going to be, a particular opponent, a particular skill set and how it matches up against him. You know, you've got the great Nate Diaz is obviously in there. Uh, Justin Gaethje, I think, would be a very interesting matchup, somebody he hasn't fought before. Um, uh, the Poirier fighter, probably, that's, we've done that so many times at this stage and it's just a weird one. Um, Chandler's look, out there, look, right? Michael Chandler, yeah. a, a great, a great, great fighter, great athlete. They're, they're all, they're all brilliant. They're all going to bring something different to the contest. What I would be looking for is the is the one name that gets that gets Connor moving, gets That's him right. off a stool, gets him moving around, and gets him excited. Some of the names I've heard him mention, he's like, oh, yeah, I'd fight him." But if I see that level of lack of interest, well, then I, I'd be nervous that that may not get him through like twelve weeks of being in in a, in a very tough environment. Whereas if it's if it's a name that does exciting, well, then training is fun and training is easy. I love it. Well, that is very exciting. And what Johnny is doing is very exciting. And I'm happy to hear that the the gym is doing well. And I can't wait. That, that Bellator Dublin show is my favorite of the year that Bellator puts on. Just the crowd is amazing. I won't be there. And I haven't been to Ireland since 2014, since the Brandau fight. But I'm saying it right now, John, you will see my face if they do Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano at Croke Park. I am going there come hell or high water. I will be, I have to be there for that. So perhaps uh, I will get to see you back in your beautiful country later on this year. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for coming on. Did you want to say something? It seemed like you wanted to say something there. No, no, I'm just, just going to say thank, thanks very much oh, yeah. for having me on again. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Again, and don't be a stranger, okay? Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. I'll see you again. All right, I'll thank you, you so again. much, John. Congratulations. Uh, welcome back home. There he is, the great John Cavanaugh of SBG Ireland. They are doing big things over there. And Johnny Walker, uh, as he said, could be maybe uh, two away from fighting for the belt at 205. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Pounds. Uh, I said at the top of the show that our last guest of the day, Luke Rockhold, had a few things to say, had a few things to get off his chest, had a few items to get out there. Dare I say some breaking news. So without further ado, let us go to the former Strike Force middleweight champion, the former UFC middleweight champion, our old pal, 
Luke Rockhold. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Luke. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Just got back done from training. Uh, doing my thing. Feels good. Congrats on the Niners. The start. Yeah, not bad. Two more to go. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not exactly the best showing of all time, but a win is a win, so all good, right? I mean, I, I'd say it was pretty, pretty yeah, good. I mean, Consider- no, Cowboys. We got. I think we. I think we tear the Eagles, and we're gonna have that next. You know, that big matchup, Kansas City, and I think this could be our year. It could be a pretty year. Wow. <laughs> well said. Well I said. It, I think it'll be a pretty year for all of us. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, what a what a transition that is, Luke. So I don't want to beat around the bush. Uh, just to break the fourth wall, I got a text from you on Friday. Uh, you told me something very exciting, and I said, well, let's talk about it on the show on Monday. And so you're kind enough to come on. Uh, what is it? What do you got to share with the world? Your man's a free agent. Free and clear and uh, unready. Ready to, you know, kind of re, re-inspired to go go out there and do something new. Like, I think, uh, you know, Kavanaugh, I just heard Kavanaugh said, you need something that inspires you. I need a new setting. I need a new challenge. It's like um, where I was and trying to find someone who's going to get me up, get me motivated and get, get something that really gets me going. Um, you get burnt out in the game and when you've done so much and uh, you need new, new obstacles. So um, with as much time as I've taken off with fighting those, those years off uh, coming back in to, uh, to the fight game was uh it was a long ways. I, I, I was uh, went through a lot of injuries and things, and so just getting back in there was a lot. But since then, it's like I've kind of found that inspiration, found that reinvigorated my my interest in fighting and my my abilities. And I feel like I'm just getting better. I feel like it's uh, you know finding my my tempo. I found mm-hmm. I found my golf, and uh, and that feels fucking good. It feels good to be back in there, and I'm fucking I'm excited to be back here in Cali, of course, and and uh, the, the training. Uh, versus Florida, it's, it's just it's just more me. Okay, so there's a lot there. There's a lot there. There's mountains a lot. The yes, no, this is very exciting. But Luke, I have to ask. Uh, last time we saw you in action was Paulo Costa, right over the summer, um, late August, late summer. Correct me if I'm wrong. You still had fights left on your UFC contract. So how are you a free agent? Because I've done my thing in the sport, and um, I've always had, I've always been amicable with. Uh, with Hunter Campbell, at least. Um, me and Dana obviously haven't seen eye to eye and we've had our differences. Um, but uh, I've been through some injuries and some things and uh, and I just need, you know, I've, I've done my thing. And I asked for a release. I asked for my freedom to be able to go do uh, things elsewhere. And um, and I was granted that, you know, me and me and Hunter have, uh, you know, I've, I've paid my dues and, uh, and he granted me my wish to to be able to go have freedom, to go box, to go fight elsewhere. There's there's a lot of different avenues, as you've seen with the Nate Diaz and Francis and, and a lot of people else. There's there's interesting, innovative companies coming up, and and there's there's uh, there's a lot of things to correct in this world. Um, so Hunter called me, and and uh, and gave me the the call this this last week, and was like, "Is this what you want?" And I said. You know, yes, this is what I want. I need, I need that new interest. I need some freedom. I want to, I want to go out there and do something new, be inspired. And uh, he said, "You've done it all in the sport. Uh, 
there's nothing left. I know there's a lot else out there for you, and I don't want to restrict you from that. And, uh, you know, you always have a friend of me and always be here for you if you need me. So uh, the door is always open, but I want to go fuck some people up. I want to go change and correct this bullshit that's going on out there. And and I think there's there's other companies, of course. There's, there's PFL, Peter Murray. I think he's a fucking smart, sharp dude. And then they're doing some some cool things where the best fight the best. People aren't jumping each other. You know what I mean? I, I, I this this jumping, this all this this bullshit. Let's let's do let's keep the bullshit the bullshit. If you want to go bullshit, we can go box and we can beat up these bullshit fucking YouTubers too. Oh, um, I think there's opportunities there, and then uh, um, like I said, I'm I'm just finding finding my rhythm in the boxing, and and uh, my legs can take a little break every once in a while. I've I fucking throwing those things and so i would like to put some hands on some people and i would like to invest in some other fights i know i mean obviously i'm good friends with scott coker and and there's uh bellator is doing some big things one championship is doing some fucking cool shit too um they're coming here to the states they got grappling they got boxing we got everything it's like that's what i want i've done so much and so i want opportunity to go box go grapple go fight go win another fucking belt no man in history has won the Three belts, three major belts. Well, I love that this. Gets me fucking excited. I could see the motivation. I could see the excitement. Um, and by the way, shout out to Hunter Campbell. Uh, historically, they don't do this sort of thing, right? And so I think it's uh, it's very notable and commendable that he did that. Could I just ask one last thing on this? How many fights did you have left? Because I think that's important. Like if there there were a bunch and they let you go, I think it says a lot and 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 should be mentioned. Um, I mean, there was there was there, there was. More than one. Left. Okay. There was a couple left. And, uh, you know, like, like I put my time and I, I took fights when I shouldn't have had to take fights, and, you know, and, uh, and we've always had good rapport, like I said, and, and been through injuries and things. And I fought through and, uh, he knows what I've done and, and what we've done together. And so I think he, he appreciates me and I appreciate him and, and, uh, his opportunities and, uh, thank you. Appreciate you. Bro. Uh, how's the health? Like, meaning like how soon could you fight? I can fight pretty damn soon. Okay. I feel, I mean, I can, I can box at any time, any day. I'm training every day. I'm pretty much in training camp, turning it on just like with my boy Cheeto. So I'm feeling off that energy and, and, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing it. We got a lot of shit going. So I'm, uh, I feel sharp, sharper than I've ever been. Okay. So uh, nose, everything. Okay. Nose was, was, was okay. In, in no time. I had, I had a couple ankle surgeries. Um, Unfortunately, I had a fucking, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it. it was, it was a bad, bad surgery. That wasn't exactly what I had in mind. And the doctor had put some metal in my ankle and, and, and had to go have a second surgery to take it out. And so it's been a bitch a little bit, but, um, this shit feels good now okay. and I'm, I'm moving, I'm, I'm dancing and I'm fucking hitting hard. So I, I'm ready. And ultimately, you know, when we last saw you, you said you were done. Was it just a matter of needing that release, needing that freedom to allow you to keep fighting? Like, ultimately, why have you decided to keep on fighting? UFC or not, in the cage in Salt Lake City, it seemed like you had enough. Um, and it was an emotional scene, DC's there and everything. Why, why are you deciding to resume fighting? Like I said, it was three years off of not doing shit. Yeah. And coming back to fight, at the top of the game, I needed someone who inspired me. I didn't like Paula Costa. I 
believed I could beat him. I still believe I could beat him. I believe there was moments in that fight. If you saw when I wanted it, the fight was mine. I went in there. I broke my nose in the first exchange. We fought at altitude. We were supposed to fight in Vegas. He bitched out. We were supposed to fight in in, uh, in Dallas. He bitched out again and went and went to Utah, which is not what I had in mind. I didn't fight, you know. But at that at that time, there was no one else that really fucking got me going, and so I took the fight anyway, knowing his altitude and and, and that issue. Um, all the time off, he did break my nose, and and that robbed me of my breathing and my body fucking. It's a little bit hard at altitude without fucking being able to breathe through your nose. So I recommend somebody try that and getting through a fight. Right. It's uh, when your nose is shifting all over your face and you're fucking going through that shit. But if we did that again, there's no doubt in my mind I'd beat that kid's ass. There's no doubt. I'm getting better too. That time off and now just being in the gym and being fucking getting that inspiration back, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting dangerous. Like I said, it's like the tempo. It's like that boxing, that tempo. I'm, I'm finding that power in my hands, and fuck, I I believe I can put anybody to sleep. Well, and uh, not just relying on my kicking and my grappling, but I can still do that too better than anybody else. So I'd be remiss, you know, uh, during that fight, Jake Paul was very outspoken about you and Paolo and the fight itself. Uh, you know, I, I defended your honor. I, I came to, not that you needed me to, but, you know, I just want to let the record show I defended your honor. And uh, you talk about these guys, like, is that the fight? Is that, is, is that the motivation here to fight Jake Paul, to be the guy to, to beat him, the MMA guy to beat him? Is that what you want? If we were to, to make a wish list right now, is a boxing match against Jake Paul number one? I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to correct that situation, him or his brother. Hmm. Or, or both. They're in the spectacles. They're YouTube kids, whatever. But they, but they both want to legitimize themselves. But they're both fighting little fucking guys. If I, Jake fights a, a, a welterweight with no hands. He get, barely gets through, he gets through that. All right? Then he fights Tyrone Woodley, a welterweight with, with one hand. And Tyrone's my boy, but with all due respect, he, has, he doesn't pull the trigger anymore. And I'll pull the trigger and I'll hit my fucking mark. And I'm a middleweight. I'm a real fucking man at your weight, straight up. And, and Logan too, either way, doesn't matter. But there's, there's so many other things that are going on. He says he wants to fight MMA, which is bullshit. You know, grow up. Now he's fighting Tommy Fury. Come the fuck on. Tommy Fury, he's about as much of a boxer as I'm a cricket player. <laughs> What? Fucking bull! This fucking bullshit. This kid wants to legitimize himself. He fights Anderson Silva's old ass as a senior citizen. This kid, any, any, I don't know who won that fight. Do you? I mean, could you really say that he he actually won that fight? I I, I thought know. he did enough to win that one, especially with the knockdown in the uh, the eighth. I thought he did enough. You don't you don't think? I mean, Tommy yeah. Fury has like what eight pro boxing bouts. You're not impressed. The, I've I've seen a couple of the guys and they're not. <clears throat> it's not no one notable. No one is going to stand there and actually throw a punch back at you. We know we know all the no boxing is. Boxing is just a, it's a build up stage. And Tommy Fury's not a boxer. Come on, let's just be real. Have you seen the kid throw punches? And and why I put him? I put Tommy Fury to sleep in one round. Really in boxing? In boxing, straight up. I've boxed some of the best guys in the world. I've boxed. Andrew Tabidi back in the day when I was a fucking, when I was barefoot in, in, uh, going into Floyd's gym, 
barefoot and I can barely box at all. I'm a lot, I'm a lot better now. And I, I know what I'm capable of. I've, I've been in and about with a lot of people who can throw hands. I put, I put Paulo Costa on fucking queer street. How many times? Hmm. With my hands, not my feet. Why do you think his, uh, why do you think his intentions of competing in MMA are BS? I just don't think he really wants it. I think, I think that's all a spectacle. That's like what you want to be a boxer. And then you want to go box Tommy Fury, like, like, graduate up you know you, you're fighting welterweights you're fighting smaller guys it's just like these guys are it's just about it's a show if you want to put on a show put on a show i'll fight both those kids in the same night <laughs> i'll fight them round around whatever you want to do but i, I also I, do, I want to do everything else too i want to i want to fight i want to fight in some some leagues and fight some fucking some some guys that get me going where I was in the UFC, I mean, who who is going to get me excited? Right. The only guy that really gets me excited in the UFC is is it would have been like an Israel, a uh, Robert Whitaker, or, or Donitz Pereira, and I and I have to work my way back through that again. And it's just like, and for what it's worth, it's not really worth my time. I, I need something new. I need to be interested. I need to be fucking invigorated through it. So I I like freedom, just like Francis, freedom, just like Nate. Freedom is a beautiful thing. It is. And uh and I'm enjoying that. By the way, what do you make of the whole Francis situation? I respect Francis. Me and Francis have always seen eye to eye. And I I have absolutely the, the most respect for Francis making his choice and wanting his freedom. Freedom is a fucking thing. It's a it's a negotiations are not fun with Dana. I've been through a lot of them. Right. Do you, do you agree with Dana that uh, basically the whole company sinks if he's not around? That 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 theory that he put what? up. You know, he 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 said, you know, if I leave, if I get punished for what he did on New Year's Day, it hurts the company more than it hurts me. Did you see that press conference when he said that? Um, I did not see that press conference, but I think there's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, the way of negotiations favors dana hmm. um i mean without dana the sport is uh the sport is better the company might have to make <laughs> make amends with the fighters got it i think that's what that's when you get legitimacy to the to the uh to the the pace to the level to the right. scales which is Dana, Dana holds the scales. Are you surprised nothing and happened w, to him? W, me, w, me, w, me and William Morris likes it that way. Sure. And so they don't want that. They don't want that to change. Are you surprised nothing happened? Yeah, very much. You are. And then slap fighting. I, I don't like this slap fighting thing. It's fucking stupid. To put that on the same stage as us and like just promote it on the same stage, it's fucking dumb. I'm tired of, tired of seeing it, trying to be a part of it, really. Yeah. I feel like it part of us it's kind of stupid i mean you put anybody in, if you put a big fucking man who could throw his hands in front of him with a clean shot anyone's gonna go to sleep Where, where's the technique where's the point of it it's just the world's just turning into shit it's fucking have some technique have some skill have some fucking no it's a joke have an it's not gonna actual, last though the ratings were horrible for the first week the lead-in, which was AEW Wrestling, had over had almost a million viewers. 
uh, they couldn't even crack 300. So they weren't able to keep the audience. And I can guarantee you week two is going to be worse. You know what's even worse than all, like the Dana promoting it doesn't surprise me. It's it's utterly embarrassing that the Nevada State Athletic Commission would sanction this. They're supposed to be, you know, the top two commission in the in the country, them in California. California hasn't sanctioned it. And I'm embarrassed to see respected officials, referees, UFC officials work on this. Like you are you are ruining any credibility that you once had being a part of this. This isn't sport. This is garbage. It's total garbage. No. No, not at all. I was just uh, I was just in Vegas with, with Dan Henderson and Chuck Liddell, and we all feel the same. We all had lunch, and we're just like, "This is fucking stupid." Mm. And it just it just devalues everything we've we've built in this this world, and to put us on the same like promoted on the same yeah. stage is just like fucking. It's like it's a, it's like it's a bit of a fuck you. Uh, you know, when I spoke to you right before. And even the lead up to that Costa fight, you were very outspoken. It took a lot of guts to say the things that you were saying. Now that that is all gone, you know, like, do you feel like a weight has been lifted? Do you feel like the clouds have opened up? Like, you don't, there, there was animosity there, right? Like, you were fighting a little bit with with some animosity, with some anger. Now you don't have to worry about that shit anymore. You don't have to worry about, you know, the pay or the 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 uniform and all that stuff. Are, are you, do you feel some sort of relief that that is all gone now? <clears throat> Not really. I mean, that, that, I mean, it's nice to be be through that, but I still, I still have that chip on my shoulder. I still have more to prove, more to do, and I feel like I can b- build upon what I've done and create a legacy here. So, um, I'm gonna go in there with that same fire to get back into training and, and find something that inspires me to come back and correct, keep correcting fucking the world. The world's fucking going to shit. So, <laughs> 2023 is the, the year of correction. Okay. I'm gonna come fuck. I'm gonna come for. It. I'm gonna come for everybody. Your prediction when you fight? When do you fight? I'd say within the next four months. Okay. I'm just, I'm, 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 I've done everything out outside of fighting, and I don't have the. I don't. I'm not interested in it. I'm interested in and like it's like if you if you stop. If I stop the, the direction of where I'm going, my body starts to like, you know, it doesn't like that. I, I enjoy this journey of health and figuring out how to be better in every way. It's, it's, it's the high I want now. I'm not, I'm not looking to do anything else and anything else. I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm single. I'm fucking hungry. And there's nothing else I want more than to fucking, to put heads on my wall. You know, uh, I, I, like obviously now that this is out there, I can see Bellator makes all the sense in the world with your relationship with Scott and uh, their middleweight division could use you. You know, like a fight with you and Musasi, that's super interesting to me among many others. PFL doing big things makes sense. One coming to America, as you said. Uh, does anyone know that you're a free agent? Like, have you had any chats with anyone yet or is is this the first time that you're really saying it to the world? This is the first time I'm, it's public, but okay. this is, a, I'm of course. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking businessman. All right. I'm a fighter. We're talking and, and things are, Who things we talking are going. To? What's happening? Tell us, tell us. We're talking to everybody. Okay. I'm getting my options open. Like freedom. Like I said, freedom. This is about freedom and then the ability to go do things that inspire me and keep me motivated. You burn out in anything in life. I've been fighting for fucking 17 years. I've been fighting the best guys in the world since 2011. Almost everybody I fought is in the like fucking championship fight level fight since 2011. So put that in your head. I'm still here. I'm still fucking 
putting people out. I mean, uh, you look at look at the last fights I've had. I mean, I have a championship fight where you well miss weight, which is bullshit. I would go to a number one contender fight with Jan at the at the next weight class up, and I, then I fight Paulo Costa after three years off, and I think that fight could have been mine easily. If that fight goes any longer, it's mine. If that fight goes again, it's mine. I'm still here. I'm still getting better, and, and uh, I'm gonna fucking be. I'm gonna be coming for anybody who steps in front of me. You know, it's a great idea. Costa's uh, contract coming to an end as well. Rematch, just in in a different spot, right? I mean, that would be a big one. Costa doesn't want that. <laughs> I promise you, Costa doesn't want that. I'll box Costa straight up. Oh my! He wants to do that. Uh, I, I can ask him, but so so are you? It seems like you're leaning towards the first fight in in this freedom era of yours being a boxing match. Is that fair? I'm not going to say that. Okay, um, All right. you're open to like anything. I said, I'm open. I'm open to a lot of things. I think boxing it, it sounds fun. Hmm. Just got to be something that inspires me. Got to be like you know, there's there's a lot. There's there's some who knows. There's all kinds of different people stepping up wanting to wanting to box if one of them you know gets me gets me fired up it's nice it's nice not to fucking you know it's like it's a different avenue it's a different art and it's fucking inspiring to get in there and, and to go push that you know to do to go in there and to go fucking fight and grapple and do this shit every day it's like you, you burn out yeah. so just to, to focus on one thing it's it's fun it's new it's uh it's creative i'm fucking liking it wow well this is very exciting um, and, and again, historically the UFC doesn't do this sort of thing. So perhaps it's, you know, Dana likes to say all the time, if you don't want to be here, don't stay, but you know, as well as anyone, it's not that easy, right? I mean, how many, how many years no. do you, th- how, how long have you been trying to get out of your contract? How many times? Um, I just asked. Oh, it was just one time? I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> hey, I know people. I know people sure, have done things. It's good to have relationships. Like, hey, not everybody has the same fucking power I have. And I'm going to fucking express that power. I'm going to use that power. I'm going to fucking go show that power wherever I want. And and could I ask before I let you go, like, do you, do you think, you know, Nate's free. He was able to beat the system, if you will, there. You know, they didn't want him to leave with a win. Francis now free man. Who knows what happens? Tyson Fury over the weekend said, let's go, Francis. You're now free. Are we seeing something? Is something happening here? Are, are, the, are, are, the, are the fighters getting more power? More like what is, what, what, how, Or is this just three separate circumstances, a coincidence, if you will? I'd like to hope so. I think, I think things are shifting. I think there's a shift, and I think there's, there's some reality to it. I think there's a lot of bullshit going on. And, uh, but you know, I think... Like I said, I think 2023 could be a, a year of correction. I think we could fix a lot of shit this year. So I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. And uh, let's go. Let's go, boys. Francis, I wish all the best. Nate, I wish all the best. Myself, let's go fucking make some shit happen. Awesome. Thank you for doing this, Luke. Thank you for coming on. Congratulations. Very happy for you. And I can't wait to see what you do. And when you decide what you'll do, please come back on, all right? Gotcha. Let's do it. All right, there he is. The great Luke Rockhold, the former middleweight champion of the UFC, the former Strike Force middleweight champion as well. It's very exciting stuff. Things are happening here. I'm curious to uh, to get the guy's take on what Luke Rockhold should do, but uh, 
I would I would watch Luke Rockhold versus Jake Paul. What's the line for that, GC? Luke Rockhold, Jake Paul. <laughs> I don't know what the line is, but I mean, of course I'm tuning in. You're the line setter. I like to ask you these things. I mean, you'd think Jake Paul would be the favorite, right? What do you guys want to see for Luke? Uh, ask Rick, man. Rick was hyped up about oh, that you were hyped? interview. Yeah. I'm hyped, too. I don't know. Are you being... Fired up. May, there may be some sarcasm on that. Oh, oh. I, I, I was, I was, I think, that, by the way, if I'm Bellator, I would, for, you know, for the success they had together, obviously it was 10 years ago, but like they have a great relationship. Maybe he, uh, he injects a little life into that middleweight division. There's not a ton going on. There are, there are fights out there that I would watch Luke Rockhold in for sure. Um, and they are not in the UFC. So I think that this separation makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I think. I think there needs to be some honesty in some of the losses, you know? I mean, it was a long layoff. It was a very long layoff prior to this uh, this last fight. So this last fight was in, uh, obviously, August. Prior to that was three years ago, right? The Yan fight. Lifetime ago. Prior to that was a year and a half. Prior to that was six months. Prior to that was another year. I mean, he hasn't been... So even that, we need a little bit of yeah, honesty yeah. in, right? But if he says he's good, I mean, and maybe it is just focusing on one discipline. And I'm not saying have him fight, uh, you know, a top-level 185-er. I don't think he's saying that right now. But I would watch him versus Jake. 100%. Of course. I'm in for him versus more, Jake. More, more competitive fight. Luke, Jake, Tommy, Jake. Luke, Jake. Tommy, Jake. More competitive fight. Nate, Jake, Luke, Jake. Nate, Jake. The size yeah, is going to be tricky Jake. for Nate. Yeah. I mean, he's a big boy. He's a better boxer. Who is? Nate. Then Luke? Yeah. And there was a time where I thought Luke Rockhold was going to be UFC middleweight champion for five, six, seven years. I remember when he beat Weidman the way in which he did. I, I know this is seven years ago, but he was, I mean, he, he had skills. And I no, still think he does have skills. No doubt he had skills. Not, not. I think you know. We, yeah, this is a complicated thing to unpack in in a short amount of time. But yeah, uh, as far as complete packages go, the man had some insanely impressive uh, offensive uh, grappling and jujitsu, packaged with some really uh, capable and competent kickboxing. Um, the chin was the thing. Uh, you know, it's not a it's not a secret. Took some big shots against uh, Paulo Costa. I think a lot of people thought that fight would end sooner. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hyped. And 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 results aside, again, I think it's very, very, very notable. Again, we call it like we see it here. UFC doesn't have to let him go, so they deserve credit for that. Now, obviously, you have a guy who's disgruntled. He's saying this. He's saying that. Maybe in their best interest, let's just cut ties. But historically, they don't do that sort of thing. Even if you are disgruntled, they just say, "Tough luck. You're sitting on the sidelines." So. You know, maybe maybe what Dana said is true. If you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. He has said this for like, you know, 15 years and it's never been true, but maybe it's a new thing. I don't know. This feels like the correct move for both parties, no doubt. 100%. And really, if you ask me, should have been done a long time ago because he was asking for this a long time ago and they weren't letting him out. So, yep. you know, by the way, Costa versus, imagine if Costa gets free. Costa versus uh, Luke 2 and PFL or Bellator. Feel like, I'd rather watch feel it like as a Costa boxing wins match. again. As a boxing match, really? I mean, we saw the MMA fight. Not yeah, a, not but three-year layoff. What do you mean not competitive? It was a pretty competitive fight. What are you talking about? You're crazy. It was, it was fun. 
It was, was fun. fun but it, was, it wasn't it was competitive. Clear for cost, though. Nah, I thought it was. I thought it was competitive. He had his moments. He had a three-year layoff. Three-year layoff. I'm, you can't. Okay, you're, com- you're, you're arguing two different multiple, things. Yeah, that's what you're, I'm saying. Give him some time. Now he just fought. He gets a fo- also. That doesn't mean the fight was competitive. Oh uh, yeah, because there's reasons when, that he didn't look as good. Whoa. That doesn't mean the fight was competitive. This is crazy. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. Um, we have to do a little ad read here, and then we're going to recap the weekend. Also, how about Tyson Fury saying, hey, Francis, let's go. In a ca-, he said, in a cage, this was to seconds out, in a cage, four-ounce gloves, Mike Tyson, a special guest referee. I mean, he had it all laid out. Who doesn't want that? Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. You may have heard at the top of the show, uh, the Parlay Pals had their first Losing Saturday in, what, five, six weeks? Well, actually, more than that, if you count the holiday, right? Um, it's been a while. And, it's and been since uh, Black Friday. I was going to say, technically, you said losing Saturday. The last lost was was a Friday. That's right. Yeah, we haven't had I mean, uh, so I guess it was probably the previous Saturday from Black Friday because we were on a bit of a <laughs> streak there. We were on a bad tear. So uh, we welcome back the man of the hour. Wow. Mysterious Frank. Thank you. How does it feel, Frank? Welcome back, Frank. You didn't say anything. I guess you were here working on the uh, the watch party. Did you celebrate? Are you happy to be back? It's By the way, sweet. do you even want to be back? Because lest we forget, we didn't kick you out. You retired. No, I'm pretty sure that was a kick out. Because mm. um, mm-hmm. I said that I... I love the lower third. That's tremendous. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, yeah. I'm glad to be back. I'm sorry that you guys lost. Let's not do it again. Cool? Mm-hmm. Cool, Kay? Okay. You are back. Welcome back. Um, well, we, we, before we get into this, are, are we establishing the thing where if you're the sole person that causes it, now that we're I love how the back, conditions have changed you're out. since I was gone. Um, well, honestly, I mean, I, I think I brought up like a really good idea and all of you guys shat on it. So I'm kind yeah, of I mean, like was, taking a step back. It was a, a pretty bad back. idea. We're saying yeah. like- Yeah, you know, it, was, you, it was a bad one and we countered with a good one. So what is it again? We took a if, vote on it. If you were on, only if one person blows the parlay, they are out until the next cycle. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I'm down with that. But it must be I a like soul. soul. Soul blow. It only goes down to three, and then the next it, time you lose it's it, always it minimum three. So, for example, like let's say like we've got a sure bet thing. It's like easy, sure fire, but someone says he wants to do <laughs> you know under one and a half for whatever reason to flex – that he person loses, out. you'd be out. Okay. I, I mean, listen. Say, the, the check you're writing the next time your minus 900 loses <laughs> <laughs> will pay dividends for me later on. I, very, I, I mean, it could very well happen. But uh, listen, this is, this is Connor's, not on like, Saturday. Josian Nunez. Josian Nunez. Easy. Easy. Uh, I might even immortalize her for that great win. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oof. Minus 500, spot online. Yeah. What was the minus? Uh, what was the under one and a half anyway? Minus three fifty. And what was the two and a half? Minus eight hundred. Yeah, I mean, tough one, tough one. Uh, how was the rest of the night? 
Uh, just as bad as the parlay palace. Oh, see, oh, I feel yeah. like I'm taking some of the heat here because of that. Like, I feel like it's a little. I bit... I think that yeah, I think I am deflecting a little okay, bit. It was, thank it was you. tough to deal it. with it. If you watch the watch along, you saw me as as each round went by, just become more and more just disgusted with myself as I realized the fight was going to go the distance. Big time overexposure on uh, on the fight does not go. We we can recap it here. Uh, you know. We do all right on the singles. It is what it is. And in actuality, we did pretty terribly. Uh, lose Glover. Lose the under two and a half. There was a, there was a moment there where it looked like it was going to end right before the under two and a half. We're talking about a great week, up up four or so units. That was not the case. Glover to share his toughness. Continues on. Uh, parla- parlays we do bad on, too. Lose about three parlays because the fight goes to a decision. Lose almost seven units. Uh, yeah, not great. Not great. Tough, tough one to to deal with. Off to a bad start for 2023. Down almost eight units. Uh, but let's let's go let's go to some positives here. I think because we're having this at the start of a new year, uh, you know, it kind of lets me realize, you know, let's tighten it up. Maybe too many bets. Maybe just firing off. We've been we've been doing too well, so we've kind of gotten too comfortable with just firing off bets. We want to tighten things up. Get back to the surefire ones, the ones that we feel confident in. Uh, and right the ship. I look forward to getting everything back in the green uh, because I can assure not only myself but everyone, we will find ourselves in the green. Oh, of course. Uh, one positive, shout out to the chat on the watch party. I mean, this thing is absolutely beautiful. We hit two bets, two plus money bets. I turned $10 into 107 I mean, it was it was fantastic. I can't rely on the chat enough. Granted, I uh, I rode the winnings and did you threw, have to? Yeah, yeah. I, I threw them into an incinerator by placing them on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, oh fuck! I mean, I that's fucked up. That's Someone's gonna ask up. you not to. You do it. You saw it before the game. Like we were uh, all riding. We were all riding high. What did you wear? Take Mike out for weeks. What did you wear? What did you wear? I didn't wear anything. It was, ah, it was, you told us you last didn't wear week. The jersey. Either. Why did you wear the jersey? It was all natural. What is this now? I, I you even last week, week you were like, the, I last almost week forgot. you said I almost forgot. Bad first half. You put the jersey on, and then we won. Turn. This <laughs> yep. week you don't even bother to put it on. I wear the jersey. With then great I get, power comes great responsibility. Then I get all these Connor. texts, Connor. Take the jersey off. I've ne- have I ever said take the jersey take- off? Yes. I have yes. never said that. I have literally never said that. In the group chat one time, I'm gonna have to pull through seats. Wow. Frank, you recall me saying take the jersey off? I would Only never say that. Only wore the Belgium one. Oh, yeah, that was a real uh, thing. I mean, that was, yeah, that was an obvious no, one. No, 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 no. The no. Bills, I've never said that. I mean, of course, Von Miller out for the like, season. Right, it's time to take the jersey off. Uh, I've never said that. Shout out to the DraftKings. See Chris one. I feel like I know C. Chris one. Is he yeah. uh, a regular? Yeah, I think he is. All right. Maybe. Uh, and let's, let's do some big hitters. I mean, there are a couple crazy ones this week. I have to say there are a couple... Crazy ones. Here we go. Yeah. Big hitters with an S or Z. Did these in a little bit of a rush, so I hope I get everybody's names right here. Uh, I just have to read this one out. This is absolutely insane. Twenty dollars plus sixteen thousand seven hundred. He takes Gilbert Burns by submission plus one eighty. Brandon Moreno by KOTKO plus five hundred. And then to finish off the parlay, to finish this off, Jamal Hill by decision plus nine hundred turns twenty dollars into thirty four hundred. I can't imagine what he was feeling when like. 
those moments where it was like, oh, are they going to stop the fight? Uh, you know, Goddard barking it to Sherry, you know, you need to defend yourself, you need to fight back. All the way to the end, man, get, gets the decision. $3,500, like, that is, that's a great night at the office. I have to say that is a great night at the office. Shout out to MMA Freak. Uh, next up. Louis ninety nine. I want to say we've we featured him before. A nice, a nice hit by him. Three legs. Bruno Ferreira KO round one. Fantastic call. I can't imagine how crazy he went when he deaded Gregory Rodriguez. Iho Pretoria KO in round one, and Johnny Walker KO and round one. I honestly would have thought that this would pay more, almost a hundred to one, plus ninety six hundred. Three first round KO parlay turns five dollars into four hundred eighty. Just insane. Shout out to Louie. Next up, a little uh, a little exact to hear. Souls UFC a hundred dollars on Brandon Moreno to win by KO TKO in round three, four, or five plus sixteen hundred turns a hundred dollars into seventeen hundred in between rounds. Can you just imagine that doctor coming up and they're like, "Oh, yep, they're gonna stop it." Like I'm doing laps around the house if I'm if I'm hitting that. that mm-hmm. Just just insanity. And then last but not least, a little shout out to Pac-Man down under plus forty three hundred, Ehor Pretoria by KO, Johnny Walker by KO in round one, Jessica Andrade, Brandon Moreno by KO or submission, Jamal Hill to finish it out, turns ten dollars into four hundred thirty. Oh, yeah. Great night for all four of them. I, I still can't get over parlaying up Jamal Hill by decision with Brendan Moreno KO and, and, and Gilbert Burns by submission. Absolutely insane plays. Shout out to all of them. Congratulations on, on fantastic nights. Well done, well done. Uh, I'm very excited about this week because uh, there is no UFC. Does this mean that the, uh, the lone activity is the Royal Rumble draft? I think so. I'm actually looking forward to that. How are we yeah. gonna, I was thinking about how do we do this? Do, like, are, do you have a pot with all the numbers in there? I want to do. I, I do think we, we should do it a la Champions machine? League. Okay, there's two ways we do it. We either do. Okay, I, there's actually three ways we do it. Okay, try not to be such a Debbie Downer on this, Near Crick. All right, like let's have some fun. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm surely going to. First be. of all, I'm going to be there, so I'd like to have a little investment into this. You know, I'm going to be there. Uh, first time. Anyone been to San Antonio here? Yeah. Nice place. It's pretty nice. Yeah, any uh, recommendations? Just go to the Riverwalk. That's it? I mean, I could have figured that out. Check out the Ripley's Museum. Go to the Spurs Alamo. game. Ripley's Museum. I could do that yeah. in Times Square over here. You wanted a suggestion. Oh, Ripley's in Times Square. It yeah. gave you a suggestion. Yeah, a restaurant, a spot, I don't know, something. The Riverwalk is nice. Check out the Alamo. All right. Uh, I'm going to the Alamo Dome. I'm excited about that. Spurs not in town. Actually, they are in town, but it's the same night as the Rumble. So I will be there as of Thursday. There's also a natural cave out there that you should check out. Hmm, interesting. The kids will probably love I should it. check out. I'm not going with my kids. Ariel's a big cave guy. Yeah, what am sure. I doing in cave? Uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to go, for some reason, to every NBA city. Not... I didn't want to go to every NBA arena per se, even though that would have been cool. But I just wanted to say that I went to every NBA city for some reason. I think there's four left for me. Wow. Uh, San Antonio, Portland, Charlotte. I've been to the Charlotte airport. I don't know if that counts. does not count. Okay. So Charlotte. And there was one more. I looked into this. And so I'm happy to cross I mean, one that's uh, good. off the list. Yeah. Um, and Portland and Charlotte are awesome. So there you go. You're, uh, I you're go to in Portland. for a good one. Yeah, I want to yeah. go to Portland. Um, anyway, so San Antonio. So these are the uh, these are the options. Royal Rumble, best event of the year. We either go 
And is Joe in? Because we need. He's we, in. Yeah, Joe's in. All right. So we need one, two, three, four, five, right? Each one of us gets six slots. There's 30 slots total. Here's the thing. We can all pick a slot. So like, GC, you go first. You're saying, I got 27. And then you say, I got 18. And then I say, I got four. And then might take a little long, right? So that's one. Yeah, probably. So, probably could. so number two is, all right, GC, you get the first pick. You get five picks. And then you go and you get the next five picks. You, you see what I'm saying? And then sure. the last guy, tough luck, you just get those mm-hmm. last five. Or we do Champions League style and we're like, we have like the big bucket and it's like, and we all pick I'm, numbers. I'm on Amazon right now looking for the number, is number three for me. Wait. I, I say number one or number three because whoever gets first in that pick five at once draft is just going to go 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. And no, like, but uh, like I mean, you're showing that you're not a huge wrestling fan. It's a bit of a shocker, but often number three, number two, number one have won. So those are the ones we should pick. I'm just saying. It's not. I mean, it's. it's a, I say I'm, one or three. By the way, I'm, it's Royal I'm Rumble. Number three and don't care on the other two. Just pick for me. By the Do way, we have the barrel thing? It's Royal gonna... Rumble. Okay. Anything could happen. It could be 16. I go with number two. Mm. Anything can happen. You know, <laughs> they have it set before they go in. No, there. not true. Okay, so what are we doing? What, well, uh, we don't have the barrel thing. So well, I'm looking at the lottery machine right now. I'm looking up lottery machine. I don't machines. think you're going to get like it in Amazon. two days. Uh, I could get an Amazon one here tomorrow. Amazon Prime. Wow. Two days? Dude, I would be here Amazon tomorrow. has overnight now. I got a delivery at 4 a.m. Wow. That's Amazon. Insane. That is insane. Uh, okay, so then, okay, but then, okay, let's say we get the lottery thing. Yeah. Are we doing one at a time? Sounds. I mean, yeah, actually, with the lottery, you <laughs> wouldn't have hour. to do one. Oh, now I'm just getting all these exciting thoughts. Like, do we have things? And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's that's like, what I'm looking at right now. I can have it here tomorrow. We can't just do a randomizer. Twenty bucks. No, no, that's no fun. That's no fun. Come on, friend. So I like the lottery thing because then it's just fun. Like I said, it's like Champions League, World Cup, but it is also fun if we're actually targeting numbers. Like if I'm saying. I feel 27 is going to be the winner. And then lo and behold, you know, freaking Brock Lesnar. I'm, I'm happy if that's what you want. I, I'm happy for you. I'm, uh, I'm happy if you want that and, and can have that. I have no interest Come in participating don't you wanna, in that. Don't you want to be... Don't, not going to go into research to know what numbers have won the most. Uh, not going to miss- try and predict I've been thinking who's about this be that a lot. number. Don't I'm not care. Gonna lie. I, I really like the idea of the Champions League. and we. Okay. All right. Number All three. Right, so should I place this order? Yeah, when does it arrive? Tomorrow. And how many things does it come with? Uh, it comes with way more than 30 balls, but we can punk balls do the or? first 30, and they are all numbered. Beautiful. And then what do we do with this thing once we're done with it? it just sits I'm on sure the we can find, keep, yeah, we'll, we we'll can find another else, thing for it. Now, here's the other question. Are we we'll doing men and women's rumble? There's two. Yeah, we're doing uh, both. We okay. have to do both. I, I agree with that. Do you get the same numbers for each rumble? Oh, wow. No. So you I, have two chances to win. That's kind of interesting. I kind of like that. Now you're excited. Uh, yeah. You know, he's like, he, I think he's talking about me. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I noticed I'm that too. I'm interested in the randomness. I like ten that. 10 for both? What are we doing? We run them. Okay, I think the two time. What do you mean 10? Oh, $10? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what you are, told me 100, Connor. Dang. $10 entry for each or? <laughs> Frank has a problem. <laughs> Wait, or is it 10 I don't, per... I doted my He's got a balls addiction and then he needs to pay for it. Ten, $10 or 10 per pick, meaning $50? No, 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 no. $10, ten dollars whole, so five for women's, five for men's, or 10 each? 10 each. All right. This I can like be discussed that. off air. No, I, I like think that. this is fun. People like this. Now, are we making any picks? Because I see here Cody Rhodes, five to eight, uh, Sami Zayn, two to one. 
The Rock, right. four to one. I mean, yeah. there's 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 picks to be had. I know, but I don't know but, if my book is. Uh... Or are we just going straight? You know, there's the Mountain Dew pitch black match between uh, uh, Bray Wyatt we, and L.A. Knight. By the way, by the way, you're correct. Don't pretend for a second like you don't know what I'm talking about, Mister Cheap Heat Listener. Okay. All right? don't, 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 uh, don't, this is gonna don't uh, kayfabe don't, me here. Don't, all right? don't get me into dicey dicey territory because <laughs> don't I don't know what you're talking about, and there's a reason why I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, you know enough. I've never. You don't heard know about the mount. You don't know about the mount to do pitch black match. I've heard of it. I don't know who L.A. Knight is. L.A. Knight's actually pretty good on the mic, I must say. He's Never actually heard impressed of this me. Man. He talks a lot like uh, like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Cody Rhodes, Love minus it. 140. Rhea Ripley, minus 200. Rhea, Rhea, come on. Do they offer that? So they're offering that at the book. I feel like they're just going to win. What does that mean? To take the heavy favorite? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're we're set on... Randomized lottery balls. Done. Yes. Ordered. Uh, and now Connor is thinking about trying to do some kind of picks, but ultimately feeling like no, he no has pressure. To take. But last year you did picks, right? Last year I did picks. Yeah, it was Ronda and Brock. But we didn't or do the we didn't do the lottery last year. So you're like, no, but these are separate. The these are separate. There. By the way, listen yes. to this. Listen, listen, right. listen to this promo. How good it is. I do not want to make another donation to a sports book because of that. <laughs> look, look how good these guys on the you mic. Didn't, you didn't win last year. I don't even remember. I guys, this is the year. promo for the pitch black Mountain Dew match. Okay, hit us. Mountain Dew pitch black match, dude. Come on. Pitch black. This is LA Knight right here. Yes. Wait, so they fight in the dark? Yeah, what is it? Wait, hold on. What is a pitch black black match? They're fighting in the dark. Oh, I love that. So how do the fans watch it? I don't know. That's why you got to tune into Peacock on Saturday at 8 p.m. No, no, no. There is a a Mountain Dew pitch black, Frank. That's that's what I want. Okay, so this is a bit of product placement. Wow, it looks good. If you're in the arena, you can't see it. Like a deep purple (laughs) or actual black? (laughs) A bit of product placement. It is a little weird that there's like a product attached to the uh, the match. but I don't hate that. It's actually more entertaining. It looks pretty good, dude. I can't lie. Yeah, it looks like Coke, right? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no! It's like purple. Oh, is it? Okay, so maybe it it's going to be amazing. in a purple hue. That's acai, Ooh, man. It's like uh, no, no, no. The arena, the arena like will have like purple lights. Soda. Soda. I mean, you have to. Oh, so there will be some lights in the arena. They haven't explained it. it. They haven't explained it. I'm okay with that. I'm looking I forward like to this, man. Is it a pay per view? Yeah. Well, actually, it's a premium it's live event. Premium live event on Peacock. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, I don't have to pay extra though. Nope. No, no, so you just watch Frank, it. Frank, you coming over? You bringing the Mountain Dew pitch black or what? By the way, you watched it last year. Did you not watch Royal Rumble last year? Yeah, I did. I it's think the I best. It. It's the best event of the year. As I far enjoyed as it. I like that we're doing this lottery. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. It's on Saturday at what time? Eight. I have to work. Ah, uh, suck, Frank. It's going to be great. Really depending on you, I was going to guess because your bodega had the balls, they would also have Mountain Dew. I mean, pitch probably black. they also have Prime. Shout out! To oh, Prime. shout out! Wow, wow, this is a hell of a bodega you got. Yeah, the is best the, bodega cat I've ever seen. Is it the Wiki hmm. Wines? No. Anyway, so I'm excited about this. So on just to confirm, on Wednesday, we're going to do a lottery where we yep. each get uh, what's f- six. Now, how are we going to present? Uh, I mean, we can talk about this. Wait, we each get six, and it's the same numbers for both, for the men and women's rumble, correct? $25 covers both. Oh, now we're doing 25 20. I'm fine. All right, I thought we did 20 but yeah, that's 20, cool. 20 covers both. No, I like it. Okay, whatever. $25 a piece. <laughs> but we're getting well, six. That would make it 30 25 is... 
harder to split. And so, so is, is it is it one of these things, GC? Like I'm going. Yeah, and yeah. how I, are we doing the actual physical picking? I, like, I will do it. You're just gonna pick everybody's yeah. numbers. I mean, I would, so you're you can't be bothered to come. In I'll be the guy. I'll be the step ladder. Okay. I mean, there's got. I mean, step ladder. I love it. And Let's then I'll st- I'll walk up there and be like, uh, all these picks have been overseen by uh, the firm Ernst and Young. Yeah, <laughs> Ernst and Young in the house. Like, uh, <laughs> and you want it to sit on your desk, or is it going to be? like a... we have corporate Alex's for integrity purposes. Yes, you know? yeah. We should he have an be, advisor. Yes, he could yeah. be standing over your shoulder watching <laughs> the integrity of this. Just so the oh. viewers know, that's exactly how all the ideas we have for the show. Are. Oh yeah, they just get this is exciting. I can't wait for this. Someone orders something from Amazon. Amazing. Okay. Um, anything else we need to share? And and are you sure? By the way, are you sure this is going to arrive in time? Yeah. It says <laughs> when. When's the delivery? If not, look, the we delivery get a, is tomorrow. We get a hat. We cut up some paper and just do it See, old that's, school. It's yeah, fine. That, that would yeah. probably not as fun as the. No, I love. I love that. But all right, I will say this isn't like oh. it's not the big gold drum. Wow. Oh, what is it? It's just like a black. Do you hand turn it? Turn it still has a handle that you're going to turn. Yeah. Was it expensive? No. Okay. If Think we want like to get expensive, we can get the gold drum. Well, then we'll need to make. A What's phone the difference call, right? in price? Like eighty bucks. How much was the regular one? Twenty. Twenty. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so crappy. The twenty dollar one. It's probably gonna be like one that you put here, and it's gonna be like. Mm. I feel like if we're gonna go all out, we go all out. Yeah, we should have a hundred dollar thing just sitting in the corner until next year. Eighty. Don't get crazy. No, no, no. It's, it's an eighty dollar difference. Oh. <laughs> Don't get crazy. I want to look at it after the show. Uh, Unless you want to put it up on the screen here and we'll look at it right now. Come on, man. Are you still on my Amazon account? Uh, No, no, no. no. That's only on my TV. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, this is exciting. So that's going to happen on Wednesday because there's no uh, major MMA, right? None. Nothing. None. It's all about the Royal Rumble Saturday. Then the next week we get uh, CBS Bellator. CBS. Oh yeah, well, we got a lot next uh, next Saturday. We've got CBS Bellator. We've got uh, Derek Lewis card. against Sp- Sergey Spivak in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because it's catering to what Korean time? Yeah. South Korea. Yeah. So what time is the main event or the main card? Uh, main card starts at one a.m. Eastern. You're kidding. No. Oh my god, are you going to stay up for it? Mm. You got to. Mm. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Have you looked at the card? Oh my god! Main card one a.m. Prelims ten p.m. This is the card, by the way. Look at the card. Oof! I'm not even going to attempt to now, to say some of these names. I'm sorry. It is. Cra- I feel for these guys. I mean, I mean, four of the fights are ending the road to UFC tournament. But first fight, Japanese fighter. Second fight, South Korean fighter. Third fight, South Korean. It, this is a card that was built to happen in South Korea. Yeah, correct. Oh. What Which a disaster. Headlined by Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. <laughs> the most South Korean fight you can put on. Oh, my God. Of course. Every single fight, except for the last two, has either a South Korean or Japanese fighter. The last two... Oh, no, no. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. The, the one right before the, quote-unquote, co-main, second to last. Marcin Taibura against Blagoy Ivanov, and then the main event. Are the, th- Those are the only two fights on this card that don't involve an Asian fighter. That is pre- oh, we got the return of Doohoo Choi. That's exciting. And then following week, it's 284, rapidly approaching. They've got yeah. a couple of pay-per-views, pay-per-views, excuse me, that are in like less than a month territory, which oh, I think what? is We're very interesting. 284, three weeks later, 285, two weeks later, 286, three weeks later, 287. Yeah. 
crazy. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think we covered everything, except we didn't really get into the uh, Tyson Fury call out. Do you think that's real or do you think that was just Tyson Fury? It feels like posturing to me, if I'm being yeah. honest. It feels like, just like last time, utilizing Francis's name to get business done. Sorry. What the? That was the that How was would the you YouTube. ask a question to start playing a video? No, the YouTube thing. I forgot that my volume was up. Um, But it's always good for Francis to have Tyson saying his name yeah, regardless. Huge. Like no matter what the motivation is, it is it is a win for Francis to have. I don't like it with the four ounce gloves and like I want to see a real a real fight. If the internet is any indicator, people want that four ounce fight. Queensberry rules. Mike Mike Tyson Tyson referee. (laughs) Let's just do it. (laughs) Mike Tyson comes out with the striped shirt. That would be incredible. Uh, And shout out to Liam Smith with the big win over Chris Eubank. Wow, didn't expect that. that. (laughs) I mean, nice to see a, a, a a scouser get a legit win. Yikes. No, I'm just saying. It's, it's been a while. I, uh, wow. I'm just, what? No. I, what? I like beefy style. I like his boxing style. Oh, yeah. What a win. Wow. Uh, have, Liam Smith, if I'm not mistaken, he was on the uh, main card for Serrano Taylor and MSG. Mm-hmm. I went to Katz's two days before that fight with PT and Chuck, and his uh, his brother was there late wow. night. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. No, it was late. It was like 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, um, I was up. And then I was sitting right in front of his whole family at the... I mean, you were living... uh, I don't know where you were living at the time. I was Actually, uh, our friend TST was there. He was there. He enjoyed it. Wow. This gets worse. This gets staying in my apartment that weekend. Wow. Wow. That's messed up. Oh, man. Anyway, I was sitting in front of his family at the fight. Uh, They were a great bunch of lads. I like them very much. So, Uh, yeah, huge win. Didn't love all the pre-fight chatter. Got ugly on both sides, but uh, big win. Yeah, it was pretty juvenile. Not just yeah, horrible on both sides, honestly. But um, I said no big MMA, big boxing on Saturday. Arter Better Biev, who is a disciple of one uh, GSP, is fighting. And then I said February fourth is a big one for MMA. But also, I didn't get to mention uh, Frank's gal Amanda Serrano back in action. Yep, you going yeah. to that one, Frank? I was planning on it. Yeah, you need yes. ticks. I yes. do. Let's see if I can sort you out. Uh, Big Eddie going to be in studio next week. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> we got a few Joe things to talk up. about. Yeah. Let's go. Why? Joe Joe likes Eddie? Oh, he loves Eddie. We both love Eddie. He's a sweetheart. He's a great guy to work with. Do not reach for that button. It doesn't yeah, work. Joe's, Joe's vehemently shaking his head. but He will not, not be able to hear you. Yeah, it's not going to go to air. <laughs> He's the man. I can't tell if you guys are being sarcastic or not I don't anymore. know what's happening. Yeah. I'm... I'm I'm along for the ride. Here. I look forward to the the times that uh, Eddie Hearn comes in studio. Are you kidding me? No, By the way, really, he's you. a great guy to work with. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but <laughs> here's the thing: now more than ever, there's a lot of things to talk to him about because I oh, yeah. think he just told IFL TV this morning or last night he's interested in Dillian White, Francis Ngannou. Whoa, could I like be a that. thing. Don't mind it. Nate's out there. Luke Rockhold. Why don't they all sign with Matchroom? That would be something. Any Dillian darts White, Francis Ngannou. Any what? Darts discussion? Well, we've got darts. We've got, uh, you know, the, the Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor situation. Lee Wood coming to my adopted hometown of Nottingham in February. Big win or big tie on, uh, on Saturday, of course. And, and I just saw another thing, last thing, because I mentioned it to John Kavanaugh. Um, now they're saying that Serrano Taylor, too, might be at three arena. Yeah, I saw that, too. They're, they're giving them some trouble over at Croke Park. But for the record, I'd still go. 
I'd still go to Three Arena. I uh, I was there in 2014. It's an incredible spot, but we're talking about like a 80,000 seat stadium or a 10,000 seat arena. Shades of UFC going from Cardiff to O2 Arena for the <laughs> Leon Kamara. I fun. think they made the right call. I, well, now that the car turned out the way in which it did, yes. Um, they made the right call. Last thing, Lauren Murphy, this tweet. Uh, no. Ugh, I just got <laughs> I saw AK Lee retweet this from Jeb, but it's from May of 2022. I no, she, she was... did say she, – she said something on Twitter. She, she wrote a long message. Oh, about yeah. what? How about how like people are saying she should have thrown in the towel? She's, yada, 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 yada. she's, she's def- defending the decision not to throw in the towel. Yeah. Basically, saying a lot of male fighters have taken beat downs and then yeah, mentioned she's some saying female that fighters as if well. If you're going to say that, then Glover should have thrown in the towel as well. Yeah, I think you can make that case. I don't. <laughs> but I, I honestly don't. I know some people like to bring this up, like, oh, you wouldn't say that. You know, you say that for this fight, you don't say that. I feel like I've been pretty consistent about my desire to see more of that in the sport. It was, there was no offense being mounted. Yeah, Glover was still throwing punches it was a one-sided didn't one of the one-sided coach, affair coaches want to end the fight after the fourth round that that happened yeah hmm, interesting uh shout out to a feldman mma oh he's the nice, man he made a nice edit of uh you watching the pitch black match on uh saturday oh i can't wait i can't <laughs> wait for that that's gonna be on saturday for now though i think we're out of time guys oh yeah for sure uh, I think it's time to go. I mean, we started a little rocky, I thought, out of the gate, but I think we really landed this plane nicely. What do you think, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right in the Hudson. Tremendous insight. Uh, I just got a... <laughs> That's a good one. I just got an email from uh, Timmy Tortuga. I think it's just a random fan email. He says uh, he heard us talking about the acai experience or lack thereof in NYC. He says we have to go to Tap NYC. Upper West Side by Central Park. He says it's the best. What do you think, guys? Tap NYC. Looks nice. 100% gluten-free Brazilian superfoods. That sounds exciting. You guys want to go? Yeah, Eat I was well, supposed to go to good, the yesterday. Oh, yeah. What happened? Uh, I got ruined in my beds. You Let's just the say w- there's not any fogo de chao coming up anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> uh, that would have been fun. That would have been I fun. I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, you could go... Yeah, me too. Uh, if if okay so and by the way for the Royal Rumble thing winner gets the whole pot now what that's if so, exactly what happens how does it work if we're doing $25 how does it work if you win the women but not the men 25 I love it 20 20 and so you just get 10 split it yeah alright okay a lot at stake here very excited about that uh, Wednesday we shall be back a couple guests already booked but I don't want to make the same mistake as last week and same mistake that I made two minutes ago when I said Eddie Hearn will be in studio, but I feel pretty confident with that one. I want to thank everyone who stopped by today. It was a great show. Some brilliant minds on the program. Thank you and congrats to Safe Saud. Thank you and congrats to John Kavanaugh. Uh, thank you and congrats to the great uh, Luke Rockhold on getting his freedom. And how about Yuri Prochaska? All the best to him as well. All the best to all of you. Back on Wednesday, same time and place until I say, Peace. I'm out of here. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? 
Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts.